Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. I got to save my voice, everybody. It's Steve Mathis, and I have uh, a little bit of a touch of a head cold with a little bit of too much talking last week to kick off 2017, combined with a Michelin Starcross 5 ride day yesterday. Also, lots of talking, so I'm going to try to conserve my voice a bit and not maybe maybe I won't yell about Chick-fil-A and Nets this week but I'll be back next week to do that but thank you for listening greatly appreciate it Ryan Villapoto is on the show tonight Ryan Villapoto eight times Supercross and Motocross champion he'll be on to talk about San Diego Supercross that just happened round two the Monster Energy AMA Supercross just uh, completed he'll be on that's great Former factory Honda, factory Kawasaki rider Ryan Hughes will be on. Uh, he's working with the IB Corp Yamaha team. Uh, Cole Martinez was one of the guys there. And uh, he'll be on. T- uh, Rhino will be on to talk about a little bit about what's going on with him. And, uh, you know, maybe Rhino will stir the drink a little bit. Uh, so he'll be on. Adam Cincerillo, he's our Pulp MX West Coast correspondent. Uh, so he'll be on uh, to talk about uh, San Diego and all that went on there. And again, thank you guys for listening. You can listen live on the Pulp MX app, on the TuneIn app as well. You can listen live, pulpamexshow.com. Listen live there. You can get the archive there. Get the archive on iTunes. Get it on the app. Get the archive on that little purple Square app on an iPhone. You can get on there also. And uh, yeah, so lots of places to go. Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. If you want to support the show, uh, simply uh, uh, going to buy something from Amazon, go to pulpmex.com. There's an Amazon banner. Click on that. <sighs> Click on that, and then uh, we get a small slice of that, and uh, we can afford to keep bringing in heavy hitters each and every week here on the show. We're live from Las Vegas. What a race that was in uh, in San Diego, and lots to talk about, lots to cover it uh, from all sorts of different ways. We're going to have the BTO Sports tweet at Travis, the X-Brand goggle tear-offs, race tech emails, gear alloy cold call. I think we're going to do the seven deuce deuce tonight. And also the NFAB JGR check-in and the NFAB question of the day. So, uh, again, lots to talk about. Lots going on. Jason Thomas will be on. Yanni Hovey from uh, X Racing in Finland. Uh, Matt Dig- Digital Magazine and a Real Magazine now. And uh, he's been in studio a few times. He's here as well. We'll get him a word from him at some point. Uh, but sitting in the co-host chair, well... Danny Stevenson was supposed to be in also with this gentleman, but Danny had some weather problems in uh, Omaha somewhere in the middle of America, uh, and an uh, ice storm hit, and uh, Danny could not make it out. So we're going to reschedule Danny, and we'll get him in studio with the chicken as well. We're going to work on all of that. And uh, so, unfortunately, uh, uh, no Danny Stevenson tonight, but hopefully soon. So manning the co-pilot's chair all by himself tonight. He's been in a few times before. Uh, he's a former uh, top pro rider. Qualified for some main events back in the day. Now he works with Michelin uh, Motorcycle Tires. He is Randy Richardson. What's up, RR? Doing great, man. Just trying to, uh, man, fill in for Denny Stevenson. It's, it's going to be challenging. It is. I, I have some 90s stories, but they're, I'm sure they're nothing <laughs> like Denny's. No. And I, and I hate that. And I, and I, 
I feel partially responsible for him not being here, to be honest. Why? Well, you know, when you sent me the text saying it was a group text with an unknown number and said, hey, Randy, I've got the 1990 Supercross champion that's going to come into the show. Can you give him a ride up from San Diego? Yeah. So I text you back. There's nothing more I'd love than a road trip with Ty Davis. <laughs> and apparently, I didn't look at the area code. Maybe good. Denny got yeah. his feelings hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that's why he's not here, but if I'm responsible, I apologize in advance to all the listeners. Yeah, no doubt, right? Oops, my bad. Uh, thanks, Randy, for coming in. Appreciate it. Michelin Star Cross 5, uh, brand new tire you guys launched last year. Going well, selling well. You're back on the show for 17. And, and besides that, we have a long-time friendship. Uh, when I worked at KTM, we used Michelin. That's when I first met you. And then mm-hmm. uh, when you were doing the factory Suzuki work, uh, you've been 25 years at Michelin now. So. Yeah. 25 years with the yeah, company, yep. yeah. Uh, and you went to San Diego, and so you sat next to me in the press box. You're wearing your vintage 1984 Van Halen shirt? Yes. With You know, you've heard of Van Halen and David Lee Roth, amazing lead singer for that band. I'm sure you're familiar. I, I'm aware of this, this guy that filled in before Sammy, mm. but he was not as talented. He did not sell as many CDs or records. Mm-hmm. He did not have his number, number one hits that that Sammy Hagar guy did. So I'm not quite familiar. So, so Sammy Hagar would be kind of like... Phil Nicoletti, it'd be kind of a fill-in if something happened to David Lee Roth. Oh, really? Oh, kind of. Anyway, yeah. Except it would be like filling, filling. Phil would be Kenny Roxon because he would just take him to the top. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, producing the show, manning the uh, phones over there. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. Give us a call and call anytime. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. We're giving away a set of Michelin Starcross fives. We give away a, uh, a fly racing Weston Pike replica helmet. Uh, the F2 Carbon one with MIPS. I'm going to give that away. we got a word of the day in the commercial, so stay tuned for that. You're going to email us when you hear the word of the day, and uh, randomly we will pick a winner for that. Um, in the corner, manning the, manning the uh, phones, busting his butt, bringing us Starbucks today. That was good, Randy, huh? It was good. It was. It was good. Dude. He is the Dune Goon, T-Marks. What's up, Marks Dog? Hi, Steve. How are no, you? No Michelin ride day for you. We no. thought we would see you. I was uh, pretty bummed to not be there, but he, there, there will be another one, I'm sure. We're going to have to have another one. We might. We might yeah. do that again. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it went well. Um, the thing is, Travis had, had, had texted me and says, any, any, you know, like, do they have any freestyle ramps down there? Yeah. yeah. Because he yeah, wanted right, to right, do another yeah, flip, yeah. and they didn't. So, so he was I understand him not making out. the track down there. Yeah. yeah. No, it happens, right? Yeah. That's, that's all I know how to do anymore. So. <laughs> right. Uh, Randy got to ride. Uh, our own Chris Kiefer was out there along with Chicken and Travis Preston. That's some heavy hitters. Uh, we got some great people who came down uh, from all over the place to uh, ride uh, and uh, support Pulp MX. Uh, the folks at Sunrise, thanks to those people for doing it. Uh, and and also um, our buddy Chris Kiefer was there. He brought the Alta niche bike out. And Randy, you got to tear a couple laps on it. I, I did, and I'll tell you what, that thing has moved. I don't think it's niche anymore. I, I think it's. I think it can be mainstream. I really do. I've uh, said it. I, I think that's coming, man. I really yeah. do. It's that good, right? Yeah, it's it's that good. And and amazing what I shared with Kiefer was power was amazing. It handled it. it suspension braking, everything just like a dirt bike. It was just weird, you know, with no sound. Right. It really, really <laughs> was. You know, when you're going zzz, 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 skimming whoops. That's what was different, but but right. love the bike and and again thanks to to Chris to bring that out and and uh, to give me a chance to have a really cool life opportunity. So and it's cool. uh, and uh, good of those people to come down. We had yeah. a drawing. We gave away two sets of tires. Had we had had couple husband and wife uh, Mike and Kate drove down from 
San Francisco area. Yeah. Another guy down from NorCal, Adam. They, they Adam came from Bakersfield or something. Exactly. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. And and again to come down and what was cool to me and I've said this before about your show when they would come up to me and because you were talking to Keith or whatever they're like ah, you know we we listen to the show all the time I feel like I know Steve you know and I feel like I know some of the co-hosts and that's to what I've shared with you before it gives people who. Otherwise, wouldn't have the opportunity to have an insight of what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. They're truly in the know. And that's what I've always liked about the show when I was a fan of it and yeah. we weren't a sponsor of it. Yeah. So it was cool. And uh, I love getting yelled at by RV, getting told to fuck off. Maybe tonight I get to go, get told to fuck off by RV. I, if, if he does, it's okay if I laugh, right? Yeah. yeah God, I hope so. Um, and, and Pike as well and all these guys. But we thank, uh, we thank you guys for listening. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep, and Truck Parts. Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, uh, Michelin Star Cross 5, KTMPartsExpress.com, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, all on board with us, two under as well. And Randy Richardson's uh, uh, appearance here tonight brought to you by Roost MX. Folks at Roost MX, Christina and Chris, uh, they run a great team with the uh, Cycle Trader Yamaha team. And Pulp Nation is the code at RoostMX.net. They've got a whole new pulp section there with brand new lineup of shirts and hats and everything else. And, and you can check them out and get some of that. And if you don't like pulp and pulp's dumb, then just go get regular graphics and get regular shirts and hats that they sell. They do very well. Hope Cobra line as well. And, uh, and we thank those guys for, uh, for supporting us and, and, and helping us bring Randy in here all the way from South Carolina. Now, Shane McElrath is now two for two, mm-hmm. and he is from North Carolina. Correct. Two different states. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Do you claim him, though? Can you claim him? I, you know, I can't claim him from me being South Carolina, him being North Carolina. Okay, so, but, so it's, not, it's not the same. No, but I will say... You know, a little connection. I'll dot the line to him in that Shane's someone that that I helped with some amateur support stuff when he was on 65s and 85s and went to Loretta Lens. So he's always been a fast kid. He's a local guy, good old Southern boy, and uh, I'm glad to see him having the success that he's that he's having. Yeah, he, he was uh, he was on the show last week, and what a quiet, humble, nice yeah. kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Randy or Travis over there. Let's run a poll on Pulp Mex, uh, at Pulp Mex Show account. Can Randy Richardson from South Carolina claim North Carolina Shane McElrath as a hometown winner? He lives an hour and a half away from where I live. Yeah, okay, but against a different state. Yeah, I know, but I want to see how you people think. Okay. There. Yeah. So we'll we'll check that out. Uh, the Michelin Star Cross Five is uh, selling well, doing well. Twenty-one different sizes. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Uh, the people that the, at the at the ride day at sunrise, they seem to have good feedback. So that's good. One guy's got four sets of them already. He's on his fourth set yeah. or something. So yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. And it's it's cool to me to see that that he's embracing them. And and uh, that's Adam. He was a longtime user of our previous range, and now he loves the Starcross Five even more. Uh, had the one guy, uh, Jared, come up and and said that yeah, I love this rear tire medium. I've had it on here since August and. Check the thing out, and it's still holding uh-huh. up well. So, very happy uh, users of our product, and nice good, to have some time to chat with. Good them. reviews and everything yeah. so far from people, magazines, everybody, everybody happy with it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We did have a little controversy at the ride day. Now, I've been saying yeah. on the show, yeah, if you have one Starcross, correct, we are going to pay you back because yeah, the average guy goes through. Maybe two rears to a front. That's how people roll. Who mm-hmm. pe- not Randy, who's an elite one percenter and is loaded, but regular guys like myself and Yanni and Travis, when we have a motorcycle, 
we will buy two rears, two one front, because we're on a budget. We don't mm-hmm. have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I was saying, if you have a Starcross 5, one Starcross 5, we will pay you still, because we understand that not everybody's loaded to buy a set. Now, you... You weren't. You were a little controversial with this. You were not that happy with this format. No, I don't think um, it was really controversial. I think I was JT. quite clear. I think I was quite clear <laughs> in my initial uh, communication as to what the program thing was going to be. And it's simple, as far as the program uh, to get a free to get your entry fee back. It was very simple. Same thing as to be able to do a backflip. You have to have a set. Uh-huh. That's exactly what it was. So, but like we can't make people just have a set. So. I was saying, hey, we're going to pay you, we're going to pay you. You're like, no, you're not, no, you're not. So a guy shows up. Yeah. He's like, I have one Michelin tire. Yeah. And you're like, well, Steve will gla- gladly pay you back <laughs> your money. It, but it, what's funny is it turns out it was a front Michelin. Yeah. My whole theory was backwards. Yeah. And then there was, yeah, and then there, you had a front Michelin, and then another guy showed up, and he had a Michelin rear and a, another brand Oh, I didn't front. know that. Yeah, okay. I tried to put those two guys two together and see if they could just swap it out for the time being, but, but they had different brand bikes. You paid them. So, yeah, I covered them both. Yeah, you did yeah. cover them Heck both. Yeah. Michelin Star Cross Fire, Heck everybody. Yeah. Just buy one. Just buy one. <laughs> it was, you're texting JT. JT, how would you feel about Mathis promoting a guy with a fly jersey and four pants? Yeah, right. same thing, yeah. Right. It's That's not. Okay. It's not. You're elitist. You're an elitist, and I'm glad. I'm here for you people. Okay. I'm here for you people, and I got you guys paid for one Michelin Star Cross 5. You're all welcome. You're all welcome. You're out of your mind, dude. Uh, Tony, Tony and I had a good conversation <laughs> in... in uh, San Diego, and you were there. I, I heard that because I was walking along with you. Thanks for the media pass. Yeah. It was good for me to be yeah, a media representative for the race. Yeah, you like that? Oh, I liked it. Yeah. I liked being a media guy. Right. And then and I overheard that that interesting theory from Tony. Let's let's cover that. Okay. I think we can. Yeah. So, he may never come back on again, but uh, whatever. Um, Don't worry. You didn't sign the contract. Yeah. Mike had a bike. Mike came up short at Anaheim 1, and it was ugly. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't do two and a half. He did two. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't race San Diego. I think he's going to be all right, you know, coming back. And we all wondered, like, that triple was pretty easy, relatively speaking. Um, so what kind of happened, you know? Um, and Tony said that Mike said the bike cut out or, or did something. Uh, yeah, like misshifted, false neutral, something. Yeah, Something. Yeah. And so um, did you say it first or did he volunteer it? Um, no, he said that that's what happened to the bike. And then he just went straight into uh, – we couldn't find. We can't make the bike duplicate it. We've had Jeff Jeff riding the bike all week trying to duplicate the problem. Right, and, and we kind of laughed. To, we kind of chuckled. Right, and then I said, "What you you couldn't get Jeff to case the triple?" Yeah, I thought that's what he was trying to do. And he said, "Yeah, we're trying." Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, basically." <laughs> so I was surprised at that. Yes, I was also surprised. The at sacrificial that. lamb, just trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I was also very surprised at that. Um, yeah, funny times. It should be. Um, it should be good. Uh, <laughs> But Tony and I, we talked today again. Yeah. Yeah. You helped him out, as a matter of fact. I did. I, you, you helped him out, direct him to a show sponsor. Yes. And, for and product. I'm, I'm impressed with that. I, yeah, I, yeah. I am. I, yeah. It's always been fine for me. I, you know, I never, I never, you know. Great radio. It's not my fault. So, uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin in here. Uh, let's talk some San Diego Supercross JT coming up. But first up, let's do, right, when we talk San Diego, the, the biggest thing we need to do right off the stop is, uh, is have the NFAB question of the day. Question of the day. Do you ride a stock bike? No. Then why drive a stock truck? Stupid. NFAB offers innovative products that take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps. 
uh, provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for off-highway adventure. Uh, they got the lights, they got the, light, the bumpers, the steps, everything else. Uh, Wesson Pike, Filthy Phil, Barsha, RV is now on the NFAB program. Wow. The NFAB uh, team has also stepped up with Millsaps and Baggett. And you, Baggett needed some steps when he was going over. He, yeah, for sure. He could have used like some steps for his back feet. He, he could have. The back. Oh, you know, like, for sure, for sure. Yeah. He did an anti-roll bar on he the back. Did, yeah, he did. N-Fab.com, they support the sport, and uh, so please support them for your Jeep or truck. So the NVAB question of the day I have for you, Randy, is, is Ryan Dungey happy about San Diego? Now, he lost. He lost three points. He lost probably $50,000 yeah. by not winning. He was in the lead yeah. at one point. Mm-hmm. But I say yes. I say he should be. I, I don't think he lost San Diego. I think he finished second, and mm-hmm. I think that's a huge difference between uh, his first round and Anaheim. You know, and we we talked about it on the drive up. I don't know. I don't think he found eight seconds, and Roxon lost eight seconds. Right. I don't know exactly what the mix is, but yeah. Roxon looked great. The bike setup looked great. Uh, I th- I think Dungey found about fifteen or sixteen seconds, and so for him, I think that's a that's a second place win. If there's such a thing. Right. I, I think it was. Can we talk about what a phenomenal race that was? Oh, it's good. That's two, good. that's two supremely fit, confident, gnarly dudes mm-hmm. pushing each other yep. through a, you know, a track with lappers, a track that was deteriorating. It was super soft, a little bit like outdoors-ish, you know, ruts and mm-hmm. bumps and everything. And they are pushing. And I love that because, Randy, you and I have raced, and that's every guy leaving it out there. And yeah. not, not that we're on that level, but you know what I mean? You know what it's like. You're just like. Yeah, and, and to your point about the lappers, it being the first round where we've actually gone 23 laps. as it was opposed 24. to 24. 24? Yeah, I thought it was 23. Yeah. 24 laps. They went toe-to-toe even longer, right? So they had to go through more lappers. And, yeah. And I, I love that I love that battle to the finish, yep. you know? So and, I was, it was awesome. And you were in the press conference with me because you were media? Yeah, I was in the media pass. I didn't right. ask any questions, but. You did not, no. no. Um. Roxon killing him in the whoops early. Mm-hmm. And then Dunge said, hey, I learned. I saw. I started picking up my entry speed. I, he moved over to the left a little bit as well. And and again, I love the battle within a battle. Mm-hmm. Ryan's like, hey, he's pulling me. All I got to go is faster. And that's hard to do when you face a set of stadium whoops. Yeah, and they're basically riding on a, a razor's edge of, of, of traction, of performance, of of you know, crashing, mm-hmm. they're just pushing the limits lap after lap. And it's hard yeah. to, but they do it so smooth that as a casual viewer, you think, well, why don't they just go faster? Yeah. But but it'd be easier for you or I to go around that track and find four seconds a lap faster than for them to find another tenth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're yeah. just right on the edge. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great race, uh, phenomenal race. And, and yeah, the and the time lapse came into effect in the 250 class. Marty Davalos would have. Won the main event, had it been 15 laps. And that would have been a great birthday present for him. Now, Millsap said his birthday was yesterday, and you say it's today. I think it's today, yeah. Let's have yeah. our, our the big 3 Check Marty's birthday. Let's look into that. But what I'm going to do for Marty mm-hmm. for his birthday, I'm going to give him something. I'm not going to talk about that loss. So you're going to give him a moment of silence? I'm going to not talk about that race. That was okay. a complete disaster right. for All Marty. Right. Okay. Happy birthday. When, when are you going to start not talking about it? Happy birthday, Marty. That's <laughs> okay. it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so that's the NFAB question of the day. Did Ryan Dungey, uh, uh, well, you know, should he be happy? Uh, Travis says it, it is yesterday. but um, yeah. I think he's, and I forget who it was. Was it, was it uh, Aaron Bates? Now let's talk to our second place winner. Aaron Bates. Yeah. Not Aaron. 
Yeah, Aaron. Oh, uh, oh from back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when I she thought would, you meant when, this, this, No, when she would interview yeah, yeah. and say, let's talk to the second place winner. Oh, she did? Yeah. Uh, and, 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 it, and you're like, no, that's a second place finisher. But in this case, I really think Ryan Dudgey was yeah. a second place winner because he made up so much ground. But hey, if you're Ken Roxon, you, you've gone on Adam Cincerillo's Instagram and talked about how he's training properly. You've mentioned it over and over how, you know, that your old trainer, Alden Baker, wasn't doing it right and you're doing it right and you're in shape and you'll see. Ken Strong, all that kind of stuff, and if you're if you're Kenny Rocks and you're like, yeah, I got you, bro. I caught you, mm-hmm. I passed you, and then I rode right in front of you the whole race, and I won. And mm-hmm. my my program, I'm as fit as you, if not fitter or whatever. But so if you're Rocks and I think you're taking that away. Like I asked him about that after the press conference, mm-hmm. and uh, he said I'm very confident in my program. He just smiled. So, and I think that's good, and I think it speaks to the fact that there are different ways to get to the same place. Right. So they may take different training programs and they arrive at the same quality fitness level. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that they each walked away from that race with confidence in their own individual programs. And I think that's important to the, each of them. Yeah. But OK, so that's the great side of San Diego. Uh, Eli Tomac finished 40 seconds back. Cooper Webb went from I tweeted that he got passed more in the heat race and he did all year, mm-hmm. all 2016. Yeah. Uh, he was not good. Um, he went down at 1.2. Mm-hmm. Those guys got to be a bit worried. Not Webb because we didn't think he was going to win the title. We didn't think he was on the level of those guys. But for a rookie two-time 250 Supercross champion, if you look at two-time Supercross champions, uh, you think of McGrath, Swink, okay, struggled mm-hmm. a bit. Um, uh, Brock, no, Roxanne and Tomac didn't win two, I don't think. Um, um, Dunge Dun- won two? Dunge Dun- won two? Mm-hmm. I think he did. Um you think of these these greats, Barsha, one, yep. two, and they come into class and they're not they're not at that level of coop so far. Mm-hmm. It's a little distressing. It is, and I think it's even magnified more with the fact that Cooper Webb won you know he won two Supercross championships. Whereas if he came in with two outdoor championships, Jeremy Martin, like Jeremy Martin, mm-hmm. uh, say Jeremy Martin moving to four fifty. Okay, there's not quite as same expectation for Supercross results, I don't think. Uh, but with with Webb having won two Supercross championships, you'd think that's his that's where his strong point is. And it is uh, it's difficult to see whatever the struggles are right now. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think he I didn't think he would come in and be on the podium right off the bat. I I didn't think that. But but I didn't think he'd be finishing where he is. No, that's for sure. No, I didn't think so either. The he, way he's he's got to be now. frustrated right now. Yeah. From what I th- from what I think of, of of Webb, he doesn't look comfy on the bike. And I know he struggled a bit with setup first getting on the 450. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people might think, well, dude, Chad knows that bike. He's raced a year on it and everything else. I think Chad's settings are off in Chadland, and you can't go to Chadland and have it work for you, especially Cooper, smaller dude. Yeah. Um, and I think so if you're web, okay, I can't go to Chadland. That's closed and not going to work for me. So now I have to do all myself and maybe – Randy, this happens a lot. Young guys, they're not, not they're not great testers. They're not correct. And you know, I I think this might be a situation where Yamaha, if the door was still there, they might could go to JGR Land and ask for some advice of some setup. Well, but, but now, no, I'm just saying there's probably no. a lot of data there that might could drive towards good information for Webb. But absolutely, except last year, JGR and Yamaha hated each other. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to tell you that, but they did. And they weren't sharing things. Okay, okay. So, I don't know if that would have worked. You know what I mean? I mean, Yamaha put that swing arm mod uh, without even telling JGR guys and things like that. So, 
Who knows? But you're right. It, maybe there was a possibility to, to if there was access to yes, some data. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Webb is struggling with his bike more than himself right now, and maybe he's just not a good tester. And you can't rely on Chad, I don't think, because I know from talking to other people that Chad likes his bike this way. The Chad way, yeah. The Chad way. The Chadland way. So, um, all right, let's get to some phone calls before we come up with uh, uh, Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Hughes, Adam Cincerello. Who are you looking forward to most? I want to hear Villapoto cuss at you, and then I want to laugh about it. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's probably good. a very good chance it's going to happen. High chance ability of that. Uh, Charlie, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Is it Charlie, Chaley? What is it? It's Charlie. Charlie. Like like Charlie, yeah. but not. Yeah, yeah. You can also call me Cheap Charlie, too, if you want. Yeah. So. Yeah, those questions are good. for. We, we're going to do another one. I'm going to need yeah. your expertise down there. I already road. have some, some questions lined up, uh, possibly, and I will probably be grilling Weege on uh, some life tips when he's here to, to voice over Geneva. Oh, yeah. He's month. coming here uh, right after that, that Monday. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, double double dipping. Yeah. So yeah, you don't even have to fly them. That's great, isn't it? Yep. Is it? I just have to. That's fl- great. I have to pay one flight. Um. So. Awesome. All right, buddy. What's well, up? So obviously we we saw the Jeremy Martin practice crash millions of times replayed and shared on social media. Uh, and and so that was a big incident that he got really lucky. He walked away from that. Nobody was coming the other way mm-hmm. in the lane that he landed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw or heard about an A1 practice crash in the second 450 practice when I believe Millsaps went over the bowl turn after the triple before the whoop section, and his bike nearly cleaned out somebody going the opposite direction that first corner. That's funny because I never saw it and I never heard anybody tell me about it. That's weird. Okay, yeah. Well, I think, you know, had his bike cleared some, cleaned somebody out, you probably would have heard about it, but right. since it was one of those nothing happened it was sort of a footnote, and if you missed it, you missed it. But I'm just wondering, you know, in the midst of the last, you know, that was an almost big incident. Martin's deal was an almost big incident. Is there any talk at all about your net idea? Because I think, you know, a net or a net-like device could have easily prevented wow. those near disasters. Or are they just waiting for something to happen, and then maybe we'll talk about it? <laughs> the nets are more for to protect the fans. My idea for the nets has always been, and I got a ton of tweets about this and everything. My idea for the nets is outside of the turns to help the bowl turns to help passing. I don't want nets on the center of the track. And that J-Mark crash happened on the center of the track. So mm. I don't think we can just be putting nets everywhere and across the whole track. But I, if you want yeah, it on the yeah. outside, I want a net and build a big bowl turn. Randy, when you had the big bowl turns, passing was better, yeah. racing was better. Everything. Racing was a lot better. Yep. And, and they did. I was, I, was in, I think maybe they were testing it. Uh, they had some nets up there straight below the, the media. Right, but the yeah, press box the foul, we bar, foul bars, foul balls for Padre games. See, I don't care anything about baseball, I so I didn't yeah, know that. Right, yeah. same as Anaheim; those are for the Angels. They're not testing nets. I get the tweets. Did, yeah. did anyone go through there and hit anybody? No, no, nope. okay. exactly. So nets work. Um, uh, Charlie, no one's going to listen to me. No one cares what I have to say or think. Like anybody important, that is. Well, you know, I still think it's a good idea. It still boggles my mind when people think that it's worse with a net versus without a net. I go to all these so, hockey I mean, games. I look it, right through a net. I'm, not, I'm just fine. I'm not saying I'm not saying the net is the end all be all, but to think that it's worse to have it versus not having it, that's mind boggling to me. Yeah, and Listen I, to me. And I agree so. with you, Charlie. That that uh, a a straight section of a net, basically like a volleyball net, there uh, could have kept could. him from going straight across into the face of that triple, which. Had he hit two other riders, right, it could have been yeah. really ugly. Can we talk about yeah. Jamar just unbelievably getting, hitting two yeah. tough blocks and a somersault and landing on his feet? 
Lucky, lucky. He looked like uh, like Travis Marks over there jumping in the foam pit. Yeah, he did. Travis Marks' first BMX drop-in. Yeah. It looks fine to me. I don't know what you guys <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, man. Well, thanks, guys. Take right. it easy. Thank you. Andy, what's up, bro? Hey, Steve. I want, first, I wanted to say, uh, you know, thanks for all the content you put out. I live up here in uh, northeastern PA, so it's cold, long winters. Yeah. So, yeah. And to get in the Paul Pocky stuff and then uh, the Paul Pimax show, you guys help me definitely get through the winters. So you, li- um, you like the Paul Pocky podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I live up here in Erie, so we got the. We got to see some great uh, junior hockey, oh, and we still do. So Connor, you know. Connor played there. Oh yeah, it was it was a great three years. Anyways, um, also too, I want to tell Randy those uh, those Michelin Star Cross fives are awesome. Uh, I ran a set last year. I do a lot of woods riding. Uh, me and a couple of my other buddies, uh, we've been running them. I got a fresh fresh back one in the garage. Getting a fresh front one here in a few weeks. Um, anyways, uh, you know, I did a lot of thinking this week watching the race and watching Cooper. Um, and, uh, one thing I noticed, it, it kind of looks like when, when Villapoto made the jump to two, to four fifty, it, it seemed like it took him a little bit to get going. Um, I'm wondering if that could be the same thing with Cooper where he's just getting adjusted and possibly trying to just get um, that bike dialed. And if we could see like a, uh, something like Villapoto where he just catches fire and then. You know what, Andy, that's over. a, that's a great point. I'm actually going to mark this down right now. For RV question, uh, and I'm going to interrupt Steve because I wanted, unlike early, Steve, I didn't want to interrupt you, Andy, but I'll interrupt Steve. Races. And Andy, I appreciate your kind words about the Michelin Starcross Fives, and I'm glad you and your buddies are enjoyed them there in the woods for Can sure. I just write that down. Uh, and uh, ask RV about they're, it. Right they're now. they're awesome. They're, do that. I mean, we ride. It's, it's wet up here. It's it's ruddy. You know, there's a lot of roots and wet leaves. And I had, you know, I, I rode all summer on an intermediate front, and it was fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to run the soft on the back. I mean, I'm real excited for it for sure. Sounds great, man. I, I appreciate it. And had you tried had you tried any Michelins before, or did you hear them just promoted on Pulp MX and decide um, to try them from there? No, actually, just say Pulp well, Mix. Just I, uh, say Pulp Mix. Say Pulp Mix, Andy. I, I, I rode on and off here and there. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I, I kind of went through a stage. I had a CR250 that I kind of got over pretty quick, um, and then I was bouncing between bikes. Um, and then this summer I got a KTM 200 and, uh, you know, I heard Kiefer on the show talking about the Starcross five and how the, uh, how the, you know, the sidewall seemed to be a little softer and seemed to grip really well. And I thought, you know, we'll try it out in the woods and see awesome. what happens. Well, man, and, I, uh, I, I appreciate you doing that for sure. Thank, thanks so much, man. Thanks for the positive feedback, man. Um, actually, man, no uh, Ping's got, Ping's got a comment about the, the mission of Starcross five. Easier mounting, always a good feature. There we go. <laughs> For sure. Dude, I, I can't tell you. We, uh, my, my landlord, he's a, he's kind of a, a guy, clean freak on his bike. And we had his, you know, he, he put a tubeless system in it and we changed rims. And like, I mean, those tires are so easy to change. It's ridiculous. It, I used to hate changing tires until I got one of those. And they're just so much more easy. Um, well, Andy, I'm going to ask RV about that because you know what? You're right. He did struggle until, remember, he won Seattle. Uh, late in yep. that first season, but I'm going to ask him about. I mean, okay, he's not, he's going to say. I'm going to say this is going to be me. Hey, RV, you know Webb's not doing so great for the first two two races. Uh, early on, you struggled. Uh, what do you think about the comparisons? He's going to go. Fuck no, I was fine. So, but <laughs> yeah, I, but I'm going to yeah, ask. Sounds, but I'm going to ask. Sounds about right. Um, Andy, about right. and you know what, Randy is um, feeling generous tonight. Randy, very. He's going to oh, give yeah. you. A, he's going to give you a set of Michelin Starcross fives. 
Oh, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so just stay on hold. Uh, Dune Goon will get your information. And uh, thanks for calling, man. Thanks for that point. Hey, right. I, I got one more thing if you got a second. Uh, no, no, we don't. You, congratulations on the tires. All right. Thank you. All thanks, right. man. That's it, man. That's it, Andy. It's all you get to talk about. Um, so uh, did we put the poll up yet? What's the poll at? I don't know. <laughs> it's what I pay him for. Hey, I paid him half his money tonight, like a half yeah. season money, and that's the effort I get. I'm, I'm, I'm probably 60, not. It's sixty-two percent for no. Can't claim them. Different no. state. Yeah, thank you. Can't just okay. spring that on me when I don't have the page open and get mad because I don't have it. You should have the Twitter page open at all times in case an emergency yeah. strikes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, <laughs> listen, Pulpmex app, everybody, uh, pick it up. One ninety-nine. We're having a great time with it. It's terrific. And matter of fact, we have a bunch of uh, people on voicemails here uh, talking about the app, and, and you know, and, and Randy, how great it is, and everything else. So let's get right into that uh, voicemails here for, from from you people. Thanks for calling in, by the way. So I finally broke down and re-downloaded the Stitcher app. Uh, Mark's Dog's app was pretty much unplayable on my Android. No, device. wait. That's, um, no. Oh, no. It's, uh, Sound positive? Constantly crashing and whatnot. Hmm. I hope Mark's Dog can huh. fix it this week. Well, maybe the next one. Hey, I was yeah. just calling. Um, I got the new app, and I haven't been able to listen to shows for hmm. going almost on three weeks. Um, Andy, I hit the play button and uh, play the archives, and it never plays. I don't know what's going on. I like the Marks guys; cool, polite, um, very nice guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how to build an app, so not much of a sales job. But um, yeah, a little bit of a bummer. Um, That's all. So hopefully, we can get that straightened out because I haven't been able to listen to any content. So. It's um, not really. I have people. no idea what's going on in the pulp world. Well, Anyways, um, maybe a little update on what's going on with that. That wasn't a uh, good one for me to play. I don't. Well, I don't yeah. even know how. Yeah. Anyways, thanks. Oh, maybe this one. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Travis Marks, why don't you fucking do your damn job and fucking get shit done? Oh. You know. My. Fucking. You know how many people are waiting on you just to get something done? Go fuck yourself. All right, you piece of shit. You're just a lazy fat fuck. Hey, Steve. Been tired of all these jerkies calling in about that fucking app. Excuse my language. Um, their desert boy already told us how to fix it. Delete it and upload it again, and then you're done. My app works fucking great. Thank you, guys. I love your show. I consider myself a big fan. I've got a personalized license plate on my car that says Pulp Max. Oh, thank you. I buy T-shirts. I buy hats. I bug you for free stickers. I listen to everything you do. I read everything you do. I feel like I need to jerk off in my closet and hang myself because the app is fucking terrible. Oh, wow. Jeez. Pulp. Wow. Steve, Travis, I want to give you some constructive criticism about the app. The new app is cool. It looks great. Thank you. The drops are great. Yeah, they are. However, it doesn't play podcasts. Oh. So, great app, as long as you don't want to listen to podcasts. Hmm. Later. That's great odd. Show. We're kind Bye. of in the podcast business. To listen. Um, one guy in the chat room says, from one developer to another, he knows your pain. Mark's dog, do you have anything to tell these people? Nope. Nothing. Not a word. <laughs> So I updated. You know, last you know what's frustrating to me, and not to any single caller, 
The guy's going to jerk off in his closet and hang himself. Hey, what he does in his own personal time is up to him. Okay. But, but for me... Berludi had something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he, I think he made that clear. <laughs> you know, we, we live in a perfect world. You know? Yeah. Everything's great. Right. Never have a tough day at the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Politics are great. Everything's awesome. It's just this one little small thing in the world that's wrong. Is is the app every now and then has a little problem. It's a rough right? life. It's a rough life. It is. You know? Yeah. So I, in other words, just, I to, do believe last week I said that I hadn't had time to work on it. Yeah, yeah. you were busy at work. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Uh, so there were a few weeks there, yeah, where it did it got no attention from me whatsoever. Um, but you're you're coming back on. You're coming back. I started working on it a little bit last week. We're gonna do some some serious testing and try to make sure that some of these things don't happen before we, re- we release a, an update. So you guys are just going to have to sit tight and uh, keep leaving you know. obscene voicemails. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we can play them every week, too, if you want. Doesn't bother me. Anything. All right, buddy. We're working on the app. That's tr- Look, Marks is a little salty. I played that. Marks is a little salty. He said we could play it, and now he's he a little salty. You sound like JT. Yeah. Sound a little yeah. salty. Yeah. Look, he doesn't look. He, yeah, he's mad. Uh, sorry, I was trying to do my job, answer the phone. He hung up on him. Yeah, that, he didn't. Somebody, um, they hung up on me. Uh, you said we could play them. But, yeah, I stand by my statement. I don't care. He's, I, think he, I think he's salty. No, I, it's whatever. Like I said, I, I said last week that I kind of gave an update and nothing's changed, you know? So, whatever. But here's the thing for me, not as a show sponsor, yeah. but as a fan of this show. Yes, you are. That app is worth 20 bucks to me. Really? Personally. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's worth 20 bucks to me because... Well, can I get 18 for, from you after the show? Well, you owe me 15. <laughs> you owe me 30 for the guys that didn't have a set of tires. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, the app gives you so much content and so many things. So for the one every time or whatever that it gives you, every now and then it gives you a problem, well, it's not a big deal. Some people say it works great for them. Like, fantastic. Yeah. No yeah. no worries. It's great. So. Yeah, and I, I had some issues with it. Uh, what I'm few weeks back or whatever yeah. and delete reinstall and not a problem since so yep. it, it works for me all so. right so there we go andy's still on hold uh, marks don't forget to get his uh, info on, on mission starcross fives uh jason thomas coming up here adamson cirillo rv and ryan hughes uh also coming up here to talk about the ib corp yamaha team i want to see what what rhino's got to say i didn't even really know he was a manager but um cole yeah. martinez and we'll talk about that deal uh yanni hovey from x racing fi let's uh how do i bring you in here yanni is that you are you there no, is that good? No. Oh, good. There you are. Okay, yes. you're on the fifth mic. Of course, I pushed one, three, four, five, and you're on the last one. Hi. What's up, Yanni? Good. So um, you flew from Helsinki this morning. Yes. Or yesterday, and have not slept. No, it's been something like 24 hours mm-hmm. when I left home. Yeah. Your dog is eating the paper. Uh, he's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's things in Finland? Uh, cold. Cold. It was a minus 25 degrees yeah. uh, two weeks ago. Now it's minus 7 degrees. Right. Winter time. How'd that designations go for you guys? Ah, oh, if you did. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he felt like Canada. You know, we, many times Finland beats Canada, but not this year, yeah. bro. It was the second time. You didn't time. even make the A main. It was you the didn't se- even make the second, losers. Second time losers. in the history of the race that we didn't make it to the A final. Why don't you get Pekka Vekkanen to, to, to suit up? Oh, Pekka Beck, likes to go to the lake nowadays with the boat. I heard Pekka likes to party. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Okay. So, yeah. um, who was a bigger pain in the ass, Alex Ray or the Noof in Tempera Supercross? Uh, 
both of them were fine, actually. Nuf, Nuf, okay, of course, he's always. Yeah. Did you have a shirt off at the after party? I wasn't there. I wasn't oh. there because uh, it was the, the father's day was the next day. Yep. And being a good father, father, I went home. Okay. But the guys were out until six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's Nuf. That Nuf and anyway, I would yeah. bet was right alongside. Yeah, him. I bet so. Yeah, I yeah. bet so. Um, all right, we're gonna bring you back in a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, though. Yeah, cool. If thanks. we see you sleeping, you're not dead. You're just sleeping. No, if we see I'm you just passed out, yeah. uh, Helsinki to uh, to London to here, and he came in ten minutes for the show. Yeah, he, if, if we look over there, he may start nodding uh, like Jason Wygant when uh, a writer's answering his question. So yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so Yanni Hovey in studio here, and we'll get talk to him in a little bit more longer. Uh, Wyland, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I'm more good. What's going on? Well, I was just curious how you felt about, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Instagram page uh, regarding to Phil McLeody, uh, Bad News Phil. Oh, I'm very familiar with it, and it is awesome. Yes. Yeah. How do you think he feels about that, though? Uh, he's, he, yep, he, he's 100% fine with it. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, he's fine. And as a matter of fact, if you have something that you feel could go on there, a photo of Phil that is not flattering, mm-hmm. you can send it to me using the contact form on X. And I will make sure it gets up on that account. Um, Phil is 100% fine with that. It is Phil's life. That is that is what he's okay with. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just saw lots of. They're pretty harsh on here. Yep. Yep. They are, and I think that's Phil's life. Phil. Phil enjoys that. But um, yeah, I may or may I may or may not have contributed some of those photos. Do you see that picture where like he's got his own little plaque next to? like the big Justin Barsha ones and he's got like the little tiny one next to it. Oh yeah, his team sent that one in. They like that. Yeah. Other one, my favorite is the, the ripped jersey and the walking back to the pits. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that one. So it's awesome. Uh, anything else, man? No, no, that's about it. All right, thanks for calling, buddy. Uh, Wyland, uh, um, talking about the, uh, who's who's on three? Who's this? Hello? Oh, oh, hey, what's up, bud? How are you? You're live on the air. Oh, hey, thanks. Hey, actually, I kind of had an uh, off-the-wall question. Yeah, go about, ahead. Uh, yep. Uh, DV and Craig. Right. Uh, are they still working together? They sure are. East Coast, DV getting on a plane every weekend. He loves it. He well, can't... I was hoping you were going to do some uh, weekly check-ins with them because, uh, yeah, now that they have to work an extra, what, six more weeks together, seven more weeks, I don't know if there's going to be some uh, yeah. good action going on between those two. I don't know. Right now, Craig's in Florida. Uh, oh. uh, getting ready for for Florida for East Coast stuff a little bit, so DB's not working with him. But uh, yeah, it's it's still going. You know what? Honestly, yeah. I think it's working out. I think both people are happy, which is unfortunate for our show. It'd be yeah. nice if they had a big blow up, and then we could you well. know, get both of them guys on here. But uh, you know what? Yeah. So far, man, it seems to be working out. Oh, that's good. That's good. Hopefully, Craig uh, tears it up this this year. Then, yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just so. hadn't heard anything, and and uh, tweeted out a few times, didn't hear anything back. And I'm like, well, I mean, no news sometimes is good news, but you know, you know how it is. So yeah, no, I think I think they're but, I think they're doing all right, man. Awesome, cool. Well, hey, thanks, Steve. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, uh, Tyler, what's up? You want to talk about the app? Do you want to yell at Marks? No, I I I don't want to yell at Marks because. I've tr- you know I've done a couple of websites and and stuff like that. The amount I, I is it is it Swisscore that does your site itself? Um, Max site. Well, what do you mean the design of it or 
Like what? well, uh, well, obviously you and and others add content, right, and right. somebody posts it all. But the the site itself is is extremely difficult to maintain and yeah, it's and keep up with new and current content. It's Drupal, right? Blah, blah, blah. It's, a, it's a Drupal platform, and we're going to change it over to WordPress. Um, Travis Marks is doing that for us, so. God, God help us all. Well, I just think, I just think, <laughs> I think Travis does an awesome job. He does. F you, dude. He's you know, he's the know, best. He's, he's the best producer we've ever had in the show, without a doubt. He kills it for sure. Yep. Um, I gave him a thousand dollar raise this year. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about that? A thousand dollar raise. Well, it's in my pocket right now, and it feels great. Yep. Well worth it. Spend it wisely. Being in Vegas. Yep. All right. Um, what about Roxon? But. Roxon and Dungey, was that was that something different that I mean was Dungey hitting the oh shit button and I got to show something or I think Dungey was good I think he had a good race we we covered that in the beginning I I was happy I think if you're Dungey you're happy yeah you're not happy because you lost but you're like okay I got this guy I got him for t- for twenty minutes plus a lap. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that Dungey in any way, shape, or anyone at KTM thought panic, hit a panic button, anything after A1. I think they just thought, hmm, all right, got some work to do. And it's obvious that they, like I said earlier, they they found a lot midweek, yep. and uh, and he came in much, much stronger for sure. Yeah, Tyler, uh, I think I'm, uh, I'm good with that. Great show. I hope, Thank you. I hope we see more next week. I do too. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ethan, what's up, man? How are you? Ethan, you there? Oh, yeah, sorry, Zeke. What's up, bro? I didn't think you guys were going to get me on. Uh, I was just sitting here listening. I cannot believe how brutal these guys are about the app, man. Well, I, I, I mean, dude, app, if I you listen. Lo- listen, dude, listen, if you love Pulp MX show and there's a lot of you out there and you love the Steve Mathis podcast and some guy is stopping you from listening, you're going to get angry. Oh, yeah. I just, and, and uh, I told Travis this when I was online. I really just wanted to call in and tell the guy with the David Carradine style suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy, right. fuck himself. Okay, but... The app is great. Well, wait a minute, dude. That guy has Pulp MX license plate, he says. He has a personalized Pulp MX oh, license plate. Oh, man. If he has a Pulp MX license plate and he's roasting that hard, I don't know. I think I saw this guy. If he's from California, someone sent me a photo of a Pulp MX license plate in California. Uh, I don't know. She's a little hard to me. Well, I'm just telling you. I saw a personalized Paul Mike's license plate. It freaked me out. It wasn't me. <laughs> Are you or, kidding me? It wasn't me. It wasn't Pookie. It wasn't anybody. It's probably Barsha or Anderson. <laughs> um, uh, that, no, listen. Hey, dude. The app is the app when it was working was phenomenal. It was it was a much better job than Swisscore's app. Terrific job. Oh yeah, and, yeah and, I, and, I agree. And. It just has some bugs, and we're working it out. If we didn't charge people, I would tell all you people to pound sand, and I wouldn't play those. Pound angry. sand, yeah, because it's, it's free, but it's not. It's, I know you it's mean, not yeah, free, so we got we we the collective we. I don't know right. what uh, witchcraft. I'm- all right, bye. See ya. All right. Wow, Jason Thomas, what's up, bro? How are you? What's I, happening? I, you guys not letting me talk. He's not letting me talk. He's just going on. I got to go. <laughs> Flyracing.com. Please check them out. Light hydrogen race uh, racewear. Uh, JT's puffy jacket. They got it all at flyracing.com. We're giving away a Weston Pike Carbon F2 replica helmet. Uh, you can go and bring it to Vince Freeze and get it signed. And uh, so go ahead and do that. Uh, we're going to give that away to a lucky caller tonight. Welcome to the show, JT. Appreciate it. Randy Richardson's here. God, Randy. 
Good guy. One of my favorite people. Well, he's one of your favorite you're, people. Hey, JT, you're just saying that because you mean it. That's exactly right. It's well put. Uh, how's things at the Fly Racing, JT? Killing it? Pretty good. Yeah. Busy times here. It's our... uh, phone problems. JT's gone. Let's bring JT back on the line. Someone got him. Maybe he, that was a well, Parts Unlimited thing. He, well, he may, have been, he may have had the app open and was listening to the show, and then it made the, made the phone call drop, I didn't too. say was, that. I thought we were friends. We, I didn't we, say we, that. We, we are friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an equal opportunity offender, for sure. No, trust me, I know. All right, before we get to uh, JT, let's get Luke's lucky. Luke, what's up, bro? You want to talk about rocks in a dunge? Yeah, I just, you know how you always talk about your, uh, your eye test? Yeah. Yeah, the eye test. Yep. Yeah. Timmy Ferry was the great at test. that. Yep. Yeah, and you and you seem to be pretty pretty good at it yourself. So, what my question is, I'm sitting in the couch here in Australia, and on TV, you know, it never does it justice. But on the weekend, those dudes looked like they were going so fast. No, dude, they were. I mean, they beat Eli Tomac by 40 seconds. They beat Marvin by 25 seconds. They were. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, I watched Villapoto and Chad Reed battle, and you watched Stewart and all that. These dudes look like they were going so far. So with your eye test, so what do you think? Well, you know what? That's a great question for Villapoto later. Hey, RV, it looks like Roxanne and Dunge are going faster than you ever went. How do you th- what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and, they don't, and they don't have a hump in the seat. What do you th- how do you feel about that? Yeah, really. You know what, though? I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going faster than Stu. And Chad yeah. and, I mean, and, and all that, but the, the, those dudes, like I'm, I said today, if if you're Marvin Anderson Tomac, you are so bummed right now because they're paid millions, yeah. maybe not Marv, but they're paid millions to be with those guys and be in a race winning spirit, and they didn't have a shot. Those two guys were gone. So yeah, well, you know, you're bummed. When they Cooper Webb. Like, yeah, but I mean, Coop was tense. Well, and, yeah, but Coop, wow. Coop, Coop isn't on that level yet. He's gonna get there, I think. But I don't think he. Yeah, but if you're you know, saying forty seconds for Eli Tomac, that means he probably got beat by a minute. Yeah, yeah, no, at least, yeah, absolutely, got lapped. So, um, yeah, you're right, bro. Oh, anyway, um, all right, thanks for calling thanks, from Australia. Man. Thank you. Cheers, uh, Luke from Australia. JT, you're back. Um, I am back. Sales meeting for WPS, so yeah, very busy. Randy, you're going up there tomorrow to Boise. Exactly right. Flying, right. In, flying in tomorrow, and we'll be there midday. You missed the Michelin Star Cross, Pulp MX Ride Day, JT. Chicken was there. Travis Preston was there. Uh, Kiefer. Randy rolled Star the... Star Affair. Randy rolled the Alta bike. It was great. Great times. That's the fastest I've ever gone on an electric bike, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Randy's in studio wearing a, uh, a jerk-off 1984 Van Halen t-shirt. No, it's just a standard Van Halen yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, JT, we just witnessed uh, a really a beatdown by the top two guys in San Diego. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing that those two guys made those other guys look as bad as they did, isn't it? And I don't know... Anaheim twos, it's a different a different race every time you drop the gate. Who knows what's going to happen? But like I was just telling Luke, like those guys, uh, the Anderson, the Tomac, they got to be pissed right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think uh, from what I've seen in two weeks, I think anytime those two get out together and they're allowed to push each other to their limit, I think we're going to see that. I think those guys are capable of of running away together week in and week out if they both get the start, which looks like they're going to get pretty consistent starts with their bikes and their talent. 
Um, but yeah, it's bad news for everybody else right now. Um, is there? It's two races in, and I don't want to. Well, it's two races in, and I'm getting a ton of people hitting me up on Twitter about this damn panic button that I kind of invented, right? Yeah, it's, you created a monster. <laughs> I did, but outside of Porcel, I don't think I should hit it yet. It's too early. It's too early. For anyone? Outside of Porcel. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I'd have my hand in the drawer for Eli. That's two be, pretty rough weekends be, in a row. I'd be dusting it off if I should be dusting yeah, it off. Yeah, just at least, at least, like, make sure you know where it's at. Yeah. Well, what are you seeing? What do you think? Like, what's arm pump? I mean, Anderson got yeah, on the last lap be. of the heat. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's it's got to be. Uh, I don't think it's a uh, uh, cardio fitness wise. So really, the only other thing it could be was was an, is an arm pump thing because you look at the, how bad he's dropping off. I mean, it's significant drop off. I mean, it's really really bad. So that's telltale signs of arm pump. Um, the biggest thing is trying to diagnose it and figure out why, because usually there's something right. going on. Whether he's he's you know a. Um, product of his own thoughts where he's stressing about going backwards like when Anderson passed him and that that can make you pump up or there could be something with a setup you know too stiff too soft uh something could have they could have changed something there but they definitely need to figure it out sooner than later because he's losing a lot of points very quickly dude do you remember when Dino was having it like around that Chad fill-in time on the Cowie like yeah yeah it never got better it just never did you know, I, yeah, I mean, arm pump's weird. It's one of those things where you try to explain it to people who've never raced, and they look at you like you're from Mars. You know, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very strange deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Marvin's gone three three through three races. Anderson four four. I don't know about my Sealy claim of multiple race wins at this moment. He looks good. He looks okay, but um, out of that pack of guys. Marvin Anderson, Seeley, Tomac. Who do you like to kind of emerge out of there? I think that Marvin and Anderson are pretty much the same guy right now, but Marvin's been getting the starts. So if that continues, I think we're going to see the same thing. Uh, but I think if Anderson can, can get the start or if they flip-flop that, I think you'll see the same result. But either way, I think those guys are three and four in the results column week in and week out so far. You know, that's an ever-changing mm-hmm. uh- ever-changing diagnosis there but from what we've seen so far they look to be the most uh, the two you know next rest of the uh, best of the rest that have it all together from you know speed and fitness and and confidence and all those things randy the uh the save by marvin on the first lap <laughs> at, at first because you know i, I keep track of, i follow the uh dakar rally right because yeah. we're michelin okay. involved with that yep Ricky, Ricky Brabeck, X Brands. Yeah, Ricky Brabeck, X Brands, and Michelin Desert Race. But at that moment, I swear I thought uh, Moose Muscam was inspired by that and was just decarring across through that mud and cutting the corner. <laughs> I, thought, I thought his GPS told him to go cut the corner. It's just so uh, yeah. Oh my God, he just about sketchy, died. Oh. sketchy, sketchy. When you slow it down, JT, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but holy smokes! Yeah, yeah it's crazy that he was able to keep his composure too because he jumped right back in there and and went like he had. You know, was winning the race. It was, uh, it was impressive. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that was pretty nuts for sure. Um, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Randy Richardson from Michelin. Yanni's in the studio, JT, the great Finnish journalist. Yanni Hovey yep. is in the studio. Yanni's good people. Uh, yep. He's just, he's just saying that because he's got a headset on, Yanni. You should hear him mother F you before. But, um, just pretty standard. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, JT, the, so can Randy Richardson claim McElrath 
uh, because he's from North Carolina and Randy's from South? Uh, I don't think so. I okay. mean, he right. can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow it, but I don't. Is he claim? Has he been claiming him? No, no, no. That's what. That's the whole thing. No, he's not. I want to see if it's okay. Like, okay, I'm from Canada. How do I? How do I tweet this? How do, how do I vote? Because I'm gonna vote no. Ask him. I'm from Manitoba. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah. Ross Peterson is from Alberta. Okay. But I still claim Ross because he's Canadian. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, so let me ask this then. Let's start a new vote. Can I claim Shane McElrath because I'm American? <laughs> That's, That's the same what, thing. Kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, kind of what I'm saying. Uh, 58% says no right now. 42% say yes. Are you so. still claiming Dusty Clatt for Supercross? Oh, don't say that because Listener's got a headset on too. He's sitting here, and there's no bigger, <laughs> no bigger Dusty Clad fan than James Listener. Probably still hoping Dusty comes back one day and and shows us everybody what he's got. Um, uh, so all right, um, a little bit about the 250 class. Talking about McElrath, uh, it's Marty's birthday. JT, happy birthday to Marty. His present from me to him is I'm not going to talk about it. That ride from him. So. Can you and Randy talk about Marty's ride? Uh, it was probably, you know, 14 of the best minutes I've seen out of him. I would, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, or the best, some of the best 15 laps. Yep, that'll work yeah, too. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was frustrating because he he did ride well uh, the entire race, and then uh, was it fitness? He stopped doing that triple. He stopped doing that one triple in the mm-hmm. Damn it, I'm talking about him. Yeah, don't do that. Well, I'm not going to bag on him. How's write that? It, I'm not write it down. I'll say it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, write it down. Um, I don't think he got tired, tired, like, yeah. quote, tired. I think, uh, you know, the track started deteriorating. I don't think that's the best situation for Marty. I think that that's why he's won so many heat races is because on a, on a mm-hmm. perfect track, he's really tough to beat. So I think as the track went away, maybe he started to to lose his edge a bit, and then it kind of snowballs. You know, one guy gets you, and you panic because yep. you just lost the lead with a lap and a half to go, and I think it just I think it spiraled away from him pretty quickly there. Yeah, I I agree with you, JT. Uh, to your point, you you led for so long, and and once someone chips away at that confidence, you you it's hard to mentally stay strong and say I want to go back and get this guy that just took the lead from me. And mentally, you go. I just lost the lead, and then the next guy gets you next year. You get, you're yeah. like a wounded soldier yeah. there in yeah. second yeah. where you were strong out in front. So Yeah, yeah. once you get one pass, it's, yeah. it's uh, just you can't stop it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look at Eli. Eli's yeah. kind of going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, so we talked, JT, a little bit about how Dungy should be happy with the San Diego because, yeah, he didn't win, but, you know, he hung with Roxon, and, and you kind of agree with that theory, I think, right? Um, it was, you know, he gave Roxon everything he could handle. And so going into Anaheim too, I feel like Dungy's probably like okay, like okay, I'll, I'll work with this, right? Um, yeah, yeah. We we talked about this on our uh, Ratrix recap, and I think it's a pretty interesting question to ask: who was happier with that San Diego race between Dungy and Roxon? Right. And it seems silly to ask that because there was a there was a winner and there was a second place rider, and they were both right together. But leaving Anaheim one, Dungy would would have loved to walk out of San Diego with that scenario, leading half the race all over Roxon to try to win the race and basically proving to him, they're like, hey, I've got your pace. You know, it's going to be a long series between me and you because you're not that much better than me. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think 
both probably pretty happy with how it went. So moving to 250s, I kind of feel like Hill should feel like that. Hill is uh, how many points back? What did I say? He's 12 back. Uh, right now, yeah, he's 12, yeah, 12 back. back. Hill was fast all day in San Diego. He was on it, and he was great. And he didn't win, but he was right behind Malgorath. I think if you're Justin Hill, you're happy. You're happy with your race, and, and you know that you know you killed it all day. You want, you uh, were fastest in practice by a bit, and uh, you know, you've know you got it or whatever, if you can just put it together. Yeah, he's got the pace, um, you know, but that's the thing. I really feel he's had the pace for a few years in a row. Going back to 2014, I mean, he was arguably the fastest rider, I felt, in the class in 2014. And he just struggled to, to put it together when it mattered and get on, you know, get those wins racked up that, that you need in a short series like this. Mm-hmm. So time will tell if that's the same you know, scenario playing out again. But you're two races in and you're 12 points down. And, yes, you're happy with how you're riding, but you're – like I said, you're 12 points down. You know that that's the frustrating yep. part. So, yep. gotta he's got to rack up some W's here, or he needs a mistake from McElrath. Let's get some phone calls before we do the X brand tear offs. Um, uh, this is uh, Jeremy. What's up, man? You want to talk about Eli Tomac? Yeah, guys, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? Very good, man. Hey, um, you know, first off, I wanted to say, hey, hey, I love the show. Uh, what's up, Randy? What's up, JT? How's everybody doing? Good, good. Um, good man. Hey, uh, listen, this is kind of a theory of mine on Eli Tomac. Um, maybe it's crazy, maybe it's not. I know he's been kind of going with the arm pump thing, which doesn't really make sense to anybody, you know, especially for a rider of his caliber and whatnot. Jeremy, um, do you think he should get a forearm strong? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That might help him. Um, but seriously, anybody thinking Epstein Barr? Because that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe he, maybe that's behind the scenes or something like that. Right, I mean, right. um, initially that's what I thought, dude. I said Epstein Barr all the way, but I don't know. Well, he said it was arm pumping after a one. I don't think anybody talked to him after eight after San Diego. But I mean, maybe, sure, you know. I mean, dude, I mean, if you look, I mean, throughout the years, man, every rider's gotten it at some point or another. I mean. <laughs> Whether they talk about it, don't talk. I mean, everybody's gotten it somewhere, you know. Right. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I was just thinking that, you know. I was just thinking if maybe anybody else thought that, but um, you know, maybe yeah. it is just his forearms yeah. or whatever, you know. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, you know. Yeah. Uh, not about Derry JT. What do you think? I mean, obviously they're going to be checking on that very shortly. Yeah, it just depends on what's happening to him. You know, if it is an arm pump thing, then it's it's they're they're completely unrelated. Right. It just depends, you know, and only he or his his most trusted insiders are really going to know exactly what's happening. Yep. But I can tell you after having it, and I was lucky enough to have it after I quit racing, I guess no one's lucky to have it, but I, I was thankful for it, that it wasn't during my career. There's no doubt that something's wrong. So if he does have it, he, they're going to, they're going to be able to tell pretty quickly. There's nothing they can really do about it. Like right, it's, right. it takes a long time to get better, but I, after having it, it's pretty easy to uh, to figure out that something's very, very wrong with you. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Right. Appreciate right. it. How uh, you doing? Randy, do you think uh, if you put some Starcross 5s on Tomac's bike, like how, what do you think? Maybe win by 30 seconds or so? Well, I'll, I'll say this. The star, the comfort casing technology does help yeah. reduce arm pump. pump right, it does right, help right, because yeah. it absorbs the choppy sure. stuff and the bumps and everything. But uh, we do not have any proof at all that Starcross fives will help Epstein Barr. Okay, so right. it depends <laughs> on what he's got. Depends <laughs> on what the situation depends is. Depends on where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, depends right, on exactly. what it is. Yep. Yep. Uh, you don't have any proof that it doesn't help either, though. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> um, Parker, what's up? You got a gear question for JT? Yeah, when I uh, heard Rocks on the podium talking about. His gear company has 
new material that the other companies don't even know about. Uh, yeah, I wonder what JT's opinion was on that. Did you hear that, JT? Um, uh, I know about it because I have a set of it downstairs in our design department. So. Um, I, I so asked Roxon being cocky. Then, well, here Roxon was. I'm pretty sure Roxon was talking about Mookie's Instagram. Mookie Instagrammed about three days ago a shot of uh, Ves, is it Vexia? Yeah, Vexia, right? Seven. Oh wait, no, that Mookie was talking about. Yeah, it was yeah. Vexia. Vexia uh, Thor and shift and said, you know, we're four years ahead or something like that. Uh, and that was what Roxon, I believe was hinting at when he went on sort of that sort of gear thing. So, um, probably. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, whatever. Hey, you know what? Again, like with Kenny, fine. I'm okay. Whatever. Stir it up. Like, no, I, don't ha- cool. I don't have to race the guy. And honestly, yeah. honestly, I think if you walked into, the design department of every major gear company, the ones that actually, you know, have some serious resources to put into this thing. We're all working on things, you know, that, yeah. that other companies may not, may not know we're yeah. working on. So, uh, Kenny's doing what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to pump up his sponsors and I would expect nothing less. Yeah, exactly. Thanks Parker. Thanks man. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Someone in the chat room is saying that, uh, Mike Fisher didn't hire Purcell in the Cowie days because he didn't want him beating RV. Okay. You got to ask mm. RV about oh, that let me, one. Let me write that down yeah. also. Yes. That's the one you got to ask RV. That's a, that's a hot take, all right. I love it. <laughs> Gringo, what's up, bro? Yo, what's going on, fellas? Nice voicemail hey, uh, you played us. We're going to play your voicemail tonight. It's pretty good. Uh, all right, all right. Oh, uh, Hey, uh, Randy, I just want to tell you, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I think you know who I am. I, well, first of all, I appreciate you not doing that because I'm in Vegas. So, you know, <laughs> you never know. It is uh, Vegas. You never know. It is Vegas. It's Vegas. And if Denny was here, I would be even more scared. But thanks for not doing that, buddy. Yeah, you got it, bro. But those tires work great. And let me tell you something. I want, well, well, let me ask you, are you going to do a uh, – I'm feeling a little uh, loss of love here because uh, where's the East Coast, uh, you know, ride day there? What's going on? Because just so you know, I have two sets of tires. I uh-huh. have a front and a rear. Yeah, yeah. That's I hear correct. And I had And I had to sell my toenail clippings on the Internet to some freaks to be able to afford the front one. Wow. So I'm looking for some love. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, let me, let me tell you what. You could have probably got more for those toenail clippers here in Vegas. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah you never and, know. And, and, Gringo, we're looking at it. We had a very successful event, and and, and, and uh, we're looking at maybe doing some more. Um, but obviously yeah. we can't, I mean, geographically. Hey, no pressure. No. Andy, no pressure. No, but geogra- just, could we do one? You. Hey, so where are you in Louisiana? What's the closest? Uh, uh, no, I'm in, Cl- I'm in Claremont, Florida. Okay. So, wow. So, you know, if you, you, you and put you, something together, yeah. you know, if you need a little tip on the hot tracks or whatever, just, you know, let me know, man. I'll put out right. some tracks for you. Kenny uh, Rockson, ladies you know. and gentlemen, called in from Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm kidding. laughs> now, hey, hey, Gringo, honestly, yeah. uh, we, we've discussed that and whether or not yeah. we'll be able to, we'll wait and see. I would like to do it, but again, what I was saying was the, the uh, geography of it. We can't do a, a racer. I mean, a uh, Pulp MX Starcross 5 ride day the day after Anaheim and do it in, in Florida. I'm not so, familiar with this Racer X thing you speak of. I don't gotcha. know. Okay. I don't well, know. Look well into hey, it. I don't want to tie you up with that. I was yeah. just throwing the <laughs> idea out there. But listen, another thing, because I don't want to hold you guys up. Hey, if you're going to blow smoke up, me, you're going to have to tie me up. I'm just we saying. Here comes yeah, some exactly. smoke. You ready? Here comes some smoke. Yep. You ready? Okay. Here it comes. What's up with Mel Ross and Hanson taking out Mel, Mel Ross in the heat race? Ooh. I, I was watching that, bro, and I, I, you know, I'm just watching, but I'm like, what was the purpose of that? 
you know, um, Hanson taking him out, running him wide. You know what I mean? And, and looking over him at the jumps. I mean, I know it's racing, but uh, we're not talking about a last chance qualifier. That's one point. Another point I want to make is uh, uh, I heard on the street, I don't know, Steve, because you know all this stuff. You hear what goes on. I heard Mookie ordered five engines ready to roll from Suzuki. I don't know if you heard anything about that. Is that what's going to happen to the East Coast? He's riding Suzuki's next this weekend. Uh, I think he's riding a ride 365 semi-truck. I don't know if James is there. But uh, Mookie okay. will be on a Suzuki, uh, maybe five well, engines. Sure, legit yeah. Then. yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be. I don't okay. know. Oh, I don't know about five engines. I don't know about that. But I heard it was five engines. Okay, bro. You know. All right, Gringo could be five. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, listen. I don't want to expose nothing. I'm just. I just want to know if there was. Don't expose it. Don't blow smoke. Don't do any I got of that. You. I, got I think it'll right. be hey, fine one as long as he doesn't one try to thing. use more than one. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, JT. You can only put the one in there at a time, Gringo. He'll be good. No matter how many he bought. Yeah, yeah. One more thing. Uh, Rensland. Remember you, you cold called him and he didn't pick up? I want to hear from that guy. Yeah, we need to get him on. I like Luke. And, and he said yeah, he wants to on. come on. Freddie Norn wants to come on. Everybody wants to come on. Pulp, i got to get these guys on. Thanks, Gringo. Beautiful. Hey, Gentlemen, hey, have a Mathis. beautiful night. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yes, JT. Can you get to the bottom of with Mookie? Because remember, he said he'd never even talked to. Yes, yes, yes. I please get to the JT, bottom. JT, I am preparing my phone right now for the tweets when I said that that was stupid by Ride Three Sixty Ride Three Sixty Five and, and Crossland, and I can't believe that. But all I can do is ask Mookie and and him tell me that. So, you know. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's yep, not your yep. fault. It's just unbelievable. Like, hey, man, if you're if there's a hint of a chance you're going to ride for this, don't come out and say you've never even talked to the guy and you don't know what's happening. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah I know. Uh, just, that stuff drives me nuts. Oh, believe me, too. And you know what doesn't drive me nuts, though, is the X-Brand goggle tear-off segment. doesn't drive me nuts at all. I'm going to drive you nuts because I'm going to go super long. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Kyle Chisholm, Fast Freddie Norn. Brock Tickle, just some of the guys that wear X-Brand. Ricky, Ricky Brabeck. Ricky Brabeck yes. wears X-Brand. Um, Kiefer's buddy wears X-Brand. Yeah. We saw some X-Brands at the Pulp Mex Ride Day. We sure did. Yeah, thanks, everybody. X-Brand Not- goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Pulp Mex Show 2017 is uh, is the one to save. Uh, questions by a guy named Moser. Anybody? I don't know. I've never. Not familiar. Not, guy, Not no. familiar. But they're no. for Yanni, Lissamore. Randy, I think Denny's met him. I think Denny's met Moser guy, right? Maybe. Um, yeah, Moser, Denny, Moser rented him. Yeah, if Denny had been here, maybe he Denny would. Wouldn't, I don't think Denny would have remembered if he had or not. <laughs> I, don't I don't think so either. Yeah. So, all right, listen more. Put the put the microphone to your face. And Yanni, you're on. You're on. No. You're yes. on. Yes. Put the he, microphone close to your five, face. Yeah. Here we go. We got to hurry up. We got Adam Cincerillo coming up. So, rapid fire questions submitted by Moser. Who's breathing? Who's not? Stop touching his buddies. All right, Moser and his buddies. All right, let's do this. Steve, yep. why are Roxon and Dungy so much faster than everyone else? They twist the throttle farther. Thank you. Starting off hot. Yes, thank you. Hot take. <laughs> Randy. Yes. What's the craziest thing you've witnessed Pastrana do? Wow. <laughs> uh, I have video of it, but uh, no, I don't know. Crazy stuff. What's he done? Crazy. Uh, jump off in the Grand Canyon. Uh, I was there for that. Jump off in the Grand Canyon with not a single, no ambulance, no paramedic, not a Band-Aid, nothing. <laughs> nothing on site at all. The time that he hit the thing. Yep. All right. JT. Hold on. Quote from the chat room. 
Fucking Moser, that dude sucks balls and his buddies are a bunch of jerk-offs. Thank you for that. Okay. All right. JT, with all the traveling, how do riders keep from getting colds, flus, etc.? Uh, part of it, like those guys that, you know, I think it helps when they wear their gloves to autograph signings and all that stuff because they don't get as many germs. And the rest of it's lots of vitamins and being smart. Wash your hands all the time. All basic stuff. But, I mean, what else can you do? You know, make sure you're as healthy as you can and We're, try to. What did you do? Germs. Did you do that kind of stuff? I've always had a pretty strong immune system. Okay. So I didn't get sick a lot. But now that I've learned a little bit more and become wiser and older about germs and how to keep yourself healthy, I definitely would have if I had to do it over again. All right. Listen more. Who is a photographer not in moto that you respect or look up to? Uh, well, there's a guy. He, he actually died in a plane crash. But there's a guy named Galen Roll who's a like an adventure landscape photographer, and that's kind of like who I really got inspired by when I first got into photography. Was he? Did he perish taking a photo? Probably not. Oh, okay. No, I, I, maybe oh, he was going no, like skydiving. No, and, yeah, and, no oh. he was. He he lived in in Bishop by Mammoth, and oh. um, he was either a takeoff or landing. Him and wow. his wife both died in a plane crash. All right, way to bring the show down, <laughs> Yanni. What are the do's and don'ts when hanging out in a sauna naked with a bunch of dudes? Oh uh, well, don't have, uh, don't sit on the other guy's lap. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. Definitely no. <laughs> Uh, get some beer in it. Also, eye contact is very key. Yes, sounds gay. It sounds a, gay. He just like do you remember that show? Yanni was saying <laughs> him and his buddies going naked in the saunas. <laughs> it's no problem in Finland, no, right? No, no, no problem. No, 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 no problem. Naked guys. Were there, in any, Suzuki, were there any Suzuki riders involved? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not in my sauna. God, Finland sounds weird. All right, next question. <laughs> Steve, did you ever have a rider loop out on the start straight? No, but I did have a rider, Kelly Smith, 01, concrete start, Glenn Helen, second moto, warming the tire up, and I'm holding the back fender, and he's warming the tire up, and the uh, crank let go <laughs> right on the gate as the 30-second board's up. Really? And he's trying to kick it. And I'm like, bro, it's over. It's done. <laughs> There's nothing's happening. Like, it, it, I yelled at him, it's over, in his, in his helmet. Like, he's, like, trying to kick it. Uh, so, no, I didn't. But Blake Baggett of the Rocky Mountain KTM team. Um, JT, you heard it was a bit of a bike malfunction, though, right? Uh, I think it was something to do with hydraulic clutch, yeah. yeah. I've seen that happen before with hydraulic clutches, so I'm, I'm assuming that's what happened. I, I, I thought he looked like one of the KJSC riders. When that when he looked, he, that's what I thought it was told, at first. He told Weeds that uh, that the tire was spinning, like it was like the clutch wasn't disengaging or something was going on, like it was spinning really yeah. bad behind the gate. And then, but, but this this stuff happens with hydraulic clutches for some reason. I'm not I'm not smart enough to know why. Um, but it's happened time and time again with those things. It's never happened that I've seen it on any KTM I worked for for two years. But, but it, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But I don't know what it's what you guys are talking about. But I'm not saying it doesn't. But I, I don't know. Um, Baggett's been a guy that's been fast. Yeah, zero results through two races, and his gear looks good. Fly racing gear oh, looks, it looks good. so good. Yeah, absolutely. It matches this year, which is really cool. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> Randy, what is the worst injury you've witnessed at Pastrana Land? Hmm. 
could have been my lower back when I did a beer bong and jumped out of that window at the at my birthday party. <laughs> that was a pretty bad one. Um, at Travis's, I, I don't know that I've ever – I've never witnessed anyone get injured there. Honestly, I haven't. I almost – I thought a guy was going to get killed trying to backflip, but yeah, you landed it. No, he, so. he made it. <laughs> yeah. He made it. I don't think, I don't think that's true because I, I stuck it every time. You did. Thank you. you. Yeah, he's except 100%. For, except when I was upside down in the foam pit. JT, when you raced, did you prefer to nap at a Supercross before the night show? Later in my years, I did. Um, it just depends on if I had a place to nap or not. I, I really did feel like it helped me. I just kind of like reset. Uh, I felt like I woke, could wake up and kind of start over, and I felt refreshed. Because it's such a long day at Supercross, you think about when you get there, you probably get there at 9 or so, and you don't race until you know your main event was especially in my early days that you're racing at 10:30 during the main event. So it helped me kind of recharge and, and just kind of start the day over. So I did enjoy it. Um, I think most guys don't end up sleeping most of the time. They just kind of weigh up there and just kind of shut their brain off for a little bit. So I do think it's 40 important. seconds, 40 seconds. That's enough. Yeah. Someone says the questions, most just questions are worse than Chick-fil-A. So, well, delivery Chick-fil-A, well, but not every, if you go to the restaurant. Oh, All right. Next question. Listen more. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's Moser, right? Uh, and his buddies. Yeah, that's scary. What's the best angle to make something look bigger with an iPhone camera? <laughs> <laughs> Always shoot low. Shoot low and up. <clears throat> low and up, That's everybody. right. Yanni, who is a rider you would like to see co-host a Pulp Mech show? Oh... Arvy, Arvy, yeah. I think we can make that happen. He's all over me right now. He's been call, he called me twice <laughs> last week to talk about this series he's promoting. He's coming on the night to talk about it, and like he's all normal, you know. I don't know. He might ha- that might happen yeah, one day. He, he's really gold here. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. Yeah, the way he tells me to fuck off and stuff. Yeah, yes. it's great. All right, Steve, who's policing getting interviews in the pits after the races? You need to overcome this hurdle. I'm working on it. We can hear you whispering and laughing. You two, two girls over there. You two school girls. School girls. So. Um, there's a conference call tomorrow that we're, we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit. So we're trying to figure this out. And, and, I mean, JT, your guy, Forrest Butler there, the Rocky Mountain team, like no one has talked to Baggett and, Wils- and Millsaps through two weeks. We haven't been able – they haven't been on the podium. They haven't been brought into the room. And they're gone by the time we get back to the pits. I don't think Forrest would be super pumped on the way things are going, or Rocky Mountain, or any of that. Like we don't know how the races went, you know. So, yeah, I think there's got to be a happy medium in there somewhere. Somewhere. So, all right, Randy, if Michelin developed and sold a condom, what would it be called? I'm sorry, Randy. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say. They're masters in rubber. We used to say because so much is riding on your tire, it might be something like that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Randy. It's okay. Yeah, it's Moser and his buddies. All right. JT, why do some riders struggle with the move from 250s to 450s, such as Webb? Oh, God, come on. It's a little early for this panic Webb thing. I mean, he sucked balls in San Diego. But come on, he'll, he's going to figure it out. I mean, 
Yeah, that's that's hasty for for Webb, but in general, you know, I, I think a guy you could say maybe like Mike Brown was Uh-oh. he never really made the transition, or Steve Lanson too. Randy's few. There, there were guys right that just never they never showed the potential they had on a on a smaller bike to the bigger bike, right? Not to say they weren't good, but they weren't on the same level. But they're they're completely different as far as how you have to ride them, and I think for strengths strengths and weaknesses, some shine through more than others. Uh, where you know on a a smaller bike, you have to carry so much momentum that the guys that are great at that, I think they they excel. For me, in particular, you know, I can obviously speak for myself. I wasn't ever very good at that, but my strengths were. I was strong enough and I would work hard enough that I could hold on to a 450 for as long as you wanted to race. So I could make up for no momentum because the bike had so much power. Uh, so it was, I was more suited to that. What's going on with Webb? I don't know what I've seen. That's 30 seconds. That's very, like, uh, that's a ton yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still going here. I'm busy. Uh, he doesn't look very aggressive. He doesn't look very confident at all in his setup. So I think the combination of those two things are, are kind of feeding off each other. I don't, I don't think he has the confidence to be aggressive, and I don't know if he really feels like the bike is where it needs to be for him to be able to push. Um, Randy, you're buddies with Mike Brown and, mm-hmm. and know him well and everything else, and um, it was phenomenal how how Brownies result on a 250. Indoors or out? Yep. They were they weren't garbage. I mean, he's a world class rider, but you know what I mean? Like it was in phenomenal how Mike Brown couldn't ride a 250. And I I wonder. Yeah, exactly right. And and Brownie was for sure a much better 125cc rider than he was a 250cc rider, two strokes, right? And some riders just don't transfer to that other size bike uh, better. Yeah. JT, you think it's as big of a difference between 125 two-stroke, 250 two-stroke as it is 254 stroke to 454 stroke? You think it's similar or different because the four-stroke bikes have a more similar torque? Uh, I think it's than- easier to transfer once you get on the, the four-strokes. I think four-stroke and four-stroke is easier. That's what I think. Yeah, but okay. The 125s are so difficult to ride fast. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, honestly, I think a little bit of what Webb is, he just doesn't look comfortable on the bike to where he can be aggressive. Yeah, and you know I when agree. when when yeah. Roxon said in the post race on the uh, after the press conference, mm-hmm. the patio conference we had out there, yeah. that uh, he said he's not worried about lap times if he feels comfortable on the bike, yeah. if he's first qualifying or fifth yeah, qualifying, yeah. as long as he feels comfortable on the bike. That's what he's concerned about going into the race. Yep. I just don't think Webb has that right now, that comfort level. Right. All right, next question. Lismore, what is the oddest thing you've been hired to take pictures of? <laughs> Mo's just so hoping it's like oh, something. Yeah, yeah, he he's, just, uh, he's like this right now, just yeah. praying <laughs> to Lismore. He said he did one, do wedding photography. One time so. I got hired to do a family portrait of Steve, Angie, and their dogs. Wasn't it, wasn't it my mom there? And my well, there was that too, but oh. there was another time that's right over there on the wall. Oh, it is? You guys and the dogs and like the mountain in the background and the sunset. Uh, <laughs> I remember the dog in the background. We were on the street. Yeah. Yeah. That's pooky, bro. Yeah. That was definitely. Was that weird? Well, I mean, it's basically a dog portrait. They're beautiful basset hounds. They're beautiful basset hounds. I don't see the problem with that. All right. Anything else? Anything else weird? I don't think that's weird. I don't think that's weird. <laughs> I don't think anything else really that okay. weird. No yet. porn conventions because that's what Mo's just sort of hoping. Well, I know what he's right. thinking of. Right. All right, Yanni. Last question: What is the equivalent of Chick Fil A in Finland? 
Well, there isn't. <laughs> there isn't many. Do you know? Where, have you ever had Chick Fil A? No. So, no, you, I so are you going to go try one now? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He can't, he can't try the one here in Hendersonville, uh, Henderson, yeah. until the 26th. Right. I looked into wow, it. Wow, but he's going to Anaheim, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's going to Anaheim. Yeah, I'm going to try. There's some down there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what about Frank's Coffee? That's Starbucks competitor, huh? No, it's not. Frank's no, isn't uh, Starbucks? No, no, no. no. Uh, Frankie, it's in Tampere and some other cities, but there's only two Starbucks in Finland. Yeah, I know. I made you take me yeah. to, to one. Yes. And we went down an illegal one, one way. Also. Yeah, and we went to the illegal one-way street yeah. that I made you pull over. Because you had to have coffee. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Helsinki Airport is the other one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, is that it? <laughs> All right, Yanni and Lissamore, thank you for participating. Hopefully it wasn't too painful. Uh, all right, JT, um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Okay, so all the uh, Western Power Sports gang, they're all in Boise right now mm-hmm. right, for the sales meeting. And yeah. uh, one of their sales reps, I think he was the one, uh, I think it was on your, your article here, uh, Austin Woodrum, texts me, says, so you did a fine job helping Dungu do a backflip. So you got any connections to help him build that app? Oh. <laughs> big group, big group, a big group at the sales meeting trying to listen to live and can't get it to work. But That but, has nothing but, to but, do with the app. But the next text two minutes later got it to work for now. Good. All good. So... <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, Adams and Cirillo coming right up to talk about some fantasy uh, pain that he endured at um, at uh, San Diego. And also, too, uh, we'll talk about a prediction of his that went absolutely sideways. Coming up here shortly on Adams and Cirillo. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, bringing you the Pulp MX Show live from Las Vegas. Uh, my voice sounds okay, huh? Like, it's better. It's better. Way yeah. better, yeah. Pookie made me uh, some honey and lemon tea. Two, yeah, I told two, you. Two, told yeah, you two thirds that. honey and one third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so yeah, I feel all right. I think I think we're gonna make this. Uh, who's on? Who's on? Uh, who is this? First. Who is this? Who's on first. Uh, caller, Tyler. Tyler, what's yeah. up, Tyler? What's up, what's bro? What's up, guys? What's happening? Hey, I got a question. You guys said that Anderson's gonna have to go after these top guys. You That's, guys saw that hit on Tomac, right? Well, not really hit, but a dude, pass. it wasn't a hit. I got I got tweeted up about that too. I mean, come on. Good slip. He kind of, kind of went into him a little bit. JT, really JT, tell but. Tyler that that was nothing. Uh, it wasn't, but he was going in there. If Tomac wouldn't have kind of he, blown Anderson, the turn and Tomac had tried to hold his ground, they were going to hit. Oh, he committed. He committed hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, he. The only reason that it didn't, they didn't make contact, is Tomac got all wild and out of control. So is that because Tomac's that far off the pace? He thinks he's kind of on his level, or is he just? You know, getting enough confidence to go after the top guys now. Are we, we going to see him lose? Uh, I think now? he was. He was like, "I got to go. I get out of the way." So, all uh, right. Until I see him blow Roxon or Dungy like out of the way or off the track, you know, I think we'll have to reassess the way he's approached those two. Yeah. Okay. All I think. Right. I, think I, I don't think he'd be scared to do it to Roxon though, because I don't think there's a lot of love lost there. Right now. I think. I think all the guys. There's not a lot of love lost with Roxon right now. But good luck, everybody. You know, I mean. Yeah, I don't think he would get Dunge. I'll stand by that. But yeah, I see Dunge kind of avoiding him. But I got another question: uh, What are we going to see Fly Racing's own um, Trey Kennard come back? You got any, any updates on him? I haven't. Um, from what I heard, you know, he's going to try to ride. Like maybe try to ride this week. I don't know if he'll race or not, but 
I heard it's not going to be too long, so I'm hoping for the best. But I haven't got any updates since last week. We got to get him out there. He's he's another contender. He really spices up the mix. You're telling me. <laughs> fly racing. The whole fly racing people are saying yes. You're telling them. So, um, thanks, Tyler. All right, thank you. Speaking of fly racing, Weston Pike, I think solid through two races. Not going to be talked about by anybody too much, but very good start to the season for Weston JT. I thought it was good. I mean. Looking at the lineup, I was kind of wondering where he was going to fit into it because there was a lot of question marks. But like I said earlier today, if if you'd have told him going into the season with that field and you know going back to Suzuki and a lot of question marks in the program, if he was going to have those two finishes, you know, eight seven, I think he would sign up for that all day long. And, and I tell you what, JJ, I think this is two years in a row he, that Pike has come out swinging. <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. I, I, I'm glad you two crack each other up just all day long, <laughs> back and forth. That's great. That's that's, that's great. Uh, all right, buddy. Uh, thank you, JT, for jumping on early tonight. Appreciate it. If you're still around in a little bit, we can get you back on for more talk, but I don't know what your schedule is. So um, uh, whatever works, you'll be at A2. And if you want to do the Rocky Mountain KTM uh, VIP program, just email you. Um, do you yep. have you have spots left for upcoming races? I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, uh, we got 15 rounds left on the schedule, so looking pretty solid. Thanks. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> and that's Jason36 at, at AOL.com. Or that is correct. get a, get a fire going and some mm-hmm. smoke and signal it up in the air. It's the same kind Two of Two-stroke thing. smoke signals. Yeah. So, all right, JT, thanks, buddy. You guys are haters on the AOL. I, like I told you, Bill Simmons, Adam Carolla, all these guys, AOL. That's what they use. All right, fantastic. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Flyracing.com. We're still giving away Wesson Pike. Uh, Car- yes, doing good? I was going to make a comment about all the AOL jokes. Yeah. And yet we use instant messenger to communicate. I use I use messages on my Mac over right here. <laughs> Whatever. So. This one's got AOL on it. Still. Right. All right. Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, hey, by the way, updated poll. Forty four percent yes, fifty six no. And I'm part of that fifty six percent. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let's welcome to our next show. He's brought to you by PivotWorks. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine PivotWorks has simplified your trip to the parts counter by creating a simple single solution when it comes down to replacing the worn-out chassis and suspension components on your dirt bike. 40% 40 to 50% off uh, of what the OEMs charge. Pivotworks.com Pivotworks Pulp Show 2017 to save 30% on Pivotworks. I've used this stuff on my project bikes. A lot of privateers use this stuff to rebuild their uh, chassis or suspension. Pivotworks uh, they're pleased and proud to bring you our uh, West Coast Supercross correspondent. He is Monster Energy Pro Circuit's Adam Sincerlo. What's up AC? Oh, uh, you know, just cooking up some mean steak right now. To be honest with you, yeah. Pivot works recently. Pivot works recently. Yeah, it's it's pivot work steak. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin is in here. Have you ever met Randy? I don't think I have. Okay, I, I, I'm not sure. All now right. you you wouldn't nice remember. Nice to meet you, Randy. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. One time, uh, 2009, uh, I was down there riding with Pastrana down in uh, Florida, and you were riding at some local track. So I uh, was amazed at your speed oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was Bithlow. I remember that. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, that. in passing, but uh, nice to chat with you, bud. Um, yeah, nice to chat with you. Randy's from South Carolina. We're running a poll whether he can claim McElrath or not from North Carolina. Um, you know, I kind of like I claim rollerball or, or whatever. You you want your right. your local rider who's killing it right now, McElrath is. And and Randy, so we're seeing if Randy can claim him, but more people are saying no way. Like South Carolina and North Carolina are. And, and I'm not trying no, to. I Adam. would claim him. I would claim you him. You would claim 100%. him? 
And you, oh yeah, wow. No, I mean if he I, was in the realm of yeah of my area, if yeah, he he's was even on the East Coast, I'd claim him probably. Yeah, he's my fellow countryman, but he's not my fellow stateman. So right. Yeah. Uh, AC, do you have any JSR stories? He rode up by your house for years. Who? JSR. Oh, J- JSR. Hold on, I'm I'm waiting. Oh, wait, no, who? Who is that? Jean Sebastian Waugh. He used to okay, ride yeah, up by Tampa or, or up by Daytona where you're kind of live. I don't know. I no, just, I, just I, I don't. Okay. I don't, and I don't know where he rode. Oh, you know where? He probably rode it uh, Packstrack. It's like this. Yeah, I rode Packstrack. Like yeah. Oh, dude, it's just tabletops. I, could, I would never go there. My, I had so much fun there, but we would never go there because it was just jumps. Like, you couldn't even – I really do anything productive. So I, yeah, I aired some shit out at Pax Tracks. Really? Yeah. yeah, I don't have I don't have I don't have any stories, but I okay. did one year the Canadian Nationals. Uh they came on uh they came on Speed or or one of the channels that we had at the house and I'd watch him and Dusty Clatt just battle it out. I think it was like 06 or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're both on Hondas, I think. Listen but. more here. My photographer buddy, you've met him a bunch. He he, he Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, see here, here we go. What's that? Listen more. I said JSR. Hold on. JSR didn't battle him in 06. Dusty was gone. <laughs> yeah. J- Listen more is the biggest Dusty Clatt fan ever, AC, so just be careful. Like, oh, really? Seriously. Yeah. He loves Dusty Clatt. So. Had lunch, I, I lunch with him last some, week. He had lunch with him last week. So. Oh, no way. I have some Tyler Medaglia stories from he used to train at this uh, track called Waldo. We used to train at when I was maybe. 11, 12, 13, and yeah. he'd just always be back on this rough turn track ride. He'd push his bike back. He'd run out of gas, and he'd push it back. And I was like, dude, I don't think I'm ever going to Canada because those guys are too gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Adam, let's worry. let's talk about San Diego a little bit. Adam Cincerillo here, uh, our Pulp Mex Supercross correspondent. So right before the first 450 heat, I get a text, bag it for the whole shot. <laughs> The gate drops, and not it only does wasn't, yeah, it, not only did Blake Baggett not get the whole shot, but he looped out. <laughs> it was it was weird too because I feeling and and looking back on it now, I read that feeling. I was way off. I, I went the opposite <laughs> direction. I should have <laughs> not done that, but I misread it. And it was on it was I made the prediction and I tweeted this. I tweeted Baggett for the whole shot when the. When the 30-second board was up, it was uh-huh. counting down, and it was at 10. <laughs> I tweeted back for the whole shot, and five seconds later, he starts fiddling with his clutch or something, yeah. like before the gate even dropped, and I'm like, oh, man, this is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. And he looped out, and everybody around me, I didn't even know the people – all the people around me, I was showing everybody that I had just tweeted Baggett for the whole shot. <laughs> everybody got a kick out of it. But, yeah, I felt bad. I, I ended up deleting the tweet because I didn't want to. You deleted it? I don't know. I, I deleted it because I didn't want anybody to think that I said Baggett oh, for the whole shot. Yeah, the timing of it. Crash. You know, after, yeah, because yeah, it was so, uh, I, I get you know, it. I don't yeah, want to be yeah. that guy. Right. I don't want to be that guy. So. It's classy but, of you, um, but I would I would have just said, hey, I did it before. Well, I, you know. yeah, I mean, you're not you're not the classiest guy in the pits, man. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a point there. You're right. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Um, hey, good. we know you're Team Roxon. Okay, we know that, but I'm kidding. But, um, hey, how you're a fan of the sport. You, you, you're a knowledgeable boy. I am, uh, yes. The past and things going on and everything else. 
you can appreciate two dudes like Kenny and Dungey pushing each other for 20 minutes plus a lap. Like, that was incredible racing. That was gnarly. It's crazy. I think every time I see something like that going down, whether it's with Reed and Stewart or back in the J, McGrath, Carmichael, you think to yourself, like, where does it go from here? <laughs> right, can right. It, can it possibly get any better? You look at them ride and you're like, dude, I don't think there's anything left. And the only the only reason I would say that they can get faster is because all those times previously, everybody has said, dude, we're at the top. Like, it doesn't get any better. And right. it seems to always somehow do that. But, yeah, it's just it's just two guys at like in their prime at the same time and it's it's crazy to watch. If you just see I bet if you were to mark where they landed with their tires around the track, mm-hmm. lap after lap after lap, it would be probably within the same 6 inches every time that whole race. Like I felt like everybody was hitting their marks and obviously Dungey had that mistake at the end, but I mean, it's just a pleasure to watch you um, know, both of them. You know, I'm friends with Kenny, you know, not so close with Ryan. But, I mean, you can't. No. They're both unbelievable. Tip of the hat to both of them. But what about, like, okay, so Kenny had Dunge covered in the whoops, right? Um, and then Dunge, yes. Dunge got better and adjusted. And in the press conference, Dunge mentioned that. He said, yeah, he's killing me in the whoops. I started, I realized I had to come in there hotter than I was and, you know, maybe switch a line a little bit, move to the left. But AC, as a racer yourself, and whoops, of course, are gnarly and dangerous and scary and everything else. Um that says something for Dungey to go like, well, yeah. I hope this goes yeah. okay. I hope this works. Yep, and <laughs> I, I think it, it, it kind of got to that point. I mean, you think the whole off season, you know what, you know, Ryan's thinking to himself, like, you know, Kenny just came off, you know, after a really good outdoor season, and you know, the hype's on Kenny. Everybody's talking about him, and Ryan's kind of. I mean, people are still talking about Ryan, but he was kind of second to Kenny yes. a little bit, you yes. know, and I, I would think agree. we're seeing that fire, that fire out of him. I think in the past, maybe Kenny would have been able to get around him there and get a little gap, maybe like nothing crazy, but look four or five seconds and kind of be comfortable and Dungey get second and, you know, and, and go on and whatever. But I think he, you know, he passed them and he adjusted and, you know, when the track gets slick like that and the guy decides to start, I mean, he knows he has to go faster in the whoops, and Kenny, it looks like he's floating over those things. You yeah. Know? And Ryan's just like, I'm, I got to do it. Like, it just, I just have to do it. And I mean, that's just the level those guys are at right now. They have to take chances. Absolutely. So impressive. I tweeted out, you know, hey, can we talk about Roxon's bike and how good it looked? Because it really looked like it was just floating across those. And of course. Some jerk off hits yeah. me up and says, "Oh, can't oh yeah. uh, well he didn't he wasn't able to pull away from at Ryan Dungey okay so that that's one thing another guy goes well and it's more than just bike Kenny's pretty good oh really thanks everybody thank you yeah thank you you know what's you know what I've noticed with Kenny I mean in the whoops he's he's always been a very talented guy and I feel like the the talented guys never have a you know not everybody's talented but right. you know what I mean I yeah, feel like yeah. they never have a problem with the whoops but. Uh, we do this. We do this training. It's a lot of it's like I'm not going to bore you with it, but it's a lot of foundation stuff, a lot of a lot of core and uh, posture. And if you ever look at him through the whoops, and you notice how straight his back is, and it, it goes like it goes all the way down to. I'm not like trying to be. I know you have Rhino on today. Yeah. So I'm not going to try to hips. be like him, but hips. It's just it just what I've noticed with him, just from training with him and how consistent he's able to hit the whoops. It's to me, it's it relates back to that, but crazy that's it's, interesting it's crazy, yeah. yeah 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 i work on my core also yeah no a lot your core hey, followers you been road biking at all or mountain biking 
No. Hey, I got on him today about that, Adam. He did. I, I, he did. I did. I like mountain biking. It's fun. Yeah, Michelin's on the mountain bike. He, he does. Yeah, he does. Yep. Okay. Okay. For sure. Halfway there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm halfway I, there. I, I, I don't. I don't. I didn't know our tires would last that long. <laughs> but, really? But it, I'm just saying. Oh man. Oh man. Um, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Hey, also too, you you're, you've joined this fantasy league that we're in, and uh, it's on motocross fantasy. It's got handicaps. We're both in it for a hundred bucks. Dan Truman, JT, and Parabinos are going to take our money. But for now, it's been fun. Although Porcel did us in, bro. I got. I had him Not too. Not good. Not good this week. I feel like he just tipped over in the corner, and I mean, obviously he did something. But yes, I was, yes. I was really hopeful there. I had a lot of guys looking really good, and I think all my guys in the uh, the 250 class killed it. But Purcell, I think I got 71st actually this week, <laughs> fresh off a of 16th. I thought one, so. I thought Purcell would be like, "Look, I didn't make the A1 main. We all know he's talented as anybody, and he can ride a bike." I thought Purcell would be like, "I didn't make the main." I really got to perform now because everyone's going to watch me, you know, and it was going to, and it was going to be on, it was going to be on. And his crash was one of those ones over jump and all of a sudden lose the front end, you know, slippery a little bit and kind of, you know, high sides you a little bit, but you know who, hmm. yeah. And, and Reardon did the same thing in the lights main actually. Yeah. I know it's not called lights anymore, but he did look like he did the same thing and it didn't look bad and he got up slow too. So I don't know. There's like a, um, some, some knee problem in that corner. Uh, Forkner and Hill, what did you think? I mean, Justin at Anaheim was, if I would give him a grade, it would be like a B. He'd be just okay at Anaheim for right. Justin. And right. I don't, and someone tweeted, or our friend Bob tweeted that it was like Mitch threatened to put Hill in the Dooney's four if he didn't pick it up. <laughs> um, and I know you cannot legally say anything, Adam, about Dooney's three, so we'll just leave that out. But. Dude, from the first practice, he was on fire. From the very first practice. So my question for you, Adam, like if you're Mitch, and, and you know Mitch Payton well, right. I guess you're happy with Hill's ride. He almost won. But you're like, dude, do yeah. that every weekend. Do that every weekend. Yeah, but Mitch has been around long enough to know that riders are just weird sometimes. Uh-huh. And it just doesn't happen every weekend. So um, he seemed like he was in- encouraged to me. He didn't seem bummed out or anything right. at all, I think. Right now, especially, I mean, you have McGrath who who killed it, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but the the points are still close. You know, it seems like to me, if I were to look at the field right now, I would say it was going to be juggled up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying McGrath, you know, not taking anything away from him, but right. um, it's a pretty close field, and I think, um, you know, it's nothing to panic about yet. But Hill killed it at San Diego a couple years ago. I think he, he did. On yep. Before he went to TLD. Yep. And. Yeah, I think I think he's just uh I mean, he's a really talented rider and I think he enjoys tracks where you know, a little bit more technical, a little bit harder and I think with how slick it got and, and all that stuff, I feel like it the track suited him really well. Um that section and he that, kills the whoops too. Yeah. He kills the whoops. Yeah, he does. That section that um uh knocked out top Jimmy, broke Oldenburg's collarbone. J Mart yeah. J Mart crashed. Did you you saw yeah, that? Yeah, that was that was unbelievable. Um I feel like if I did that, I would just, like, burst into dust or something. <laughs> Adam Cincerello, everybody's dead. He's dead. He's gone. <laughs> and, like, one or two people would tweet about him. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I was asking Hill about that jump. I said, hey, did you feel like it was, you know, a bit sketchy? Uh, I talked to uh, a rider I'm not going to name, but it rhymes with Schmick Shway. 
And I said, what did you think of that? And, and he said, well, low takeoff, high curb-like landing. I didn't make it over there for track walk, AC. So, um, right. Yeah, no, well, surprising. I, yeah. I did. It was the, And that, that third, well, the one they were taking off from, yeah. it was a little more Evil Knievel-ish. Yep. The, the angle of that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it shot him more and then distance Nick's, and Nick's not said, much height. Yeah. <laughs> right. right uh, winners take all. Yeah. And, and so anyways, I asked Hill, like, did you feel that was sketchy? And were you worried about it? And were you happy with the change? You know what I mean? Like, from a racer's perspective, he was like, "Right, right." He was like, "No, what? What were you saying, Adam?" Wait, no, no, no. I was just saying Hill was going to be like, "No, like, no, it's the what? Like, the change didn't matter or something." Yes, exactly. You called it. That's exactly what he said. He said, "Yeah, I don't know, man. You just had to really send it and go long. It was fine. Like, I had no problems. Whatever they want to do." Anyway, so yeah. it, it just struck me He's as one like one of those you know, guys. Yeah. He's one of those guys. I could like put him in a barrel and roll him down a hill. And he'd get on the bike, and he'd do, like, the fastest lap time of the day. Like, he's just gnarly. <laughs> like, he's just a guy that's super, just supernaturally talented and could make me look stupid in the hills or something. But Right. Uh, yeah, but yeah. he's, yeah. I I mean, that, kinda... section, that section was just, it was just a little bit weird if you tripled out. It was just a little bit skied out, mm-hmm. and the landing was a little steep. And, yeah, man, if you didn't get over it. Yeah. Marty had trouble with the first one at the end of the main, though. No. Yeah, he did. He did in the main. Watch oh, it. Wait, Watch I'm it. Sorry. Okay. Watch what you say, Steve. All right. Tell tell Adam. Tell Adam, Andy. I was actually just trying to mention Marty because I wanted to see. I wanted to see Steve go off. No, we'll see. It's Marty's birthday, so Steve is going oh, to not talk about okay. anything negative on Marty. So yep, it is Marty. So Steve, birthday. yeah. So Steve yeah, may not have recognized what you're birthday. referring to there. I do so, not know this Marty you speak of. I am not aware of this Marty that you speak of. Okay, let's, let's blah, move blah, along, blah. shall we? I just, it's my present to him. Hopefully he'll get it next weekend at it, A2. No, dude, he's never talking to you again. I really Has he ever talked to you, period? Um, I don't think so. No, I hear he's a really nice guy. He's unbelievably nice. You would feel so bad if, he, if you met him. Like, he's the nicest dude in the world. Ironic that my friend Tim Ferry trains and coaches him, isn't it? <laughs> You should have seen him before I started racing Supercross. I mean, the, my rookie year, I was at the test track, and I was struggling. Yeah. Like, bad. And he was just, I mean, he probably spent three days with me just trying to explain to me how to go wide open through the whoops, man. It was unbelievable. Wow. That, guy's, that guy's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's nice. Um, You're an asshole. <laughs> thank you. I just point out what everyone wants to say, but can't. Was was RV on before, or is he on? He's after? coming on at nine, and we oh, have to. Okay, perfect. We have to ask him if Roxon and Dungey are going faster than he ever went before, than he ever did. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> I might have to tune in. We have to ask him if Webb is reminds him of himself in his rookie 450 <laughs> year. <laughs> he's was, gonna be. He's what was gonna the be other one? About that. There was another one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But we we've got questions for RV that should go really well. It should work out really well. Dude. Hey, let I me... think Webb's a little bit slimmer. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the RV? Was, uh, the... Hey, have you ever seen those RV Hawaii photos? Yes, I have. Okay. On the horse? Yes. <laughs> hey, not to dig at RV at all. Not to dig at RV at all because he's done so much for me and I love the guy. But, um, oh, man, I was the first time I ever met him. I was 2009. I was getting ready for the U.S. Open on an 85, and he was 
That was his. Was that his rookie? Yeah, it was his rookie yeah. year on 450s. Yeah. So he, remember, him, it was like one of his first days riding after I think he got surgery or something like that, and mm-hmm. um, he had he had his pants and they, he just couldn't he like he couldn't button like he didn't button his pants like he <laughs> like he, I don't even know if he zipped them up, but I just remember I met him that day and I was like it was funny man, just like. <laughs> um. Typical RV. Now I know, you know the the photos of Hawaii when he after the surgery when he really let himself go. <laughs> he always, you know, what was impressive about him though is he always brought it in. So when it was go time, he brought it. But I mean, other than his rookie year, he yeah. brought it in so quick. Oh you know, yeah, was, yeah. No, he he. Crazy, yeah, but. he'll be on a little bit. Um, That's awesome. Hey, do you? Look, I'm 42 years old. Okay, I'm old, and I started wrenching Yeesh. in 1996. <laughs> I started wrenching in 1996, but I just talked. The year I was born. <clears throat> I'm going to go hang myself now, like that guy, the app guy. Yeah. Um, the But here, here's what I'm getting to. So I just, uh, three weeks ago, talked to Jeremy McGrath for 30, 45 minutes about a story that's coming out online real soon. And then I, and I know Jeremy. I hung out with him a little bit back in the day, and I've known him since 1996. And I'm telling, and I saw him at the race. Like, does it get any cooler? I hate to sound like this fanboy because I'm 42, with married, but the guy is so awesome, AC, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That guy's a. That guy's so like, we did a photo shoot one time, and like DC uh, shoes or something. Me, DC shoes or something. No, it was oh. it was actually it was a Cowie photo shoot. Okay. And it was this super gnarly, like, we were just trying to get a little whip shot, you know, and I never go too big on those things because you're normally on a stock bike and you normally, you normally don't, you know, you just don't, you just don't like to go crazy right. there. And yeah. we were just getting a little shot, but it's like a catalog or something. Like, who cares, you know? I mean, you want the shot to look cool, but nothing crazy. It was this super gnarly, like, it was like a, kind of like a half pipe. And... Sorry, Bones keeps calling me. Yeah. Probably wanting to know about tomorrow, but um, he he was like telling me like, dude, no problem, just go for it. And I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be a racer, like in my prime, you know. And he's he's been not racing for like 15 years now, and just right. destroys right. me. You I, know, it's just you ever so sat, many cool memories. Of you, that ever, dude. you ever sat down and had conversations with him about the glory years or whatever? I did back in the back in the day a little bit when I was maybe. Yeah. Like 2010, so yeah. when we did a couple of DC photo shoots and stuff, right. but he's just a super down to earth dude. You I mean, know all that, all the winning and all that stuff. He, uh, you know, it, it hasn't gotten to him, and it's cool that he's still involved with the sport and you know still kind of giving back. And um, you know, it's cool to have him around kind of the, the, the Kawasaki deal now. Yeah, absolutely. And and if I'm right, so. Adam, he's the one who who inspired you. That's what sparked your interest in Supercross motocross, right? Wasn't it? Your family, yeah, family, yeah, your family, I, I, like I, doesn't ride or didn't ride or what have you, but just right. this McGrath thing is what sparked you to have this interest. Yeah, right? no, That's what he, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, it was him. He was the, yeah, you know, I was a bandwagon fan, I guess, because I just like the guys that were dominant, you yeah, know, in CRC. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was the first guy, you know, watching. Yeah. I remember going to Daytona Supercross when I was, you know, three or four, and and seeing him out there, and you know, waiting in the autograph line and all that stuff. So he was, uh, you know. He, it's cool that I get to know him a little bit today, and you know, coming from little town in Florida, it's it's pretty neat. Ninety nine, you awesome. saw you saw Tim Ferry on a Nolene Yamaha tuned by Mathis push his bike off in the heat race when our when our chain adjusters broke. 
Remember that? I uh, know. Nope, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, so wait a minute. You're saying you're, you're saying that a bike that you mechanic had a mechanical problem, is what you're? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> the only only mechanical I remember Ferry having is 2005 Southwick. That was me too. Yeah, that was me. That, that was, sucked. Yeah, not good. I had to push not the bike good. all the way from the furthest part of the track back to the truck. All the way to the Moto Triple X. Was that was that when he won? No, the that was that's Yamaha days. That was Yamaha days. No, I know, I know it's not. I know, but that was basically the end of his season, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't he get hurt or something? Yeah, all the way to the next no, year. Over you your mean. head. I got a joke. Over you your did. Head. I won tonight. I uh, won tonight. Hey, um, are you ready to race? Come Minneapolis. What's are you are you worried about the David Villeman Christian Craig uh, uh, relationship and, and maybe those two just zooming to the Absolutely. top. <laughs> Absolutely. I, listen, I've watched 2002 Bar to Bar plenty of times to know that I'm scared anybody DV works with. <laughs> the Cobra. He almost won that triple crown, bro. He did. He almost won the triple crown. He did. And now he's but, on the couch no, with PBRs. Going back to, I'm going back to Florida in a couple of days, and, and Christian's back there, so I'll get to... Oh. Sure, I'll get a couple Instagram videos with him. You know, I'll take a picture with like Jagger on my shoulders or something, and get my followers up. <laughs> so wait a minute, you can't be our West Coast correspondent anymore. Uh yeah, that's about that. It's what's well, raining at the end of this week, and I kind of need to ride some Supercross. So, okay, so uh, I'll watch it on TV though. I was gonna until you brought it up right now. I was just gonna play it off and watch it on TV. <laughs> now you kind of ruined it. And be like, hey, dude, I was there. You didn't see me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I never. You never come over to the rig anyway. Oh, I, I, I was there twice this weekend. I talked to uh, Mitch and then Johnny Knowles was there. I got. I grabbed some coffee inside the truck. Um, somebody tacos? Fr- Did you get the tacos? No, no, I didn't do tacos. There were tacos. Damn it. Um, Dang it. Yeah, there was tacos. Someone on the team, and I don't know who it was, but they had a shirt. Uh, AC, I need to point them out to you and find out who it was. Again, I don't know who this guy was, but he had a team shirt on. I was in there grabbing coffee and a banana and maybe or maybe not some carrots with ranch at the back. And nice. I got a dirty look. Like, what are you doing in here? Really? Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe the guy didn't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe I don't think he's a regular team guy. I know all the team members, you know? So. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't. I mean, you look athletic, so I'm not sure why yeah. you don't stand out. Or why you maybe stand he was out. so. Maybe he was puzzled. You were eating something healthy. The carrots. Maybe that was a puzzled look. <laughs> with, yeah. ranch. With, yeah, with ranch. With nice. ranch. <laughs> and a banana. They were like. Maybe he was looking at the shoes you were wearing. I'm sure they were horrible. You you know you approved of my my new shoes, my New Balances. You thought they were okay. They were decent. Okay. They were not black. Maybe. You whatever. need Heelys. You need Heelys. Tell me what I need to wear to like get chicks and like stand out and be cool. Tell me, like I'm I'm down. Just suits are popular. Send me a link. <laughs> suits are popular. Get yeah, you get a, suit. a suit. Get a suit. Yeah, we dominate on the next two races. Can we talk about Marv's almost crash? Oh my god. Oh yeah, I didn't really see that one though. Oh, okay. I was in industry seating with the with the other guys, not being able to see anything. But you're not in a suite sure with Dirt what? Shark. You're not did he, in. A... Did he, didn't he almost loop it? How are you not in a suite? You're Adam Cincerillo. I told you last week when I was on the show, I'm not asking anybody for anything until I start doing good at some Supercross races, dude. <laughs> okay. I'm not sending anybody a text asking for any suite tickets or anything like that. Like, I've been doing that for, like, five years. I'm over it. Right. Like, hey, just let me finish. Let me get some just, laps in. Yeah, please. Right. Please. Like, <laughs> just hold the suite passes. I'll, I'll sit, like, 
in the gutter if I have to. I don't want to. <laughs> I may turn into dust if I the next time I hit the ground. So let me just oh, work man, on that's that. Too far. You said it. You brought it up. I didn't say anything. I don't remember what you're talking about. Jeez, <laughs> here we go. Um, all right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you for your time, Pulpamex West Coast Supercross correspondent Adam Cincerillo. <laughs> always interesting and exciting to get your take on the races and fantasy and 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 you know. Everything I'll, else. So I'll be back. I'll be back next weekend. I'm watching it on TV, and I'm I'm coming back. <laughs> okay. All right. Fantastic. And uh, we'll tell RV you said hi. Yes. Please do. I haven't <laughs> talked to him in a while. All right. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. All right. Yep. Bye. Adam Sitzer, everybody, brought to you by Pivotworks. Pivotworks Pulp Show 2017. Uh, please grab a Pivotworks kit, Yanni, and uh, do it yourself. 40 50 percent off the price of OEM, Yanni, and then buy a set of Mission Starcross fives. You know what I'm saying? He nodded. Oh, you wanted me to say something. Well, it's a radio show. It's not. Oh, okay. We're not on camera. Okay. By the way, we to... are going to be Facebook Live, I think, next week. Really? I got a cable coming, Marks. You don't need a cable to go Facebook Live. For what? Facebook Live. I know, but what's the cable for? Well, because otherwise, you're just going to hear muffled audio because the camera's going to be over here. So the cable goes into the phone. That's going to be audio. It's going to pick up the audio. Right. So it'll be kind of like Facebook the, Live, motherfuckers. So it'll be kind of like the press conference if there's if we're talking, but yet they're just booming in PA system <laughs> yeah, above, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. All right, commercial break. Coming up with the great Ryan Hughes. Uh, thanks to JT. Thanks to Adam Cincerillo, Yanni from Finland, Lisa Moore, uh, Randy Richardson from Michelin, Michelin Starcross Five, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Get a set. Thanks to people who came up for the ride day. We're gonna talk more about that in a little bit. And uh, stick around, why don't you? We'll be right back. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps Light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. A 
Attention, KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years' experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows if you go PulpMX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulpamex 17 gets you a discount on their engine services. Whatever it is, rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800 440 3559 or visit vortexracing.com. 
riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Mips, Mips, Mips. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitt. Trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch 
through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV by taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit. PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PUMPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride, hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 
3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Randy Richardson from Michelin in studio. Coming in hot off the Pulpamex Ride Day, where East Coast and West Coast 125 champions like Chicken and Preston. Travis Preston ride. It was awesome. It was uh, was cool to see them out there, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, and uh, they both still haul the mail. There's no doubt about it. And uh, also, too, Chris Kiefer riding a Honda. At the Pulp Mex Ride Day. He loves that Honda. He seems to be on Hondas now. He doesn't like Yamahas anymore. He likes Hondas now. He has pulled a abrupt switch on yeah. uh, on everyone. So, uh, EK Chains, thanks to the folks for uh, EK coming on. They've set out to design a chain that was elegant and beautiful, as it was strong, Randy. Uh, 3D chains by EK are available in different colors. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. EK chains are accept- they're accepting applications for rider support. Go to ekchainusa.com or uh, get a great price uh, through the EK Rider Shop and click on uh, the rider support thing there. Uh, the elegance of the chain, Randy, is only matched by the strength. Wow. EK chains. Everybody. I like that. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Adam Cicerillo already on. Uh, Ryan Villopoto coming up. And Ryan Hughes coming right up. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. We still have the NFAB JGR check-in with Dean, the horsepower maker, 
Baker. Oh, he's a good dude. Great dude. Uh, Race Tech Suspension coming up with some emails. Vortex Racing. Gear, Alloy, everybody. Uh, Roost MX. Pivot Works. X-Brand Goggles. Michelin Star Cross 5. You know anything about that? I, um... I've heard of them. Heard heard good things about yeah, them. Yeah, sure, good things. Yeah, uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. They've been been in business for over thirty years. Code is PulpMX to save at KTMPartsExpress.com. KTM Power Parts, KTM Hard Parts. Whether you got got a Husky or a KTM, these guys are online masters. They'll save you money. So, get you the parts you need as quick as they can. So KTM Express must have been around a long time because .com wasn't around thirty years ago. Yeah, the the, the dealers. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. They've been around that long. They're right. evolving with business. That's cool. Uh, Works Connection. Please uh, get, check out the Works Connection line of products, including their uh, their uh, Easy Start device that uh, seemingly 90% of the teams and riders use. Uh, Works Connection's been around a long time. Great guys. FMF, of course. FMF uh, doing great things. Making horsepower on the reg. Atlas Neck Brace, uh, used by uh, many riders out in the pits, um, including uh, Ryan Villapoto, who's coming on shortly when he races. W Wheels. W is uh, supplying a lot of the teams, including TLD, KTM, Shane McElrath with wheels. Whether it's Kite, W, whatever you need. Build, build a set of wheels for a vintage bike. Whatever W Wheels guys got you handled. Of course, EK Chains and Guts Racing. Pulp MX 2017 to save at Guts Racing. Those guys are also doing great things. They're making the graphics now for RCH. I didn't really know that. but um, And also to Roost MX making graphics too. So, um... Randy Richardson from Michelin in here. Denny Stevenson, a no-show. Yeah. Ice storms in Omaha. Yeah. Somehow, uh, the fin- the guy from Helsinki makes it in. Yeah. But Denny- how, how in the Helsinki does that happen? Yeah. Right? And then, and then Denny, Denny, well, at first he couldn't make it because he was working building decks. Yes. Right? Yep. So he couldn't go to San Diego with yep. us. Yeah. So the weather was good enough to still build decks. Too snowed in to fly out, so I don't know. Uh, Vortex Racing, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb using Vortex Racing, uh, Sprockets, the Babbitts, Kawasaki guys. Uh, can we talk about Jace Owen going one 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 over the first two rounds of uh, Arena Cross? The yeah. Babbitts boys are in trouble oh, it's here. Impressive, yeah. yeah. Impressive. Uh, uh, Babbitts guys use Vortex bars, the V3 MX SX bar, and the Sprockets as well. Like I said, uh, Reed and Webb using the Sprockets. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com for chain sprocket deals, uh, tie-downs, brake pads, that kind of stuff. Vortex is uh, uh, proudly carries a wide array of Motorex oil, lube, and bike care products as well. Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest here on the Pulp Mech Show. He is a former uh, factory Kawasaki, factory Honda rider, rode the GPs for a year, does Nations champion. Now he's doing something with the IB Corp Yamaha team. Of course, uh, we know him well. Ryan Hughes. What's up, Rhino? How are you? I'm doing great. How about you guys? We're good, man. Thanks for coming in, or on, I should say. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me in, or on. Yeah. Hey, so Denny <laughs> yeah. couldn't Denny couldn't make it, but what's your best Denny Stevenson battle you guys ever had? I know I asked you on track walk to tell me the time that you took him out, and you said, not really. Didn't ever do that. But you must have had some battles with Denny. Um, you know what? I, we, never, we never really did, because right when I was coming in, he kind of... Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. We, we had a couple of races, but we never really battled, you know, this and that. I have, I have a funny story with Denny, but oh, okay. uh, please, ne- please never share. really any battles just because I don't know, we just missed each other or right. where we're at with speed was different at the times. You know what I mean? So sure. I don't know. What, uh, what's your story? Can you le- can you tell it legally <laughs> on the air or? <laughs> yeah, I guess I can tell it legally. Um, well, when I was 15 years old, I, you know, of course I wasn't old enough to drive. So that's when uh, Mickey Thompson uh, ultra crosses were around, right? 
You remember those? Yep. Okay, so we did the, the trucks raced in the stadium, but the motor motorcycles raced the track backwards. Right. So all the ski jumps were just super kickers, you know? So we just would, boom, be boosted like 30 feet in the air and land flat ground. And so it was a good little series, but I wasn't old enough. There was a race in Colorado, so Brian Manley took me there. And uh, so we raced there, and at night we – we stayed with Denny because back then, you know, of course, we didn't make any money, so right. we had to all room together. Right. And uh, so myself and Denny went to um, went to the store to get some get some water or whatever. And the guy behind the desk like, "Oh, so uh, lucky duck tonight?" And Denny's like, "Well, no, we've been trying to find uh, some girls and this and that." And the guy's like, "Huh?" He's like, "No, lucky duck lottery ticket." <laughs> and Denny's like, "Oh." No, yeah, <laughs> that's about as funny as it gets with Denny. All the other stories I know with Denny, I can't say online. Yeah, well, the first thing that comes to his mind at that one, he thought Lucky Duck is a strip club, and he's like, "Cool, let's go." <laughs> yeah, no, he thought like he was getting some play that night, you know, Lucky Duck. But no, 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 it was, right, it was right. just a lottery ticket in Colorado. <laughs> now it's probably called Green Duck. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, poor, poor Denny. Um, well, hey, yeah. welcome on the show. Um, I saw you, 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 and Hoodie and and Brent Meyer, and you guys are on the IV. Corp Yamaha team with Cole Martinez. What's going on? What's your role there? Talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, of course, I, I still have you know my supplement line of uh, Rhino Power, which is is growing daily and stuff like that, and still do all my coaching and all my right. websites and DVDs and stuff. But this thing just kind of got dropped in my lap two months before the season started. Somebody called me and said, "Hey, would you be interested in training somebody and also being team manager of a team?" Uh-huh. And I said, uh, "Hmm, I've never done that before." So let me let me talk to get the you know the, right. the logistics of it. So we started talking a little bit more, and the money comes from a uh, a hedge fund group from Ecuador that uh, is based out of um, out of uh, Florida, mm-hmm. and so that's where it comes. And then so the rider is part of that team. It's IV Corp, and then so I said, all right, cool. Well, I need a chief mechanic, and my first thought was the most uh, hardworking, craziest guy I know, and that's Hoodie. Right. So I uh, gave Hoodie a call and said, hey, would you be interested in uh, teaming up with me and and kind of being team manager slash chief mechanic on team manager slash uh, writing coach? Uh-huh. And he said, yeah, man, let's do this. So we kind of uh, we got Brent because Brent Myron was uh, – was working in his in his shop already. We got another guy named Puffer for a mechanic. Uh-huh. I called Rock River and said, "Hey, we need bikes." Set up a deal with Rock River, and in probably two months, we put this whole team together, and we're at A1 and San Diego, and um, been in the main event in both of them. So uh, things are going good. You know, we have a couple little things to, uh, you know, to to smooth up around the edges uh-huh. but the, the team's going good and to this year is just a building year where it's the only thing we're doing this year uh-huh. is building the team getting it you know getting it concrete and, and set up for 2018 we want to make sure everybody sees that we have a solid foundation with the people behind it we have good money behind it we have great bikes and now we're just kind of building uh building that on top of it we're um we're working on a show also, like a YouTube show, because okay. YouTube is so impop- so popular right. now. And again, how are we going to get the, the sponsors' popularity if we're not on the podium? And that's what's wrong with our sport. If they're not on the podium, then nobody knows what the hell you're using. I'm right. sorry. And, and, and again, you might get some pictures in the magazine, but you got to look very closely to do that to see what products they're using. So how do we get our sponsors' popularity without being on the podium or without big cover you know, articles and stories and things like that. And that's by making a show and showing the behind the scenes of how it got put together. Uh, the writers, um, the writers, uh, 
uh, lifestyles, this and that, you know, all the drama that goes on the races, behind the races, stuff like that. Just try to have people be able to see inside the scene and, and watch the team grow and watch how we got it together and stuff on myself and hoodie and things. So just trying to do something a little bit different outside the box, think outside the box to try to get these sponsors in the sport and a little bit of publicity around the world without them having to um, hope that we get great, get great results, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you oh. know, all this stuff is, um, is uh, in the works and, and happening. So now the result is going to be, uh, I guess, up to uh, up to the moto gods. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So Cole Martinez, your pick, someone else's pick. How's that been through two weeks? Uh, it's been great. You know, Cole uh, Cole had a broken ankle um, going up. You know, right when we said, hey, okay, we're going to have this team. And we said, you know, Cole Martinez doesn't have a ride. Okay, cool. Hey, let's talk to him. Mm -hmm. And we had him all set up, and then he broke his ankle. So we're like, oh, shit. And so we started kind of searching around, searching around, testing some riders, this and that. We talked to Cole. Cole said, hey, man, you know what? I think I can be ready. And I just don't know if I'm going to be 100% for the first race, but uh, I'll be ready. Mm -hmm. So we said, well, we need a guy that's already been in the main event. We need a guy that has uh, the experience. So we went with Cole. And I started to work with him a little bit. You know, before the season, we couldn't do much because his ankle was still tender. And, yep. again, you can't kill kill the guy with only three weeks to go before the race. So he only started race, riding three weeks before Anaheim. So we were, you know, I mean, setting a team up two months before Anaheim and getting a, our second rider three weeks before Anaheim, yeah, that's, that's, that's throwing the dice, you know. So um, now this week has probably been our best week of training, best week of riding. You know, the ankle's feeling a lot better. His fitness is getting better. His confidence is getting better. Uh, I think the first race he was maybe 15th or something at Anaheim. This I think this weekend he was 12th. So, um, you know, things are good. Yeah. I, I definitely think he's a top-five guy. We just got to get his confidence and his fitness up and uh, get him a little bit more time on the bike. But, uh, you know, looking forward for these next four for sure. Um, yeah, I always feel like Cole Cole's a little underrated. Uh, 250 West guy, a number of years now, right outside the factory guys that are, you know, with the bikes and the, and, the, and the getting paid a lot of money. He's kind of right in there, of course. Uh, maybe it's partly because he's half Canadian rhino that I pull for him. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, I do feel like he's a really he, good rider. He, he, you, know? you sure he's half Canadian? I thought he's half Mexican. No, he's, <laughs> yeah, I know with Martinez, right? You would think so. Uh, yeah, he's half Canadian. He rode the, he rode the Canadian Nationals. But um, he, he he's one of those guys that's right there and maybe – Maybe you can help him with some, with some support and everything else. You can help him break through a little bit. Yeah, I think he's just, like you said, he's been kind of under the radar. But, you know, unfortunately, that's that's the rider's fault. It's nobody else's fault. And um, I just think that there's been a bit of a, a lack of belief, a lack of trust in his talent. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think he's just uber talented. You know, I mean, he's, he's very talented. He rides the bike so nice, so soft, you know, so patient. I, I tell him, I go, dude, if I had your talent, the record books have probably been different, you know? Yeah. And I go, so don't, don't waste your talent. <laughs> don't let your mind suffocate your talent by being so focused on, I'm not good enough. Who's everybody's better than me. What if, right, what could, right. what might, you know, and that, that's what's wrong with a lot of writers is that they, their minds suffocate their talent, their minds suffocate their potential because they're so focused on the, what if, what could, what might, I'm not good enough. Everybody's better than me. Right. You know, just all this stuff. Instead of this, this 100% this percent self-trust, self-belief, and you see that in Roxanne, you see that in Dungeon, you see that in Reed, you know, these guys that are the top, there's self-trust, you can see it, there is no doubt, you know, and so this is where Cole, I feel, needs to work, is that, is that, I don't know if anybody's really 
kind of uh, expressed that uh, how good he is or or have had the belief in him like I do. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, right. I'm trying to do everything we can. You know, we're two kind of different people, so I got to – I got to be a little, a bit of a chameleon, you know, with these different people because I'm so hard ass, run through the wall, watch out, get out of my way, and he's a little bit more. Let's dance around it and tiptoe over it. So, well, that's my got to kind of. That was literally, literally on my paper to ask you, Rhino. Like, you have, you can't be yourself totally with him because you'll probably scare him. Is that, is that true? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, the first week, uh, the first couple of weeks was like, well, okay, hold on, hold on, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's not not scare him, but just my idea of working hard yeah. sometimes a little bit different than other people's, and not sure. saying that he's not working hard. Just you know, hey, yeah. we just we come from two different worlds, and I come from a, di- a different genre too. So uh, you know, he, it's it's a different deal there. I I've heard from many people that, and Pingree's told me this. Uh, uh, a fairies told me this. Uh, a few Adam Cincerillo said this. You're you're training and you're riding and you're like I'm doing all I can do. I'm working really hard and then you somehow hook up with it with a top rider, hook up with a top trainer, and you're like, oh wait, no, I wasn't. No, I was not doing everything that I thought I could do. You know, um, it's just a learning education for these guys. They think they're all right, but they don't really know. Well, that's where I feel our sport loses a lot of people. You know, you, you see a lot of amateurs come up, but time they get to that 15, 16, 18 years old right there, we lose a lot of riders because their speed flattens out. You know what I mean? Right, right. Their speed flattens out because now you've got to work harder. Now you got to push yourself more. Now your your technique isn't as good as your, you know, your speed isn't good as your technique allows. You know, your technique can't allow any more speed, so you become kind of flat. And we lose a lot of riders that way because I feel so many riders are so underdeveloped in the sport. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so focused on going fast and, and winning. Well, hold on. Your kid's only 8, 9, 10, 16 years, 15 years old. Yeah. Let's, let's focus on developing these kids. How many kids have we lost in this sport that have come out of the amateurs with so much potential? They go into the big leagues. And then in two years, they're gone because these teams do not develop their riders. They get them on their teams, they pay them all this money, and they trust them with some, some, some trainer or whoever, but they're not looking how these people are trained or developed. No. You don't need to train a kid. You need to develop a kid. Even at 16, 17, 18 years old, they need to be developed, not trained. And so that's where I think we lose a lot of kids, you know, like a Zach Bell and a few other guys that, to me, have had a ton of talent. And there's a few other guys I don't want to mention names because I don't want to Act like I'm throwing them under the bus, but because um, our sports are very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you're, tell, you're telling me I, I got hey Rhino. I got riders that that, that blocked me <laughs> on Instagram. They won't talk to me oh, at the races. Like they're just really oh dude. Oh, uh, Barsha Barsha right now is not. <laughs> uh, he he wants to light me on fire because all I've said is like, yeah man, he's kind of underperforming for what he's getting paid, and this is just set him set him off to no end. So. Well, to me, to me, the same, you know, you can say it that way or you can say it to me. What I look at it is his technique will not allow any more speed. So, again, what he's doing, he's focusing on training. He's not focusing on developing. Now, if you look at someone like Dungey, you look at someone like Roxon, you can see how much their technique has changed over the years, how much more they're using their feet, how much more they're on the balls of their feet, how much more, you know, all these things mm-hmm. are focused on themselves. They're not just focused on speed. Okay, tell me how, when, where, and why to go fast. No, let me teach you how to go fast by using the right technique. Every sport is all about technique. 
But in motocross, it's just twist the throttle and train hard. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not winning, so you better train harder. Well, what the fuck's that going to do? Sorry, <laughs> my language. No, you can, yeah, you can swear. What, 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 what's that going to do? Right. You, you just yeah. Congratulations, you're fitter. You didn't get tired, but you're still forty seconds behind. Yeah. Congratulations, right? you can win a stage of the Tour de France. Great job. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, you need to work on the little things. The little things make the big things happen. Focus on the immediate, and then the ultimate will happen. And that's your technique. And then you can see how much Roxon has worked on that the last couple of years. It's been, it's amazing, you know, because I know how what he looked like when he came over here, flat-footed, tucked butt, rounded back, you know. And now you look at him, he's a totally different rider, and you're seeing it on the track. And same with Dungey. Dungey always, always, always picks himself apart. And that's why he's been a champion for so long. Hey, cool. Sorry, question. Hey, Rhino, it's uh, Randy Richardson here with Michelin. Question on like yes, technique, man. Uh, excellent point because Cincerello mentioned earlier talking about Roxon going through the whoops and said that you got to look at his position and look at his his back is very straight. So now you're saying that when he used to be, he used to have an, his curve in his back or whatever, right? So when you speak about technique, does technique vary? depending on like the rider size, like someone as tall as a Plessinger versus a, you know, Cooper Webb or, or, or whatever, does technique change based on body or based on their physique or is it kind of the baseline the same? Well, I guess, you know, the way to put it is like, you know, the, the, the a tree is going to be the strongest in a straight up position, Correct. but every tree has a little bit of a kink to it and a little bit of a bend to it, a little bit something different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to me, a stance on the motorcycle is going to be the same from somebody as tall as uh, uh, Davy Millsaps yeah. to somebody like Ken Roxon okay. to somebody like uh, maybe um, 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 Alex Martin. Yeah, and that okay. and that stance di- and that stance is proportionally scaled up or scaled down, right? I guess. Well, three different riders at three different height ranges, yeah. but all of them are doing the same thing. One, you control the motorcycle at the first point of contact from body to bike, and that's at your feet, closest yeah. to the rear wheel. That's controlling ninety percent of the bike. And if you're on your toes, the first point of contact, whatever the track is given to the bike, and the bike is given to you, is met with softness. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're on your toe, when you're on your toes gripping with your feet. Mm-hmm. Now you're controlling the bike. That's why all the weight on motorcycles are down low. The more you put down weight down low, the better the bike handles. Mm-hmm. Now you go up and you rotate your hips out. You rotate your hips out like you're seeing rocks in the whoops. And that is the most important thing you could ever do in the, in, in the whoops because now you're putting weight into your legs and your hips go up and down and they go left and right. And that's what the motorcycle is doing in the back end. Mm-hmm. It's going up and down and left and right. And the motorcycle has separation in it from front to rear. The front end moves and the back end moves separately. They don't move together. Mm-hmm. So the body needs to be the same. The front from your head to your hips should be for the front end of the motorcycle. From your hips to your feet should be for the rear end of the motorcycle. You have to have separation in the middle of the bike or the middle of the body just like the bike does, right? Yeah. So that separation right there and those hips out, just like you'll see in any sport from baseball, football, uh, basketball, weightlifting, squats, whatever it is, there's a, the body, there's a position for the body to be the strongest, most stable, most coordinated, most efficient position. Now you bring your back up, like your, your back straight, like you've seen all these top riders. Now that involves the core. When you bring the core in, that's where you stabilize the body because your arms and your legs are attached to the core, and the core reacts a couple hundredths of a second before your extremities react, right? Mm-hmm. And when you are on your toes and your hips are out and, you're, and, you're, and your back is straight, engaging your core, now your arms can be loose and allow that front end to do what it needs to do going through the whoops, right? And yeah. then you also need to be ahead of yourself three, four whoops up so you have time to, to process what's coming up because it's coming up so fast. So if you're on your toes, hips out, chest up, loose arms, looking ahead, 
you're in a perfect position to go to the whoops. Interesting. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, great stuff. Um, 702-586-PULP. Got a question for Ryan Hughes. Uh, um, please uh, give us a call. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. Vortex. Uh, email jake at vortexracing.com. Check them out. Sprockets at Reed and uh, Web use. And the bars and sprockets that Babbitt's Kawasaki uses. Rhino, what do you make on Webb's struggles a little bit? Uh, his heat race was terrible. I tweeted out that he'd been past more in that heat than he had all year long last year. He's uh, not looking great on the bike right now. I mean, it's early. It's way early. But what do you think? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but not surprised, I guess. I just, again, my what I see... You know, Cooper is probably one of the most hard-headed, driven, you know, get-the-hell-out-of-my-way way racers yep. you know, that we've seen in a while. So, you know, I definitely respect that. And, uh, you know, he's one of our athletes with Rhino Power. But I feel the problem is is that he rides too flat-footed. You cannot, ride a, you cannot ride a 450 with your arms. And you see him moving and moving the bike with his arms. He's not doing it with his feet. His feet are always, he's flat-footed, and they're kicked out. There's no way to ride a 450 as fast as those guys are riding up at the top with, without using your feet. Because as you see, every time he gets on the gas, the bike wants to come around a little bit. He can't turn the bike in the corners. In the whoops, the bike's going side to side a lot, and the bike's kicking his feet off the pegs because it's flat-footed. I mean, think about it. What the track is given to the bike and the bike is given to you, and is it met with being flat-footed with stiffness, or is it met with softness being on your toes? If you look at rocks and you look at Dungy, you look at Anderson, you look at Eli, they're all on their toes, you know, mm-hmm. all on their toes. So their softness and their grip in the bike. And that was, that was Dungy's problem back in 2010. And I had a conversation with him at Paula. I said, man, hey, you don't use your feet. And that's why you cannot pass anybody. That's why you, every time you get on the gas, the back end comes around. He went out and rode. He came back and he says, dude, you know what? You're right. He goes, I don't use my feet at all. Mm-hmm. And now you see him, he is so tight with his feet, uses his legs so much, and sometimes don't even take his feet off. That is somebody that has changed his way. And that's where I feel that Cooper is 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 lacking a little bit. It's just a technique thing. It's not his fitness. It's not his ability to win. It's not his ability to go fast. It's not a bike thing. I just feel it's a technique thing that he can't he can't manhandle this bike. And, again, he's a small guy. Right. So if you're a small guy, you better be using a lot more technique and a lot more body English to t- to move that bike around, you're not Davy Millsaps. Um, as a no. former, as a former mechanic, uh, and you know this because uh, you rode the bike the last time when you know, you know when you were racing, not in Supercross, but certainly at a high level. I think some of it, Rhino. I got to disagree with you a little bit. I don't like the setup of that bike as much as as I do Chad's. But then again, uh, in your defense, uh, uh, you know, a guy who's riding it right can make any bike work. But it doesn't look like the bike's working right now. Well, it, I, I mean, it doesn't look like it turns that well, right? You know, but but is it, it him? Like it right. Turns that well, but again, I think it's a, I think it's a confidence thing too. You know, again, and now, now the thing is, is once you start getting beat down a little bit, now you start questioning yourself, and when you start questioning yourself, then the rest of the body becomes tight, yeah, tense, hesitant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you start getting that Nazi look to you, and that's kind of what I'm seeing is that Nazi look, you know, and then you start. As you know, as a mechanic, then you start really guessing, searching, you know, and you find yourself in left field. So, you know, it could be a couple different things, of course. You know, it could be bike setup, but I just see when I watch every single rider, and you watch him this weekend, you'll see. You see Chad. Chad uses his legs a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not an arm guy. And you see Cooper. He's always trying to move the arm, the bike with his arms. 
the smaller the bike is, the, the shittier your technique can be. But as you get up and you get sure. to the 450 board, you better be spot on. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's like that with any sport, yep. any sport. You know, the higher you get up in football, the better your technique needs to be. The better your skills need to be. Mm-hmm. It's 100%, you yeah. know? So that's uh, where I see him struggling. But I, I, I think they're working on it. I know um, I know uh, Swanepoel has identified it, and they've been uh, working on it. And is that, the, is that the key? I have no idea, but that's just what I see. Right. Um, the, but you rode the bike. It's a little finicky bike. It's a little weird. Yeah, the bike is definitely, you know, a different handling yeah. bike. You yeah. just have to... You just have to ride it, right? But you can't say that he's not used to it because look what he did in Donations. Yep, and you, know? you, you yep. can and, and the Yamaha 250F is is a, is an unbelievable bike, and it's not so much different than the the 450. Same you know? frame, so, exact same frame, actually. Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, there um, there you go. And you saw him at Donations, and man, that that boy was fast. Right. All right. Let's get some phone calls, uh, Ryan. We got a bunch of people on hold that want to talk to you. Uh, first up is. Uh, Kevin, what's up? Welcome to the show. Ryan Hughes brought to you by Vortex Racing, BTOsports.com, and Fly Racing, of course, too. Uh, what's your question for Rhino, Kevin? Hey, Rhino. So I'm a D-class rider, which kind of sucks. And now that I'm graduated, I'm trying to increase my speed and actually get fast. And that's, like, one of my goals. But fitness has always been a problem for me because I haven't done the right workouts. I've mainly just, with my buddies, did muscle group workouts and the typical curls and crap. And uh, now that I'm going to have a gym membership pretty soon, and they have a rower and stuff like that, what workouts should I be doing? I'll be perfect for motocross to get my strength up for manhandling the bike because I'm not a big guy. Well, you know, it's very difficult to be specific with what you should do because I don't see you. I don't know your frame. You know what I mean? So for me, you got to look at motocross. Motocross is asking you to be strong, stable, coordinated, efficient, flexible, intensity, cardio, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. so many things that come involved to be to ride a motorcycle fast and 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 ride it consistently fast. You know, so I would make sure yeah. that you have a program that works on you know strength and cardio. So you could do something in the gym by pick five movements that hit all the big muscle groups: squats, you know, bent over rows, blah blah blah. Then do five ten mm-hmm. minutes on your rower. Then go back and do five more rounds and then five, ten minutes on your rower, and do that maybe three times, and you have probably 30, 40-minute workout. And then, uh, you know, when you're riding, make sure you do longer motos, making sure you do your sprints, work, making sure you work on the, the specific, the little things. And also, I would definitely put in some flexibility, like some yoga, because yoga is very good for your strength, stability, and flexibility, because one, we got to train to go fast, but we also have to train to crash, because hopefully you'll get faster. Hopefully you will. And I'm sure you will training-wise, but I'll put every penny I have in my bank account, not much, but <laughs> every penny, that you'll crash again. Uh, you get what I'm saying? So that's, that's our sport. We have to train for both sides. So I would definitely have a full, a wide range of things. You know, and don't just be a one-trick pony. you got to make sure that you hit everything that motocross is asking of you. Um, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks. Next up is uh, Mike. Mike, you got a question to, uh, for Ryan Hughes. Hey, Rhino, what's going on? So I want to ask you about meditation. Um, I find myself, whether I'm on the bike or whether I'm working, I'm always thinking, you know, I'm listening to that voice inside my head. Um, how does that fit into your routine for wellness or even just being able to focus, you know? Uh, where's the landing? Where am I at? You know, not thinking about my family, my my friends, what's going on, you know? Well, meditation is a very, very big part of my life. You know, it's, it's the first thing I do. I wake up every day at 5 o'clock in the morning. 
and I have a place in my house and I sit for one hour and meditate and I focus on a breathing point. That right there, that medicine right there has almost healed me, has, has, has fixed my life. And, but on the other side of how the focus I have when I do these other sports that I do, and I don't do it at a high level anymore, but the focus I do, because again, you don't have any control of the mind right now. You're just a slave of the mind. The mind is thinking you. That's why you're constantly thinking about all these things. So what I would do is I would be practicing, you know, maybe start some meditation practice and start focusing on a breathing technique, learning how to be a focus on a single, a single point. Then that will start to, un, you know, kind of flow over into everything else you do. Yoga is another good one. Also, when you're riding your bicycle, hey, maybe focus on your breathing. How long can you focus on your breathing and not let your mind wander off? When it wanders off, bring it back. But again, motocross is not a thinking sport. It takes a quarter of a second to, to make every decision. And, and thinking is either it's future and past. It's usually in front of you or behind you. You can't think of right now. It's impossible. But you can think of yesterday and you can think of tomorrow. But if I ask you to feel yesterday and feel tomorrow, you couldn't. But you could feel right now. So that is what motocross is. It's a feeling because feeling's happening right now. And there's nothing else that matters out there in motocross except what where the bike is right now and where your body is on the motorcycle right now right so all right know, no doubt i could talk to you for hours right, about this it. but those yeah. are kind of a couple little points Double start all right thanks mike all right no doubt y'all take it easy thanks man appreciate it Thank uh you. kid 858 what's up bro what's your question for rhino man i just want to know i remember back in the day watching him i believe it was split fire pro circuit kawasaki uh you riding back in the day with a broken jaw Coming back, how how do you manage that pain? Is that some desire that you wanted to finish out what you had started, or was that um, something somebody was helping you get through, or, or uh, how do you ride with a broken jaw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess uh, your, your pain tolerance is really high, or you're just a little bit stupid. I don't know. But it was, uh, you know, it uh, was it Charlotte, a case of jump at the finish line, um, and that was a finish line that I. Knocked myself out, blew teeth out, and I didn't know my jaw was broke, but it was, it was really, really, really sore. So I qualified for the main event, took off in the main event. And unfortunately, I was second points that year, and I got I got a fourth-place start, which I really didn't want. But I got a fourth-place start, and I was running up there, and then halfway through the race, I fell over. And then right that fell over, my jaw went sideways. and went completely sideways. So it was broke, and I finished the race, and I think I got 11th. But um, uh after that, then I had to, you know, get my jaw wired shut, and then I got a plate and four screws in it. So um, I don't know, you know. Um, some people but just have the race. ability to. Some people just have the ability to block out that pain. Some people have that ability to uh, to be able to focus so deeply that they can uh, tune other things out. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I have no idea why. <laughs> all right well that's the perfect reason thank thanks. you rhino thanks man thanks kid appreciate it <laughs> thank you uh all right rhino thanks for coming on man i appreciate it um it's interesting to get your take on everything um and uh and hear about your new gig and everything else and uh please yeah tell everybody where they can uh where they can go to to uh, uh learn more about uh, what you got going on yeah, definitely. You know, I have a few different things that I happen to have. One, if you want some of the best supplements in the world, that Cooper Webb and Plessinger. Um, I, there's so many Christian there's a lot of guys, so many yeah. people using our spots. Yeah, supplements, go to rhinopower.com. If you want some of the best training and ideas and then some of the things that I've said here, you want to learn some more, I have a, a website that is unlike any other website out there that has 
your gym training, your cardio, your technique, your nutrition, your yoga, your, your flexibility, everything on there is videoed and explained. That's at rhinopowergym.com. Also have training tools, you know, bike technique tools and, and foot pegs and handlebars to do push-ups and squats on and things. A new company called Rhino Equipment. Uh, you can check that out also. And then, again, you know, follow us uh, at IG Corp Racing, and uh, hopefully we'll be uh, getting uh, our guys where they should be. But, uh, you know, I just want to thank all the fans, all the people that listen to me, all the people that support me. I've been in this sport for 30-something years, and uh, I, know not- I know nothing else except the sport. I'm going to die in this sport. And, uh, you know, if I came back, I would, I would retrace my steps over again, even with all the failures. Nicely said. Uh, thanks for coming on. Let's get you back on in a little while and, uh, and get you some more uh, opinions and, and takes and everything else. Uh, I'd like to get you started a little bit. Um, we're short for time tonight, but after you get through the West Coast swing, let's talk about the series itself and how, what you see and how you think what you, you should improve it and everything else, because this has been a big thing of mine on the show. I love the Supercross series. It's great. I make a living from it. But, man, I see some things that I, I, I think some powers that be would, could help out with the riders and teams. So. Yes, there's definitely our, our sports in a brown paper bag. It needs to grow. It needs to evolve. It needs to, you know, again, yeah, it needs to grow. It needs to mature. You know, it's time. Yep, I agree. So, I'm with uh, you. Thanks, I'm with you. buddy. Thanks for coming on. All right. Hey, thank you. you guys have a great night. Thank All right, you very thanks. much. Ryan Hughes, everybody, uh, former Factory Cowie, Factory Honda Rider, uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing, vortexracing.com. Email Jake at Vortex for the best deal from uh, bars and sprockets. So, interesting guy, always. Definitely has uh, interesting insight in, in many ways. And being interesting, you know, to what he was talking about, the pain level and this and that, if he was doing his meditation, you know, back then, back then, whatever, my, my – Two favorite Ryan Hughes stories of me. One sitting, I was sitting in Charlotte, '97, mm-hmm. at the uh, Speedway when he cased that jump and broke his jaw and still raced. And the other one, I think the most, the one he's most famous for, Steel City pushing that bike up the at the end of the second moto there. Ryan, Amazing. Ryan yeah. Hughes and Steve Mathis, motocross the nation's teammates in '03. We lost. Really? Yeah, he, he broke a chain. Yeah, it happens. Ferry crashed 18 times. <laughs> All right, race tech. Suspension and engines, uh, race tech, gold valves, track and dyno tested to improve the flow in your forks and shock, giving you a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance. Performance is 100% guaranteed to exceed even your high expectations. And they're doing engines now at race tech. Pulpamex 17 is the code to save money with suspension and motor engine mods. Uh, great guys. Uh, they really help out a lot of people. Uh, the MCR guys, Chisholm. Alessi Freeze using uh, Race Tech this year on the bike. So thank those guys. Here's some emails. Um, Tyler sent this in. Great show. Love it. I was wondering if you guys or you can take a moment to discuss the future of Dungey on the show. I know his contract with KTM is over, but what are your thoughts about it? Well, Tyler, we've said it a few times. Riders like Dungey, they don't wait to sign till the end of the year. So if you don't hear about a Ryan Dungey extension, middle of Supercross, mm-hmm. end of Supercross at the latest, He's retiring. That's it. So we'll see what happens. I've heard he's retiring. I heard he's working on a new contract. So I've heard both. Um, I can't say for sure. But we should know soon. Uh, from Luke, I usually enjoy Eddie Ray as a co-host, but the only time I seemed to on last show was when he wasn't talking. Wow, there's some voicemails, too, about anti-Eddie Ray people. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I think, yeah, based on the voicemails, we'll hear him later, but they... That might bump him down to third or maybe fourth. Yeah, I'm mean, pulpy. Not sure what was up, but why so critical of so many riders? Pump for Dino and Jake. Hope they continue to do well. Travis is a great asset to the show, and I look forward to listening every Tuesday morning. From Luke. 
Thanks, Luke. What are you doing over there? Server stuff. Are you really? Yeah. Like you're trying to make it work I'm, better, or yeah. Yep. Because you've been buried in that computer. No, I'm okay with that, but no, trust me, I'm. I don't want to be, but I'm trying to figure this thing out. So, hey, he knows what he's doing. There's no doubt. All right. All right. Next up from Austin. Hey, Mathis. Everyone in studio. <laughs> I wanted to hear your guys' opinions of the new Doonies 3 video by Monster. I like the way it was filmed and everything, but Monster Energy Dirt Shark's idea of having FMX and tits and ass as an appealing subject for a video for MX fans is laughable. I just watched Kenny Roxon's Terra Firma, and the shit was entertaining. I had to watch it three times, and it was Kenny ripping on a two-stroke. Monster needs to stop spending money on these huge productions. Instead, pay Filthy Phil the money he deserves. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... What can you say about a piece of shit like Dooney's? This, this, they're not marketing to me, to you, to they're marketing to yeah. SoCal bros. Yeah, I think they have a, I think they have a different uh, target market for sure. Uh, personally, I'm a huge fan of the the Red Bull uh, production they did with Rocks, and I think it's awesome. I love yep. the backstory of it. You guys having Lars on to talk about the bike, and yeah, I just that was cool. But Dirt Shark putting his brother in there over and over. Jesus! Somebody's got to get McGrath out of Monster. Like I feel like he's been kidnapped. The checks are so good he can't get away, and I don't blame him. Right? Checks are probably pretty good, but I swear he's probably like holding up a piece of paper. Help me! He's probably blinking into the camera. Help me! We got to get him out of Monster. (laughs) Got to get him out of Monster. All right. um, Racetech.com emails everybody. Monster. Maybe I'm just setting everybody up so Monster pays me to shut up about their videos. I don't know if they would hush money. Hush money. I don't know if hush money would work with you. You'd have to hush. <laughs> That'd be the tough part. Yeah. Uh, from Jammer, I will be in Florida during Daytona. Any advice on that venue from a fan's perspective? Can you get a good view of the track from the seating arrangement that seems different than a normal stadium? And where will the Moto guys be hanging out that weekend? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Uh, yeah, Daytona's the worst one for fans. Uh, you, it's better they open up the Speedway now, but... Yeah, it, it, I'd say Daytona's bad and good uh, because you can move along that front straight uh, and look at the track close up from different spots. So that's different from a Supercross. And, uh, but you can also go up in the stands and get kind of higher up and over and see over the whole track. So it, it has good and bad. It sucks. As far as it's where the, the worst race of the year. Yeah, as far as where the riders were hanging out. If Denny Stevenson was here, he could tell you. Um, <laughs> where did probably, Scott Russell hang out? <laughs> uh, I think it was uh, at Razzles. Was it um, Razzles? I think Supercross. Wasn't it McGrath got knocked out by Numac at the Coliseum, right? There's a what? club called the Coliseum. McGrath got knocked up by Numac? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, you probably were. You probably didn't get a wristband. <laughs> yeah. Bring that up again, don't you? <laughs> um, Jammer, don't go to Daytona. It sucks. The security sucks. The view sucks. Track sucks. Racing sucks. Don't go. I will tell you this: if you were in, the, if you were at Daytona, and a seventy-eight-year-old man on a scooter with a Daytona security hat tells you something, you do exactly whatever that guy says, or else yeah. you're going to jail. <laughs> the strictest <laughs> security in the world, for sure. Uh, Skyler says, "Hey, Steve, I'm a fan of Justin Barsha, but it seems he's really fallen off the wagon. Are we missing something that's been happening the last four years? Possibly something in his personal life or health problems. I followed Moto for a good amount of time." His career path is unique. He came out swinging in 09, struggled in 2010, and even in 2011, but won Supercross titles in 11 and 12. All of a sudden comes out killing it on 13 on a big bike and shits the bed. 
for the most part, anybody else that you can think of that has a similar career. No, Skyler. But to be fair to Barsha, he's been hurt. He's been hurt. His outdoor results are good. Just he's been hurt. And the injuries have, have uh, undoubtedly, the, the injuries have affected the results. But, yeah, yeah I, would love to, I would love to have had a healthy Barsha coming into this season. That's for sure. Yeah, and see what he was doing on the new Suzuki on, on that bike. Yeah, it was interesting to see because that, that bike's a little funky, the Yamaha, and it was going to be interesting to see how he was going to adapt to that Suzuki. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I'm with those guys. I forgot the volume there. Yeah. Great radio. He's busy working in a server, except that when it comes time to mock me, then there's no problems over there. And Well... Kudos to the multitasking. Didn't you mock me earlier with about five different voicemails? Yeah, but you were so buried in that server, you weren't even looking up. But yet, you you do. I'm still listening. (laughs) Headphones are on. I can do two things at once. He's not listening using the app. He's actually listening here. So, NFABJGR, check in. Yeah, I can hear just fine. (laughs) N-FAB.com. Jeep Jeep and SUV parts. Please check them out. Built in uh, America. Uh, Houston, Texas, to be specific, and uh, great guys, terrific bunch of dudes down there, Jeep and truck parts, and uh, they're big sponsor of the uh, Rocky Mountain KTM guys and the uh, JGR Suzuki guys. So with that, we try to talk about the JGR team each week, and uh, so this week, uh, Dean Baker, the motor guy, the late switch to Suzuki probably caused him a lot of sleepless nights, mm-hmm. and uh, they're up and running with uh, Pike and uh, Weimer. Pike doing pretty well, and Dean Baker, Randy, he's a guy you've known. Yeah, how long? Uh, nineteen ninety two. He and Jeremy Buell came and rode at my track. That's the first time I met Dean. Okay, so you didn't know him when he raced. He was a uh, no, he won Loretta's no. and stuff. Pretty, Went, good, pretty yeah. good rider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heck yeah, heck yeah. National championship uh, from Loretta's. Very accomplished rider yeah. for sure. But yeah, first time I met him, ninety two. He and he and Bueller. Came to the house. He worked for Top Fuel. Top Fuel. And that was after Jimmy Eichel? No, through them is how I met Eichel. Eichel kind of piggybacked the next trip they came down and came with. Jimmy Eichel. James Eichel. Do we have an hour to talk about Jimmy Eichel? Oh, take a day. (laughs) Amazing guy. Yeah, really, really really good dude. Doing doing well in life now and proud of him for sure. Good for that. All right, let's get into the... uh, do you have it, Marks? Did I ever? I didn't ask you. Did you? Yeah, I have. Okay, it. all right. We're good. So, all right, here we go. Dean Baker for the uh, motor guy from the JGR Suzuki guys on the NFAB JGR check in. Good luck, manager. <laughs> Dean, Dean Baker, the horsepower maker, is what Randy Richardson told me to call you. I like it. Yeah, yeah that's a good nickname. Right. Uh, NFAB JGR check in n-fab.com. Hey, um, your job got a whole lot busier this year. Like, sort of, not, I don't want to say last minute, but I switched to Suzuki. Uh, you must have been like, Okay, great, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Careful what you ask for. A lot of work. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of work. Uh, a one kind of like a deadline type thing where um, long list of things to accomplish and. Uh, Everything has been working pretty good. You know, it's uh, we felt like we were going to be pretty good, that it was adequate. And from there, now that we're at the races, now we can uh, identify those things that need to be uh, continued to be developed and uh, improved, which that's exactly what we expected. Right, right. Uh, tearing into the motors of the RMZ, uh, what did you find compared to Yamaha? What do you like about them? Um, the main thing is, is that the riders are more uh 
they're, they're liking the power delivery. Okay. So if they like the, de- the delivery, then that affords me some liberties to actually give them more power because it's delivered in a, in a usable way. Um, they're not uh, complaining that it's too aggressive, that it's too much power. So I like that, to, to hear that, that I can continue to search for more power and right. kind of make some improvements there. Electronics are just becoming such a huge part of your job, huh? It is, and that's, uh, you know, on, say, race day, everything is going, say, smoothly because uh, hopefully we're not having mechanical issues to uh keep in check but uh now it's looking at data and the writer says oh you know i can be better over here or better over there and so i have to look through the data find that position and um it's much more of a a science now versus a a guess so it uh in a way it's it's I don't know, I guess I could call it fun. <laughs> but uh, but it's really interesting. It's it's yeah. I like that part of my job. It uh, but it's certainly time consuming. It's like a black hole of uh, yeah. your free time. It sucks you in. Uh, when we have stadiums with domes, uh, you can't really get a track map very clear, right? How does that work? Yeah, a lot of times we'll have to identify um, like a start straight away that doesn't have any okay. jumps in so it. So you know what that is, yeah. Or we know what the what the whoops look like. Um, so we can kind of pick this uh, sections like that out and identify those sections and then kind of a you know picture okay this is what the face of the triple looks like and that's what he's doing with the throttle and the rpms okay so we we have things like that or we can put a beacon out in the track that will split the laps just the same where you'll see the start and end of a lap but you still don't see the the, the track map uh nfab jgr checker with dean baker the horsepower maker um the uh uh, uh, 2D program though you're not not involved with that at all it's a Yoshizuki factory program right which I mean again it's good for you because it's less work for you but that's that's their little baby yeah it's um, their that's their baby uh, they take care of that they're doing uh, a really good job developing uh, that program um, and that's kind of same situation as us you know kind of uh, it came together late and uh, so they're full throttle on getting that together um, there is a little bit of overlap at least as far as ideas yeah uh, we've they've talked to us about our settings on the 450 and I gave some insight as uh, my thoughts on their settings um, we kind of we have a, a rider in common uh, where Phil was one of our guys yeah. uh, previously on the 450s and now uh, he's on the 250 so you know a little bit of combination of like hey how does phil respond and what kind of uh, information does phil give and what does his bottom end mean when he says bottom end to you those kind of things so a little bit of overlap there so that's been good um i feel like our knowledge as far as phil goes like uh we've been able to help them a little bit in in that in that sense uh how do you think mike craig 19 97 would have reacted to longer main events he'd have loved it really (laughs) Uh, i don't know yeah yeah i don't know probably not the best hey you know what no no one gets talked about ever is were you you were his mechanic when he broke his leg at at buds 97 on detroit is that when he broke it yeah it was a gnarly crash i wonder if you ever saw it Dang, I'm 
getting forgetful. Yeah. Sorry. All right, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Bad story. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible crash. All right, NFAB JGR check-in, Dean Baker. Uh, yeah, your job uh, is pretty gnarly this year. And uh, so, yeah, congrats on the early success, I think. I'd say so. Um, things are moving forward pretty well. Thank you. So, thanks, Steve. NFAB JGR check-in with Dean Baker. Good dude right there. No doubt. Uh, Mark, what's up, man? You want to talk about Dean Wilson? Yeah, I uh, just had a quick question on your guys' thoughts on this. I remember last week you guys were comparing him to Nick Schmidt, which I think crazy in its own. That, Hold on. That, that, what do you mean we were comparing him to Nick Schmidt? Like privateer versus privateer on who's like the best privateer. No, we were think- not. No, we were, we were saying that he's on the level of a Nick Schmidt privateer-wise. I Nick, mean, you think, you think so, though, because Wilson has factory forks, which you can't buy. I mean, granted, Schmidt gets some backdoor Suzuki stuff. Exactly, exactly. He's not, get, he's not getting factory forks, I don't think, nor showing up in a tour bus. Tour bus is his buddy's tour bus or something. I mean. Okay, well, this, my, whole, my whole question, though, was, is what you, you said that if Wilson races all the Supercross rounds, he should be a hundred grand guy from O'Neill. Yes. What's your, what's your thoughts that when he signs up for a race, he doesn't even list O'Neill as a sponsor. Yeah, I saw that. He has no sponsors next to his name. Dude, I don't know. I mean, whatever. That's just him not filling up the entry forms for the AMA, you know? That's not like – I mean, he should do that. Yes, he should put that yeah, in there. I, but, you know. I, yeah, I felt like I felt like that was kind of a crappy thing to do. Because like, even when Emig was talking about him – I'm rewatching San Diego right now. Emig was talking about it and looked at a sponsor list that, oh, Wilson, no sponsors listed. So – O'Neill didn't even get a shout-out, nor did Yamaha or anybody else really helping him out with things. How often, you know what, he may not even fill out the entry forms himself. He may not have even had O'Neill when he filled the entry forms out because it was a last-minute deal. Do you know what I mean? You enter enter like a month before the series, and you enter all of them, and maybe you don't have a deal by then. But, But you need to call the AMA and fix that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thoughts on it. Yeah, just curious what you thought on it. Uh, do you Do you want to fly helmet from Weston Pike helmet? Sure. Yeah, sure. Do you, do you do you ride? I do ride. Will you wear this Weston Pike F2 carbon helmet with MIPS technology? I will wear it. All right, stay on hold. Travis will get your information. All right, thanks. All right, thanks. Good question, Randy. About yeah, the yeah, it was. And the thing is, I, I recall sometimes the sponsor list stuff, if a rider changes teams or whatever – not always does the AMA have the most up-to-date information in there, No, right? no, they do not. Doris down there is slow to update. Uh, All right, everybody. Uh, we had Adam Cincerillo on. We had Ryan Hughes on. So why not complete the Kawasaki three-peat, kind of? Yeah. Uh, a multi-time uh, AMA Supercross and Motocross champion and uh, a friend of the show, Ryan Villapoto. What's up, RV? What's going on, guys? How are you? <clears throat> I'm good. I'm good. How's just, uh, how's dad life? Back home from dinner. How's dad life? Uh, it's good. It's rough at times. <laughs> a little rough at times. Twins, bro. <laughs> overall, it's 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 awesome. Yeah. Um. Yep. You haven't been down to a Supercross yet. When are you coming down? Um, I think Dallas will be my first. Okay. Um, unless my phone rings for something else, but um, as of right now, that's the one that I know I gotta I have to go to. Okay. And, uh, yep. and hang out and, and, and sign autographs yeah, and say hi. Day, day race, too, huh? I know. Dallas and Oakland are. Weird. And, and New York still, and right? New York, yeah. yeah. Well, good. We can go to dinner or hang out, maybe go clubbing after the race in Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think? Yeah. yeah can, you get, can you get us in? You got a table? Uh, next, like table in uh, a VIP area? I'll call Dirt Shark. The red rope? I'll call Dirt Shark. You know? All right. Yeah, we'll have one. 
Right. And That's see, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, so <laughs> funny you're on here because your name has come up three different topics, and we'd like to get your oh, really? your opinion on these three different topics. So we had a guy in the chat room say that Mike Fisher didn't hire Purcell for the factory Yamaha or factory Cowie spot because he didn't want Purcell beating you. Yeah, totally. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Totally. That guy must have, that guy must have an inside line yeah. that nobody else knows about. <laughs> right. Right. The second topic. <laughs> the second topic. A guy called in and said that Roxon and Dungey, like they're they're on another level that no one's ever been on before, speed wise. So. Um. Well. I don't know. That's a that's that's subjective. So if you were to, yeah, you're gonna overlay, uh, call it my prime with Ricky's and the tracks are like it. Just I don't think it. I'm not gonna say that. Right. I, I don't. I don't disagree. Or I, I I disagree with that. They're on a completely different level than any else behind anybody behind the gate. That's for sure. Right. Um. But no, I don't. I, I disagree with that. Okay. This third, you know, like yep. Dunge was racing. I was racing Dunge, and yes, he's 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 gotten better. Um, you know, but, yeah. but it's still the same bike that I was. I you know he's was he's on the same bike that I was racing him on. So, you know, yeah, I know he's gotten they've gotten a little bit better, but it's not it's not another level that nobody's ever been on before. No. Right. Right. Okay. The third thing was so Webb. Through two rounds, Cooper's not doing the greatest. He's uh, doesn't look comfy out there. And your rookie 450 season RV, um, you didn't do oh, the gr- terrible. Yeah, until Seattle, you know. So take us back to a young RV's first year, 09, in the 450s. Were you shocked at the speed and endurance of those dudes? Were you frustrated as hell that you couldn't step in and run top five or podium? Um, what was that like, and what's Cooper going through? No, totally. Um, yeah, when I moved up to the 450 class, the whole thing was different. Like, and I, I was crushed on a lights bike, you know. Right. And, and I moved up, and it was a shock. It was big, big, big shock. Um, you know, so, so for him, yeah, he hasn't done well. Um, but I didn't do very good either most of that year, except for you know, the last, well, last Vegas, three. Yeah. Seattle and Vegas, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, outdoors, but it's a whole different ball game. First off, race all these guys. Um, the pressure of now being on a full factory, you know, it's the real deal now. So that has the added pressure to it. Um, racing a 450 on a supercross track um, with all the pressure and the, the, everything that comes along with it. Uh, it's just a different deal. So no, I don't. I don't. Um, I think it's way too early to, to comment or to say anything. Has he done well? No, he hasn't done well. Right. I'm not going to say here, sit here and say he has done well. But <clears throat> it's very early to to start. I think you know, saying hit the panic button or do this or do that. You know, like um, he's he he's got to figure it out, and it's not going to happen overnight in this class. Right. The level is very very high. Um, those are big, fast bikes. They're not easy to race. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a whole different deal. And he'll, I think he'll figure it out. 
eventually. He has to. He's too good of a rider not to. Well, that's the thing. You know, like, yeah, maybe he's fighting with the setup right now um, or this or that, whatever. But I, I think mainly it's, it's, it's dealing with racing a 450, knowing that you have to race 450 for 17 rounds. You're getting paid to win. That's always a, a, a big issue, you know, like, or not a big issue, but that, yeah. that adds pressure. You know, they hired you as, you know, a factory Yamaha rider to, or a factory team rider, no matter what team it is, to, to be a winning guy. So that always that adds major weight on your shoulders, no matter if he says it does or anybody says it does or not, it does. Right, right. Yeah, it is. It's it's pressure, right? You're just thinking about these people watching you. Totally. And trying to, oh, yeah, and helping you. And and everybody comes back and looks at you as, oh, what's the matter? Is it, you know, like, what happened? And you're like, well, you know what I mean? Like, well, what do you mean what happened? You watched it. It sucked. You know, like, right. you know, or I was struggling with this or struggling with that. And nobody has the answers. I mean, right. shit. I, one year I did, I, I went through a hundred shock settings one year, um, <clears throat> you know, and, 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 if everybody had the the golden goose and they could lay that golden egg, I mean, we'd all be, you know, styling, but it doesn't work that way. Right, right. Oh. Um, interesting. Yeah, good good, good take. Hey, um, so David Villeman writes a column for me on the races every every Monday about the races that he saw, you know, from the couch, former Supercross motocross winner. Um, yep. I said, uh, he said today, I think Tomag should stop watching race videos RV. RV is the only successful rider in the history of Supercross who could pin it at the entrances of turns, slide his way around the turns, and win four titles. The technique worked with one rider since the creation of Supercross. It doesn't work for anyone else. It shouldn't be taught to kids. RV's corner shouldn't be an example to anyone. Eli wants to ride like RV, pin it early, make dirt roost for the camera, but it does not work. <laughs> what what do you make no, of that? Uh, DV, are you hating on me or what? He's just saying you can't teach your style. Your your Bro, rear, rear end. I'm just gonna say that DV probably had some of the worst style. <laughs> he kind of did. <laughs> in, his, in his oxbow gear, bro. Like, come on. Well, well I mean, you're, now you're picking on his gear more than his riding style. But right. Well, and his and his clutch lever that was higher than I rated. Yeah, I'm high ease when he uh, he's not hating. I don't think DV's <laughs> hating on you. Just say <laughs> I'm joking. Um, um, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of combinations there that we could go over on why things are happening and the way they're happening. Um, you know, I um, you know obviously can't really go down a lot of those roads. Um, but yes, I think that the, that he definitely could do some things. A, a lot different, um, right? You know, make the bike easier to ride, and, and meaning by that is just you don't make it any slower. Yeah, you still need to jump all the jumps, but you take some of the hit out of it. You, you, there's a lot of stuff we can do with the electronics now, right? That I don't think that you know necessarily that he likes, um, you know, but I think that is a big, a big deal. You got to utilize the electronics that we have now that can make the bike you know easier to ride you know you go to a a supercross track a race that is we've done it a thousand times you show up anaheim one for example you show up everybody's all fired up everybody you know you ride tight the tracks not the greatest that normally that race right um you're tight everything's just not going your way most of the time 
um, at Anaheim one, and you just got to make the bike as easy as you can to ride with the power and everything. Um, that's just one scenario that I know that I think that he could work on. Um, and you know, he kind of has that Ricky style. I call it more Ricky style than that. Right. You come into the and just give it full gas and, and then dump the clutch. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I wouldn't call that me. He, he reminds me watching Ricky more than, than, than me. Than you. Right. Cause I was in more of a slide and I'm not saying he's trying to slide or, or you know, like, or yeah. anything like that. Right. He, he is trying to like, He's upright, not in a slide, but also dumping the clutch and it just pushes him wide every single time. Right. Yeah, interesting. Sort of what DV was saying, but a different way of doing that, right? Uh, roosting, throttle jockey kind of guy grabbing a bunch of throttle. But his starts have been better. Yeah. That's the positive. His starts have been better. Yeah, yeah. Which the other thing is, too, man, you can't do that. We, I mean, those things are, dude, they're ungodly fast. They're, you right. know, they're, they're not easy to ride. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Ryan Villapoto on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com, Fly Racing. Um, it is interesting start to the season. RV, I thought the the battle this weekend, y- you've been vocal about Alden Baker and all the things he's helped you, and Dunge has Alden now working with him. Kenny left Alden and, you know, made his feelings known on social at what he felt about Alden's training technique. So I was super interested to see Dunge push Kenny. Kenny try to pull away for twenty four laps. They they, we, they yarded everybody else, and I think yeah, which is which is insane. Twenty four laps, right? It's good though. It's good. Um, both guys, I think, have a reason to be happy. Dunge can be like, "Yep, I can see what he can do. I picked my speed up in the whoops, and I got close." And Roxon can be like, "My training is on point. I'm good." Right? Do you see it that way? <clears throat> um. Yeah, obviously fitness for Kenny. Obviously, we all know Dungeon's fitness is, is great. It's fucking one of the best. Um, fitness was, I think, probably everybody's, not going to be everybody's, but a lot of people's question on Kenny's side. Not that he didn't have it in outdoors Just or, right. or or any anything else, but yeah, there's no issue with fitness. I think that race was won because that race was a perfect race up until Dungeon's three corners to finish or whatever, and he right. made that mistake. Right. Um, that race was a perfect race up until that point for both. Um, Kenny made the pass um, on on, um, on Dunge, Dunge there. Yep. Um, I feel like the race was won in the whoops for, uh, by Kenny. Yeah. Because of where the track was or how the track was set up and where the whoops were on the layout, um, Kenny was crushing the whoops. Um, I felt like he was, well, in the beginning of the race, he was a lot faster than right. than, uh, than Dunge. Um, obviously, that's what gave him the, the, he bridged that gap in the whoops, and then it came to the triple, got next to him, and then obviously passed him. Um, <clears throat> that little jump everybody was crashing on also, that like rhythm section, and then it was a single before the triple yeah. or whatever. Yep, before the triple, yeah. Um, Dunge was catching him there, but the whoops were right after that section pretty much, so right. it wasn't enough. Um, you know, and yeah, I was impressed with Kenny's, Kenny's, um, Kenny's fitness and, and Dunge too. He, he was more aggressive racing than, than probably I've ever seen him maybe. Like he was, he was going, he was, yeah, he was, he was doing it. He was, he was catching him. Yeah. He was trying to, he was, he was pushing. Yeah. He was going for it. Um, 
So, you know, now it's going to come down to if this is going to be the deal. Obviously, that night that they were pretty well matched speed-wise, um, it's going to come down to a mistake. Yeah. Uh, yep. And if I'm betting, I'm just, I'm not betting against them because that, he can, he'll 17 rounds, he'll be there every single time. Yeah, he really will, and I'm surprised at the gap they have on everybody else. It's probably not going to be that big of a gap come Anaheim 2 this weekend, but gee whiz, guys. Wow, those two guys really. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, I don't know. The gap is definitely bigger on than everybody else. But I know, right? Um, but then again, you have a, a you know not taking anything away from Marvin, but Marvin was his second year in the four fifty. Yeah. Okay, so you have a second year guy now getting, you know, up now in third three, place, th- three know, three yeah. podiums. Yep. So. Um, you know, it's, it's the, it's kind of changed, you know, it was, it was me, it was James, obviously James isn't out there right now. And there's kind of a, 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 a some newcomers that are being the podium guys now. And, and, but you still have it's the same old Kenny and Dunge. So I think they're just, they're that much better. And they've always been that much better. I don't think that they've gone to that next level. Like right, right. whoever that was said that. Yeah. Um, I think Stu's coming back. The seven, I Are think. Oakland, uh, I, who, who's going to be um, who's, who's going to be the backing? I don't know. Ride three sixty five. I heard the word on the streets it might be Weed Max. I heard that too. Yeah, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I have no buddy! idea. <laughs> <laughs> you like that RV? That's funny. Love yeah, this guy right here. That's funny. Um. It'll be interesting to see the seven. I hope he's in shape. I hope he's ready to go. It's, it's always interesting. It's always interesting. And uh, and Mookie's supposed to be riding this weekend, so throw another okay. throw another right. dude in the fire. What's he riding? What's he riding? Suzu- oh, James? I don't know. Mook's on a Suzuki. I have no idea what James is on. Okay, so Mook's riding a Suzuki. Yeah. If James shows up on a Suzuki, I'm going to be like, what? Because he couldn't talk badly enough about that bike last year. So well, I thought it was very funny that he was back on a Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, me too. If I'm Yamaha, I'm like saying suing him and saying never ride our bike again. You practically yeah, maybe so. You practically killed the sales of the 2010 backwards motor Yamaha. You know? Maybe so. I don't know, man. Should be interesting to see what happens. Hey, um, have you ridden since Australia? I have not swung a leg over a bike since Australia, no. Okay, all right. I don't blame so, you. So I'm not thinking until springtime or or summertime. Right, right. Weather's crappy um, up there. Unless something, unless I get a call and and they want me to come down south to do to, you know ride, whatever. Why would something. they want? Why would they want you to ride down there? Um, maybe they want me to ride Eli's bike. I have no idea. Oh, okay. No all right. I, I've never run it, so I, I don't know. Right, not right. that I can, not that I can help. Not that I can even ride his setup. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. which, yeah. So, um, um, no, no swinging a leg over a bike yet. All right. How's everything? It was, it was ended up being a lot of work that Australia. A lot. <laughs> it was fun. It was. Uh, it was a lot of work. Um, I and I did. I did a lot better than I was expecting to. But, but yeah, it was. Uh, but okay. No, a lot of work. Okay, you did pretty well down there. I, I got to admit, you did better than I thought. But come on, you did, you did, you wrote better than I thought. I'm sorry, I just thought you'd get worked a little more than you did. My bad. Um, so, fast laps, like I, I, 
I had it. Like, I, well, I didn't have it. I didn't get it, but I was I was fucking damn close. <laughs> I know. I dude, hit the that's quad a... too. I hit the quad. I know, bro. I'm saying I'm giving you props. I thought you would suck, and you you know you didn't. You were good. <laughs> he thought I would. Suck. I just didn't think you'd been riding at all and all that. You know. Okay, it came back out. I pulled it all the way. That's the cobwebs off. Okay, so. Th- so that racing didn't at all, though, ignite a spark about, I want to do this again. No, it was too much work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speak- that was too much work, bro. Speaking of work, um, you are a promoter now up in the Northwest. You've got a ton of stuff going on. The Rhineville Poto Amateur MX Cup over New Year's in 17 and 18 at Paula. This, uh, yep. this New Year's yep. Eve, you have a... A summer camp going on at this track in the Northwest. You have an RV to MX Invitational round. Um, you've got a bunch of that going on. Like speaking of work, like you're now a promoter. Yeah, you know, she's yeah busy. That's for sure. Um, we got the we got the big race going on down south there. At yeah, um, that's going to be I think a real really good time. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's really. I mean, I know we have Mammoth and there's some other stuff, but this, you know, this is really, you know, going to be the first big, you know, amateur thing, yeah, amateur race, yeah, on on the West Coast. So, you know, shit. When I was little, we would had to drive to Tennessee was the big one, you know, and it's obviously still would be Loretta's, but, um, you know, man, East Coast guys can drive west. Come on, yeah, gotta happen. Something Come on out. Right. You know? Paul is a good track. Paul is a good track. No, it'll be good. I think it's gonna be great. Tom's doing a great job at it. Um, you know, him and Bobby have been working on it, lining up. Uh, you know, sponsors and uh, you know, just just planning. Right. And having a good good a good weekend. And you're in your your track up there for your uh, for your MX Invitational and your summer camp. Are you gonna? You're teaching people how to ride. Like you're gonna do this. No. So so up home, so. Obviously, the Northwest has always struggled to ride. I mean, I think me, I've, there's only been two pros out of here, right, really, that have made it. Oh, really? Oh, Jason McCormick. Mm-hmm. Jason McCormick's on line four to call you out. Oh, is he? Okay. I'm not, I mean, you know, Larry Ward, I'm talking into the 450 deal or 250 back in the day. And, you know, like, you know, obviously, we, there's a lot of good riders that have come from here. Ryan Huffman, Jason McCormick. Um, I mean, there's a there's there's obviously a list of people, but it's hard to come and, and make it in the sport from up here, or for that for that matter. Right. Fact, and no matter where where you're, where, yeah, Canada you know, even, but, right, Canada. It, you know, but we have long, we have pretty shitty winters and and riding like anywhere is getting shut down and things like this. So, um, I had a buddy that had a, a, a current, um, it's currently um, a track, public track. Up here, but and it's very kind of small scale um, mm-hmm. inside of a of a flat track. So and it was more of like a night place for guys to come in just outside the city. Right. Um, basically, we've been talking like you know we should do this, we should do that, and I'm like yeah, well that that's you know basically going to cost a lot of money, and I'm not willing to do that. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, Stradaline came up, the lease came up. Okay. So he looked into it, and you know it ended up being like relatively really cheap to get the lease. Get the lease. Get so yeah, get, it's state ran, or I mean, it's the state land. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we ended up, you know, getting the lease and, and now putting together c- series and then a Ryan Villapoto camp, um, you know, it, during, during the, during the summertime, um, school. Yes. I don't want to call it a riding school, but I'm calling it a camp, um, okay. basing it more, more around, 
um, you know, having fun and, and, you know, trying to, um, you know, I guess not make it so serious um, in the race. You know how the parents get, it gets the left oh, yeah. hand. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then a series and then, you know, holding, holding just other events. I mean, we're holding a mud run up here at the park. So yeah. we're going to, it's not just moto um, influence. So we'll be, we have a dirty dash um, scheduled. So um, it's going to be a little fun. That's pretty cool. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, it's 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 going to be. I think it's going to be really cool, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And you got. And you, I understand. There's a couple of things we can't talk about that you're working on, but there's some some big stuff working coming up. Yeah. Oh, totally. For the Northwest, I think it's big. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, it's always been a struggle um, with the winners and the tracks in general. Um, so obviously, I've seen many, many tracks around the world and rode many, many, many laps on on all kinds of tracks. So if, if, uh, if I can't make it good or if somebody like myself can't make it good, that's, right. that's done what I've done and seen what I've seen. We got some issues. Should maybe bring up Nick way as a consultant, you know? Yes, actually. I already talked to Nick. Um, I'm going to, my plan is to try to get him in, um, involved, uh, with the, huh. with the camp and, uh, and have him come up and well, know, maybe I can come up, and, maybe I can come up as nutrition, the, the nutrition part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you bring Starbucks? Yeah, you know I will bring Starbucks. I um, I don't understand though. Like you're so rich, you're a gazillionaire, <laughs> and and you're, why do you want to do all this work? Why do you want to do it? Like honestly, yeah, I I would be Kenny yeah, Powers on a jet think, ski if I was you. Just, don't you think I can put people in place and 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 pay them to 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 do all that? Yeah, but you still got to show right? up and talk to these people and be around. You know. Yeah, but listen, like, you know, like, everybody thought I, you know, hated motocross and you, hated this you and hated did. that. You did. I did. <laughs> For a long time. Okay, so, so I, I, yes, I wasn't, I wasn't that thrilled on it, but it wasn't necessarily <laughs> the dirt bike itself or mm-hmm. riding itself. It was obvious, it was, it was, um, Doing multiple the, things. Yeah, doing the work um, and doing lifestyle, the, all of it. Like I wanted a lifestyle change. I wanted to move back home. Right. Obviously, I'm not racing Supercross and motocross from Washington State. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, and you know, I wanted to kind of. I don't want to say move on with my life, but you know, start going down different roads and, and doing different things. Um, and yes, I was over it at that current time. And I have no desire to, like you said, did it spark a flame? I can you right. know it no. didn't when I raced in Australia. So, um, I think that's a very good thing. I made the right decision and I still think I made the right decision. Um, but let's face it. This is what I've done. I've always done it. This is all I know. Um, you know, I've made a hell of a name for myself in the industry and it would be kind of sad just to completely go away. Um, and I want—I don't want to say, oh, you know, uh, I'm doing it for the money because I'm not. But no, you're not. There is no. still money that I that can be made, and this is going to help me keep my name relevant and stay out there for my sponsors, oh, for the yeah. for the monster, for the parts unlimited. Um, I can't just crawl underneath a rock because that doesn't. Yes, you can. Good. No, yes, you can. You're, you have I, I, so I much money, right. you can do that. You can build a rock that. that you crawl under. Could, you know, I could do that. I could. I could. Right. You could um, you could build a gold rock not, I don't think and it, lay under. I think that would be that wouldn't be very smart. Why? So, You're so rich. It, it's fine. 
but hey, listen. Well, isn't Chad Reed so rich? Isn't James so rich? Why? Are, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I think on. you're richer than them because I think you're a bit, you're cheaper than them. You don't have the big the big overheads. I am. I'm kind of a Jew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can say that in 2017, but okay. Hey, Donald Trump's in. He's my man. <laughs> well, <laughs> he yeah. said he's tired of being politically correct. Right. So maybe I should Make, say I'm the t- I'm a, my, my, I'm tight. Right. Um. Uh, no, I like it. Look, you're proving me wrong. You're better than you. You I thought you'd be in Australia, and now you're giving back <laughs> at these summer camps, the Paula thing, the RV uh, MX Invitational. Like it's awesome. It's cool, and people, and you're going to be involved in it. And you're doing these things, and you and Kristen are, you know, embarking on this sort of partnership. I imagine a, a little business, a side business. You've got the coffee thing. You're no longer doing yep. asphalt, but yeah, like it's, it's good. Oh no, actually, I just went and looked at a job for. Not that I was doing the job, but you know, I, I still, I still dabble in the, in the neighborhood of. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, so, well, and, and everything's good. Um, uh, everything else is fine. You're happy. Yeah. What's, yep. what's this? You text me and said you, know, you want to come up and you're going to have a coffee and you want to have a mocha and what's. Yes. When is this happening? Uh, I need to get with you on that. I want to make it uh, near the end of the month. It obviously, the... would make sense to do it around Seattle Supercross and come across the water. No, I got to do it before then. We have to do it before then. Um, Why? You just need that mocha that bad or what? <laughs> yeah, I do. Absolutely. Um, uh, will you make me one yourself? Um, I can I can pull the shots for you, yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, I need to get with you. Uh, myself and Lissamore are going to come over there and uh, and do a little story on you and a little video and everything. So um, we'll do all that and we'll, we'll work this thing in. And maybe the end of this well, hopefully month. Hopefully you can wait long enough to where I can actually... You know, we can, we can, because we have some very, you know, we got to, we got to get into the park and actually, you know, get, get some shit done there and before we're going to do any of that stuff there. So if you wait long enough, hopefully we'll be able to do it there. Yeah. Also be able to go there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out, bro. Don't worry. I'll work it out. Um, Atlas Brace, of course. Uh, you wore Atlas Brace forever. They're a big part of our show. We thank those guys at atlasbrace.com. They are also making neck braces great again. I don't know if you saw that on, on social. I think it's a great slogan. <laughs> great slogan. Yeah, it's great. So if you're going to use a neck brace RV, use Atlas, right? Well, yeah, I've gone through three of them. I wore uh, Lee Atlas once, and I, at one time I, I wore Alpha Stars at, at, at another time yep. in my career. And, um, and now I finished my career and moved to Atlas, there's my career on Atlas, and, and um, you know, that came down to solely, you know, I think it's a boot thing, boot and boot helmet and, and kind of neck brace, you know, is yep. is something that you don't, um, it's not about the cool factor, you go for what you think is is going to be the safest, and, and that's what I thought was, was the safest, most comp- the most comfy, and I just love how you can put it on over your head. That was actually kind of <laughs> that, my, was the big, that was like right. right. Like, all right, this is now this now we're talking because it's you know opening the deal and you yeah know, the hand and all that. That's just kind of lame. Yeah, and you you barely notice it when it's on atlasbrace.com. We thank those guys. I always like to tie it in when you come on because they've been great supporters of ours. So. Um, yeah, no, Brady and the, and the guys are, are Eddie and Brady and Eddie. And, and I, I heard Noof got fired from Atlas Brace, but he didn't. Noof is still there. so. Okay. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I didn't know that. Do you know who Noof is? No, I don't even know who he is. Yes, you do. Uh, I don't know. I, I, not really, no. Okay. Hey, fastest, so. fastest Canadian motocrosser you ever raced? Fossiati, Brady Sharon, or uh, Dusty Clapp? That I ever raced as yes. amateur? Yes, well, amateur, just the fastest guy. 
Well, Kyle Beaton was as an amateur. Beats. I, I, I can't believe I didn't bring Beats up. Love Beats. Yeah, you forgot him, bro. I know. Teeny as, tiny Beats. I got a beat. Yeah. As an amateur, meaning on like 60s, he crushed it. Um, <laughs> right now, he's crushing 60s. beers crying because you said that. I guarantee you. <laughs> okay, well, okay. But, yes, he, he was he was really good. Um, um, and then, and then uh, Colt was always – I think he's younger or same age, relatively the same, but he was always a bigger kid. So he was always racing the eighties and the one twenty fives. I never really raced him per se as on an amateur, but I'd say so professional wise, I would have to say it's going to be, uh, it's a toss up between Clat and that I race Clat and, and, um, Okay. Yeah. I think if you go off of stats from the, a- AMA steel, I would say it's Clat. Clat probably has right. that that right. um, sort that of deal. almost like Tim Ferry speed, really. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. No, right, right. I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, Ferry was very angry on Twitter about this jump that kept taking people out in uh, in San Diego. It took out Oldenburg and Top Jimmy and Jerry Martin crashed on it, but somehow lived. And uh, oh yeah, I did see that. What was what was so upsetting about it? Uh, just that people were crashing on it. and They didn't fix it until later on, and Ferry Ferry was angry about that. So they actually did fix it, or they, they did. did. What did? Okay, so they just built the jump, the takeoff. Ta- up? Takeoff was low, and landing was high and square, and they fixed both. I think to help, or just the landing, just to roll the landing a little bit. So okay, yeah. I mean, I I did see his his um, the crash, and he got. Extremely lucky. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. Yeah, extremely. Hey, gotta love the tough blocks. I think every once out of thirty that you hit them. I know, right? Right, um, exactly. Thirtieth time, you know, like that time, great. You land on it. It's like you know, landing on your on your bed. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Yeah, hey, thanks for coming on, the great Ryan Villapoto. Uh, thank you always for making time for us. We'll have you back on in a bit. Good luck with the twins and 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 the sleep. And this, this, everything you got going on with your promotion, and Paula, everybody, go to Paula. Uh, it's the uh, it's the Ryan Villapoto uh, Amateur MX Cup coming up. I'm sure we'll have you on before then, but check it out. All right. Well, sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. See yep. you. Ryan Villapoto, everybody. Some good, some bad. He didn't tell me to fuck off. But he's always honest. <laughs> he is. He is absolutely. Um. Yeah, so check out the website and, uh, like I said, uh, Twitter.com, RVMX Cup, and Facebook and Instagram. And then, like I said, the Northwest people, you're going to have uh, some big news coming up real soon, I think, with Ryan and his track going on up there. Um, the 450 LCQ this weekend. Love me some Cade Clayson. Good dude. He was in here a month ago with Alex Ray. Been in a couple times. But fuck Cade Clayson. He crushed the Antignap's dream. Tyler Antignap, who... Is a very good outdoor rider, but not so good supercross rider, but has improved a ton. Killed it. He was in qualifying spot until the last lap, and his brother, the Seven Deuce Deuce, was fifth. He was just short. Unfortunately, Clayson wrote, wrote himself into there. And you know what? Props, I guess, but he's a dream crusher. So, but I thought for the uh, Gear, Alloy, uh, Gear Alloy cold call segment that we would try to call the Seven Deuce Deuce. It's been a while. Since he's been on the show. We all love the 7-Deuce-Deuce. Deuce. And uh, 
Why not try to call him and see where he's at? I should have dug up his number already, everybody. I, I just didn't. Uh, Gear Alloy, since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated light truck and SUV market. The Gear Alloy uh, and Fab Ampro Yamaha team, they run the Gear Alloy helmets. And, of course, uh, JP Money Patterson ran uh, Gear Alloys. Get your truck in gear, gearalloy.com. All sorts of wheels, all sorts of styles, design engineered in SoCal. So if you want to support the sport and looking for wheels for your uh, Jeep or light truck uh, SUV, go to Gear Alloy. We've been really quiet lately. Sorry about that. When you get your Gear Alloy wheels, make sure you get some Michelin tires input on them. How about that? Is that better? Yeah, I like that. Good. Uh, it's cross promotion. I'll talk about something while you dial. Gear Alloy, everybody. Adam Entenap, the seven deuce deuce. Cold call. Guaranteed he picks up. He's not doing nothing. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Could be recording something. Mm. I never thought about it. It's 50-50 that he picks up. Hi, yes, it's Jagger Home, please. Hello. Seven deuce deuce. Oh, shit. What's up? The Gear Alloy Cold Call, bro. Dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Actually, I'm eating right now. What are you doing? Are we inter- no, are, you, are, you eating, are you eating with your fine-ass lady, as Kiefer would call her? No, I'm actually eating with my ugly-ass brother, but... <laughs> <laughs> How about Kiefer giving your chick the hottest chick award on his Twitter, on his Twitter account? <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty pumped on it, actually. That's good. Not gonna lie. Hey, like, you- I'm like... Genuinely stoked about it. Fucking K. Clayson, bro. I like the dude, but come on. Dude. He crushed. Fucking guy. He crushed the seven two, deuce trois dream. I know. You know, and I had, to, I had the opportunity to crush Clayson, too. He cut down early on me in the LCQ. Oh, yeah? He straight, he got me. But that's the way it goes in those LCQs. I swear it's so chaotic. You don't even know what's going on half the time. Dude, dude Tyler... Tyler has crashed 800 times in two years in Supercross. He's literally, he's literally cartwheeled every time he's out there. I'm scared for his life. But he put it together in San Diego. He was riding great. He was awesome. Dude, wasn't he? Like, seriously, though, that's what we've been really working on. And it was such a bummer that he didn't make it because he had such a good start. But for, for Team 7 Deuce Deuce and 7 Deuce Trois, it was a complete win because that was one of the first weekends. He, You know what I mean? He didn't hit the dirt all no, weekend. No, no. He had a great weekend. He had good starts. He rode solid. He didn't make the main, but you know what? He uh, he freaking he did the job. He stayed up, and uh, we're on to round three, and we're going to finish all these Supercross rounds out and hopefully make some mains. You were good uh, in San Diego also, and it was you really you told me it was a little bit due to you getting your race bike all dialed in, huh? Yeah, you know, I it was – the race bike was so much better than the practice bike in San Diego, but it's it's crazy. We didn't get to ride all week, so I really didn't know much about it. Uh-huh. But it was it was that much better to where just right off the get, I was like so much more comfortable. But I wish I had a little bit more time on the suspension. I had a fresh rear shock and a fresh front fork set up, so I didn't really know where I was at. And two, I had a brand new subframe, and. Uh, it was a little bit different. With a brand-new subframe, it was about, like, 10 mil higher in the back, so uh-huh. it was a little different during practice until it broke in. Right. But other than that, the bike felt amazing. I just got to get a little bit more aggressive on those first laps. Bro, you're in fourth. You're in fifth. Your brother's in fourth. Are you, like, 
planning a takeout? Are you pumped for him? What's going through your mind? Um, a little bit of both. You know, I, I was actually in six when he was in fourth. Okay. But if we were in that scenario, you know, at the same time, there's one part of you that's like, that's so sick that my brother's in fourth freaking place and he's going to make the main. But, you know, on the other hand, it's like, dude, Ty, I hate to tell you this, but if I got a chance to take you down, I'm going to take you down and uh, hopefully we'll fight <laughs> and make up after the race. <laughs> you know what? You know what's so funny about that scenario is that me and Ty, or Tyler and I were talking like, I think it was a week ago. He's like, bro, you know, you know, one of these times we're going to be in like a transfer spot on the last lap. And he said, are you taking me out or are you not taking me out? And I said, you bet your bottom dog yeah. is taking your ass down. No, right? you got to take him out. Right, Randy? <laughs> I mean. Absolutely. Oh, Randy Richardson, Absolutely. Randy Richardson from Michelin's in studio here, by the way, 7 News 2. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, we, we have uh, never met you, but we have a bunch of mutual friends there with uh, the great team that, uh, at WPS and Fly. So some mutual oh, wow. friends. I love that whole community over there. Uh, Those people the, are great. It's a great. Uh, so you and I are basically cousins yeah. because we're part that same family and uh and and i and i like your music i i have heat one uh and listen to that quite often thank you so much it's it's good stuff man so good music appreciate what you do man so are you still collecting cash from from heat one yeah i am actually i appreciate everybody that buys it um each week and each day and uh i honestly i really think like I tried to do the best job. Yeah, you like music. that? You know, I tried to I, I tried to put good music out, and uh, and it seems to be working because people keep buying it, keep buying it. I'm not sure if how many people actually want to keep supporting the Seven Deuce Deuce, which is uh, every single person's awesome. But mm-hmm. I think the music is uh, a little bit better than I I thought it was, just because so many kids and so many families and so many people uh, really do enjoy it. I get a lot of posts on Instagram, and and I keep getting sales weekly, so I'm stoked on it. And thank everybody for. Uh, Buying, buying my music and supporting my racing career. Yeah, that's awesome. It's uh, it was it was a good ride by both you guys this weekend. The, the bad news for you is your brother is going to be in just short this week by Corey Moser. Uh, oh, oh, just short. Isn't that the worst though? <laughs> wow. One spot. I swear, like it's almost nice. Like to be honest with you, it's almost nicer to get. I don't even know how to. I mean. You don't really know, but I'd rather. I think I'd rather get sixth than fifth sometimes. Yeah, I've had in a, that case scenario. I've had a couple riders get twenty-one at a national moto, and you're like thirty oh. minutes plus two and twenty-first. <laughs> no points. It's terrible. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Harsh. Dude, and you know what's funny too? It's, it's just one point, but that one point means so much. Can we talk about Especially your after that thirty minutes of work? Can we talk about your dad's giant dog? The thing's like oh a horse. Gosh. <laughs> it's a- my my dog. Um, so we have the Frenchie, but he's just a yeah. little dude. But his best friend is Max, and that's the dog you're talking about. And this golden retriever has got to be the biggest golden retriever in world ever history. in history. Yeah, it's a ever. horse. That thing is. So, I didn't know that was his dad. Oh. Was, see, I didn't know that because I didn't know the family. Right, right, right. But 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 with the pits as far away from the stadium as they were, I was getting ready to ride that thing. Right. On out to, <laughs> back out back out to the pits. I sure was. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, dude, that dog has lived on that on our ranch since it was. You know what I mean? Obviously, since it was born, and he just he literally runs down back and forth from the field every day, and like a is like a 
animal hunting machine, and that dude just got, he's just huge. He's a big dog. Yeah, yeah, he is. Your brother, though, man, like, usually, like I said, like, he's usually riding Supercross like a grenade with the pin pulled. And I know. He was awesome in San Diego. Tell him to keep that up. That was great. Tell him right yeah, now. Tell him we, right now. Tell him. Yo, Ty. Steve says, don't be like a grenade where you just pull the pin and all of a sudden you explode in Supercross. Keep doing what you did last week. Yes. This perfect. last week in San Diego, keep doing that. He he says, I, I got you. Okay, good, good. There we go. I mean, <laughs> riding schools. Who needs riding schools? Yeah. I know, right? Right. Um, all right, Seven Deuce Deuce, thanks for picking up. Uh, good ride in San Diego. I think we'll be seeing you in the main uh, soon enough. Fuck Kate Clayson. And, uh, <laughs> what did Kate do to you? Dude. Are you going off on Kate? For okay. If, if Kate wasn't there, if Kate wasn't there, your brother makes it in. You're just short. When your brother crosses the line, you, you drop your bike. You hug your brother on the line. Tears everywhere. The, 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 the golden retriever's crying. And then, and then Steve tweets something. He's pissed because you dropped your bike. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't drop the bike. Yet. Don't you drop the bike. Funny is like, okay, so you can, you can hate on Cade, right? Because, I mean, Cade's just racing. But really, I'm saying the timed races got him. Because it was five laps instead of four laps. Yeah. So if it was still four, right, we'd have been. You know what I mean? Right. The miracle happened. Well, I like Cade, but that was bullshit. I want a Tyler in there. I really want a Tyler in there. <laughs> Dude, what, what the fuck stick? are you doing? Like, that's what I said. It was stick. When I was watching it, like when I seen him get. That start, I was like, "Holy crap!" No, dude, you, out you should be worried about your and race. Like, I'm like, I, I'm worried about my race. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get as fast as I can up because I'm like, "Oh shit, Tyler's in second. I need to catch these fools quick because Tyler's about to make the main, and I'm not. What the hell? I need to get my ass going." And then I'm like, "Well, shit, Tyler's probably gonna crash. I hope he doesn't crash, <laughs> but he might crash because there's been a couple weekends where he's crashed." Yes. And I'm looking over. I'm like, "Holy shit, it's lap two, and Tyler's still on the." Still, still on the track. He's two wheels up. Let's keep going. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, shit, it's lap three. And he's still in second. What's going on right now? And I'm like, I better get my shit going. And then lap four, it's like, oh, crap. He's still up. What's going on right now? <laughs> it's a new man. It's a new Tyler. <laughs> and then sure enough, last lap. Uh, fucking Cade, dude. Dude, fuck Cade. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Oh shit! All right, buddy. Thanks for picking up. Good job. Hell we'll, yeah! We'll, we'll see always, it. Always a pleasure. Always. We'll see it a two, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! Sounds good. Later, boys. All right. See you. The Gear Alloy Cold Call at Seven Deuce Deuce GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. All right. Let's try something else here. Let's do another cold call. Uh, he called Denny Stevenson. Apparently, it's really cold there. <laughs> Uh, Alex Ray, let's call. Let's ring up Cold Alex Ray. Made the bang. One, one day I'll see you. Yeah. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Oh. Is this Pulpamex's Alex Ray? Yeah, this is me. Congratulations, you're on the Pulpamex show live. Oh shit! What's up, man? You won the LCQ, bro. Yeah, dude. That's sick. Well, you, you, yeah, I was just well, I was sitting on the gate. I was like, well. My time to shine. I got to get that bonus from Steve somehow. So I ripped a holy. Yeah. Um, now, did you ask Weimer what his bonus was? 
Yeah, uh, I actually asked him on the gate, uh, the main event. Okay. He was prepping his gate. I was like, hey, Steve told me to ask you what those bonuses were. He's like, and then he told me, I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Did he, hey, knowing Weimer, he laughed and shook his head. Oh, yeah, he he just, yeah, he's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell everybody. I'll tell. I'm not scared for winning the semi. Last week, yeah. com gave Weimer 20 bucks. Wow. And Alex Ray has 20 bucks coming his way. That's that's Are you I'm, kidding me? I'm I'm 20 bucks I'm 20 bucks richer. Congratulations. Actually, yeah. Steve, Steve, I actually texted you and asked you if you needed an invoice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think we're all right, bro. I think we'll just cover that. We don't need to 1099 you or anything <laughs> on that. Oh yeah. Um no, good job though. Uh, kind of a dorky crash in the main because you were getting lapped and you were looking over and then you drifted onto a tough block. We'll forget that yeah, happened. You know, that's something that's something I need to work on. You know, just sort of holding my line in the in the main event. I've always like, dude, I just don't want to be that guy who just jacks up <laughs> no. the race and, and I don't want to be the guy who jacks up the race and just freaking everybody yeah. hates. So that's that's like always been my biggest. <laughs> right, right. I, like, I looking back. And, yeah. Whenever I look back to where I was going, there's a tough block in front of my front wheel. So I like, uh, Randy, Richard, Randy Richardson from Michelin is in studio here. And, Randy, you made some super cross mains. And you can relate where you're like, I don't, I don't want to screw anything up. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm just going to stay right here. And just, yeah, exactly right. And I was destined to be lapped when I did. So, oh, uh, and then remember when JT got in Dungey's way? I mean, we, let it, we, rode, we rode him for six months. Yeah, yeah you definitely uh, – being in the way – at the end of the race, when the leaders are coming around, is not something you want to do. I mean, something you want to do. Not <laughs> oh, something you I saw do. that. I saw that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually, I was actually just listening to the show live uh, when you had uh, Adam on. Oh, I really love the geez. hate for Cade right now, dude. dude. <laughs> I like Cade. He's a good dude, but fuck, man. Uh, yeah. Like seriously, Cade, you stopped a family from having like its greatest moment ever. You know what I mean? Like you stopped. Oh yeah. You stopped, like, oh, yeah. just, you know, it was would have been unbelievable. Oh, dude, yeah, it would have, have been sick. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he is. You know, he, he actually really is an asshole. I mean, I guess good job. He's only been riding the bike a little bit. He got in the main event. Like, yeah, but big deal. He's made a bunch of main events. Fucking, and Tyler Antonaps made nothing. And Tyler Antonaps is carted off every single Supercross into the, into the asterisk truck. Like, <laughs> oh. He finally held it together. Oh, he finally held it together, and Cade just dream crushed him. So whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's just crushing dreams. Uh, and, and and hey, dude, and no better way for you to get on the podium than Andy from FXR is there. Like, what timing you oh, had? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Andy White, man, he was stoked. Me and uh, me and Carson, the guy, uh, he also works there too. Me and uh, me and him were giving Andy shit all day because I told Andy. I, he wanted me to wear the black and white gear for the night show. Okay. And uh, I actually wore it in practice, and we were jacking with him, saying that I only had one set of gear. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I do this all the time. I only wear one set of gear all day. I'll just take some simple green to it and wipe it down. And he got so pissed. <laughs> oh, man, we were, we were jacking with him. It was, it was a good time, though. Oh, that's Luckily, good. I had two sets. Yeah. Well, nice work, man. Am I, am I working for you this weekend, or what's the deal? Yeah, man. I'll see you Saturday morning. All right, I'm, I got the clear glasses. Let me dig my fanny pack out. I don't want to. Is the bike going to be together? Yes, the bike is going to be together. You okay. mean before or after you work on it? <laughs> uh, it, it, it will be together whenever you be, you show up. I'm not going. The only thing I'm going to do is throw graphics on it. I might change the oil, but 
Okay. I, that's it. I don't want to do a whole lot of work. I, I just want to, like, get the glory. I don't want to, you know. Well, I mean, hey, hey, that, that's fine. Yeah, but the way the weather's looking right now, you're not going to have any – you're going to have some work. I know, dude, bro. Trust me. If it's pouring rain and mud, you, I'm just – I'm out. I got to go. Like, <laughs> figure it out. Um, and, and also, too, I got some pressure on me. You make the main, you want an LCQ. Now, you you know, if you don't do that, now people are going to be, hey, the tubby guy, it's his fault, you know? So. Oh, man, that, that's a lot of pressure. But, I but I do you I'm have sure. a regular mechanic? Am I screwing him out of some glory here? What's what's the story? Uh, no, I I just got a, a family member, uh, Mike, uh, my cousin. He, he's been helping me out. You know, he loves it, but uh, he's the biggest Steve Mathis fan ever. He's listened to every single one of your shows, and I'm sure he's listening right now. But uh, he's whenever I told him that you were going to be helping me, he was so pumped. Oh, so. there we go. Wait till he sees me in action. He'll be like, <laughs> oh, you know, I need a, I need a, I need a crescent wrench and an air gun. That's what, all I need all day long. That's it. Just oh, get yeah. me that. Um, funny because back when my dad was my mechanic, all he used was a hammer. <laughs> well, then we should we should get along well. All right, buddy. Yeah. Thank you for picking up. I wanted to check in and, and say congratulations uh, on the LCQ and the main event. I'm sure. Uh, and thanks for running the sticker. The bonus money will be brought to you this weekend. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> all right. Um, and that, t- that might be a little hard. Right. It's not very much. Right. Um, no. No. You know what? Yeah. I. I uh, I understand. And, and if Cade's there, just uh, just tell him. Fuck you. Just to tell him that, please. All right? I, uh, I, tell, I tell him that every day. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, A-Ray. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. See you later. All right, see ya. Alex Ray, everybody. 314 in the program, but number uh, probably six or seven favorite rider in your heart. Depends right? on how you feel about it. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I'm kidding, Clayson, but, you yeah. know. That's good, though. I think that would have been a sweet story. Yeah, it would have been amazing. Yeah, to have the two brothers in there together. Well, and, Adam would have awesome. been, Adam would have been just short, but Tyler would have. No, made, but yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah. if Adam had gotten right. up there and right. got with, so uh, Adam was probably thinking, all right, if Tyler crashes, hopefully he takes out a couple with him, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Right. <laughs> Don't just crash. Crash and take someone. Right. Right. Uh, all right. Before we go to commercial, Jared, what's up? Welcome to the show. <clears throat> hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's happening, man? Uh, I just want to come on, and I was up your ride day on Sunday, and I wanted to come on and thank you and thank Randy uh, for hosting that event. It was a really good time. The track was awesome, and I just want to come on and just thank you guys for that. Don't thank me. It was Randy's deal. Randy organized everything. I didn't even really want to be there, but Randy figured it out, and it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I had a Go ahead, Randy. No, I was going to say Steve's absolutely right. He 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 didn't want to be there. He he wanted to sleep in later. I did. And <laughs> I did. And uh, and and everything. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but without uh, it was a collective uh, effort for sure. Because without the reach of the Pulp and Mech show, we couldn't have made that thing happen. And and it's listeners like yourself, Jared, who follow the show, and and like me as a fan, just hang on the next piece of content that Pulp and Mech is going to put out. And uh, we appreciate you making the effort to come down and support it. And don't look at that. Don't look the app though. There's and bench and bench race with us for sure. Hey, so I had a great time. I sat with both of you for a while and I talked to you. In fact, Randy, I want a set of tires from you, and yep. I really appreciate that. And going out of your way to do that, I appreciate it. And you know, I sat with you guys for like I said for a while, and we sat and bench raced, and it was a good time. It was it's, just like listening to the show, but we were all right there just sitting and chatting. Uh, did so you go check time. the key? Did you talk to Kiefer and Heather? 
I talked to Heather for a while. We talked some Bronco talk, and then you talked some, you know, crappy Raider talk like normal. But, you know, that was okay. But, no, I didn't get a chance to really talk to Keeper. But um, I got to enjoy him and Travis out there, you know, battling each other. That was a really good time. Every time they got on the track, they – one would jump in behind the other one and just get behind him, and you could tell they were just doing that on purpose. Right, and right. That, that was that was awesome to watch. No, it's cool, man. Thank you for everybody who showed up. It was awesome, and uh, and Michelin Starcross Five for making it happen. Um, it's great, and we're, we'll do another one down the road. It's, it's always cool. Um, Listen, more was there taking some photos. We're gonna do a little thing on the on the site, and and at some point we got a great photo of Randy on the altar. Yeah, fantastic. Kind of like, kind of like you hear people that just dragging the bars. Yeah, I, well, I was dragging a foot. Right, right. But uh, it's similar. Yeah. Um, okay, it's a funny story because he was riding that while I was on the track, and it was really messing with me because I saw him coming. Right. I knew he was there, but I never knew where he was, and it was messing with me so bad because I was like, <laughs> right. "Is he going inside? Is he going outside? Where is he going?" Because this is really confusing. I can't hear anything. Yeah. And then finally, I just went. I went wide, and I was like, "Okay, you go ahead and go, and I'll just I'll follow you." That's good. That, that's good. The thing, the, and the thing was amazing for sure. Uh, and I, Steve asked me, he said, "Boy, what did, did you ask anyone you rode with?" So I didn't, I didn't think to follow up with that. But, uh, but enjoyed riding with you for yeah. sure, Jared. Appreciate you coming out, man. Thanks again, Jared. Thanks, bud. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right, thank you, and thanks to the Sunrise guys for making it happen too. Oh, Great. for sure. Great. Yeah, because yeah. we originally scheduled for Comp Edge. And yeah, and rain. it's the same uh, Mark Bellman yeah. and uh, Mary Ellen that they work together, and and they own both tracks, so it worked out exceptionally well that we, due to the weather, were unable to ride at uh, Comp Edge, but they were able to move it up to Sunrise MX Park, and greatly appreciate them and their staff accommodating that last minute change. So. Uh, it made me want to ride. It did the track. Really, looks, uh, I was like, man, maybe I should get a bike again. And- yeah. You know? You should. Yeah. Let's drop a Steve. Give me and... a bike, somebody who's listening. Give me an OEM. Give me a bike. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just, if there's an OEM listening. Yeah. And they want to support the media, yeah. give me a bike. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And I'll put Michelin's on it. So, that sounds like a good idea. Right. Sounds like a great idea. Nothing yeah. wrong with a free bike. All sure. right. Randy Richardson from Michelin uh, in the house. We got a lot more coming up on the show. Thanks to Alex Ray and Anna Emptonap and Ryan Villapoto and uh, Anna Cicerillo and Ryan Hughes also. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? 
then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil, change the bushings, change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted us, champions. Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right 
steering for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stash. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559 extension 222 and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by EK. The first thing you will notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust up, yeah. Everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, 
pubs, wheel building services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JTR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride, hard, ride, fast, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Pivot Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. 
tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P.S. Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Welcome back, everybody. Pump Show. 
Hey, you, who said that? Baby, how you been? Randy Richardson from Michelin requested this song. It's the yes. Van Halen uh, with the old singer. The singer. With the singer. Now, you had a 50th birthday party at Travis Pastrana's house. Yeah. Little, little private, little private gig. And you rented a, a Van Halen tribute band. Van Halen Nation. I, yeah. And they're beneath. <laughs> yeah. You got video of these guys. That will never be forwarded to, to you right. or, or anyone but in the media. Yeah. It's. These guys are into it, man, and they're good. They sound good. I know. Well, they, well, they play. They sang only DLR songs, so of course they sounded good, right? No, no. You, you told them no, Hagar. You, you mother effer. No, I didn't. I didn't eff anyone's mother. What I said was, I want to hear these songs. You know? Yeah. And I could. No, and none of them were by Sammy Hagar. Hey. You hire the two grand band, and you can uh, kind of pick your songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they, but they were playing in Pastrana's garage, and they must have been like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah. Like, the, well, yeah. One band member had some moto in his background, so then he was he was like blown away uh, that that's where they were going to play. So it was cool. Yeah, we put him right behind the uh, uh, the lift where Hubert works on the razors and uh, lowered the arms down to protect them from any pit bikes or four wheelers or anything that may yeah. have gotten into the actual stage and uh i wish i was there oh it was good it looks so good it was good (laughs) listen more you gotta see the one he's on the foam pit and it's up into the edge and i stood and looked down and randy is just i was on the edge and i stood there and looked down hey it was let me just say this that night was a great opportunity to make some bad decisions oh it was great it was great i love it I, hey, I live vicariously through me. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt. Uh, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Randy Richardson picking DLR. Possibly one of the best songs ever. I don't know about that, bro. Yeah, I do. All right. While we're, while we're calling privateers and checking on people, let's uh, find out if, uh, if uh, Travis Marks, by the way, uh, find out if um, uh, uh, caller number one still wants to talk or... <laughs> What's going on with him? I don't know. He was supposed to be for somebody if, else. If he's or... on a payphone. He's broke by now. Speaking of privateers, let's call Top Jimmy and see. And speaking of Van Halen. Yeah. Right. Let's see how he's doing. Hello. Top Jimmy. Hi. It's Mathis. How are you? What are you doing? You're live on the air. I'm, um, I'm live already. It's... I'm actually just... Um, playing the guitar, believe it or not. No way. Yes. Wow. Top, are you playing some Top Jimmy, some Halen? It's Monday, or? isn't it? It's not bad that I don't even know that your show's <laughs> I'm playing right now. No, it's not bad. What are you going to listen to this show for? We all... Yeah, I know. Hey, I was on DMXS um, last week. I'm not so. familiar with them. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That sounds strange. We have no clue. That's like three time zones away. Um, we just wanted to call because we talked about you and the jump and everything else and you all right? <laughs> the jump. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ferry was very upset about. Ferry was upset about it, and you know, it, it took it took out Oldenburg and, and Jeremy Martin somehow survived. And but don't worry, Jimmy. Right after you were carted off, they fixed it. Don't worry. <laughs> you know what? It's like, I mean, yeah, the jump's bad, but I should have known better. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can't. You can't. I uh, knew that it was a little bit weird coming right. off the face of that because before in the last practice it was, I noticed on whichever side I was hitting it, it was different. 
and I just hit it a little bit far to the left, and I should have buried it a little bit more. Like, it was – I mean, you know how it is. It's yeah. Like, um, <laughs> you all right? You good? You going you gonna to race yeah, this weekend? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, I honestly, I mean, I was unconscious, but I don't know if I was unconscious from hitting my head or, or just knocking all the air out of my, my body. No, from hitting your head, Jimmy, you're unconscious. This, this is a new segment. This is called the Knocked Out Cold Call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, seriously. No, because I had no symptoms when I got up. Like, okay. I was, I mean, usually, I mean, you ask anybody who, who see me after concussion, like, I'm ans- I'm asking the same question over and over. I'm an emotional mess. I'm just crying like, where am I? Like, just completely terrible. And I was fine. And I can actually remember when I hit the ground and then being like, oh, man, I can't breathe. Like, this is not good. But I feel like I got ran over like a truck by a truck today. Oh, I bet. Do you remember? Do you remember filming that that thing for us? Our video, the thing we're coming out with. You remember that? Yes. No, I remember everything. Perfect, okay. Except for like the the forty or some seconds where I was laying on the track, not moving. You know what so, sucks for you is like, as a full privateer, like you really need that money in the main event. That would have really helped, and you would have rode yourself oh, into there no problem. You know what I mean? So I know. Well, I mean, my thing is, there's an asterisk. When I was talking to those guys. Or Alpine, Alpine stars. Right yeah. My bad. I'm not the first to say it. Probably not the last. I said it earlier. I was earlier. talking to him, and I was like, um, you know, they asked, "Are you gonna race?" I was like, "Look, you know, or try." I passed the um, the physical deal where you're okay. walking, your balance test. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Look, I'm not gonna ride." And I started thinking about it, and I was like, "Hey, I, I think I'm just gonna go line up and get, collect my nine hundred dollars." Yeah. Know? Or 965 bucks, and they're like, sorry, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? I mean, I get it, but it's like, well, they they, they wouldn't clear me a ride after I said that I don't think I should you know, uh, you racing tonight. Keep quiet, everybody. Or do what Stu used to do and lock yourself in the motorhome so they can't come see you. <sighs> that no was kidding. That was Stu's move. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. James there? Nope. Nope. Not in here. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, though, like, you don't know how a concussion is going to you're going to react to a concussion until really about six hours afterwards kind of because within that six hours, you could some trippy stuff can happen. I've had it where I've felt fine. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, four hours later, I'm like bad headache, seeing stuff like out of it. So, I mean, really, if you have any, any, you know, idea or any thought through your head that you might have, bump it then you should just chill out for the rest of the night you know hmm. so interesting well glad you're all right and you're, you're gonna make it that's good no i'm all good and all my right. shoulder i thought my i thought i'd hurt my shoulder there for a while but i mean today it feels almost back to normal so okay i should be good to go for this weekend well cool um yeah i didn't we don't have a ton of time we're trying to randy richardson here it's got an early flight so you know we gotta go but just want to check on you yeah <laughs> I appreciate it. Just want to make sure you're all right. I mean, you know, like it was a big, it was a big crash. Uh, so has everybody been? Has it been a pretty big deal about dirt works and that jump? Uh yeah, a little more text today than on like publicly stuff, like text from riders and text from people about you know how you well, were. You know what's you know? funny is like on track walk, I saw it and I was like, you're gonna have to get in this one to get over it, right? And I never went over to Dirtworks and said anything, and I bet you nobody else did. Right. So, I mean, next time when I walk a track and I see something like that, I'm just going to speak up. But, like, 
you can't get mad at the guys for building stuff and then like if no one said anything like i'm just gonna make sure i say something and then if they don't fix it then i'll have something to complain about but yeah yeah you know if no one speaks their mind and then all of a sudden the dirtworks guys are just supposed to read people's right. mind on what yeah. they're thinking you know it's not yeah so no i, I agree everybody out there just needs to speak up a little bit i agree um, I, I tell you what, you what? know who's good at that is Trey's always good at letting those guys know, like, hey, that's stupid. Oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah. 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 That's good. So, but yeah. he obviously wasn't there. No. <laughs> no. Maybe you needed Timmy because Timmy was very upset on Twitter. He could have got red dog oh, to do it. Geez. Yeah, so whatever. Um, all right, buddy. Thank you for picking up. Uh, glad you're all right. We'll see you this weekend at A2, man. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. See you. Top Jimmy Albertson, everybody. He's doing fun. You talk about getting knocked out. So, 2005, when when Pastrana came back, and was going to make his run there with the Cernix thing, whatever. So, the Daytona year, uh, with Tedesco and the Whoops, I think so. Yep. Uh, but so so 2005, Dallas, he was doing good in the heat race and just wadded it in the Whoops and gets knocked out. Uh-huh. I mean, they haul him out of there and everything. So I'm staying down there on the track. He comes back down for his heat race. And, and walks semi, down. Semi. Yeah, semi. Yeah, 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 comes back down with a semi, kind of glazed. And, you know, and I said, you all right, bud? And he, he said, yeah, yeah, I'm good. You sure? He said, yeah. He said, is the first turn a left or a right? That's exactly <laughs> what he asked me. <laughs> first turn a left or a right? And I go, it, it's a left, and everyone's pretty much going two, three, two after it. And he goes, left turn, two, three, two. And just walk towards the light. <laughs> oh my gosh, crazy! Wow, you could have been an accessory to something there. <laughs> um, speaking of accessories, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Calling time to leave a voicemail. Call best of the best this week. We got one for Wygant next week. We're going to play. We had those uh, Travis Hater voicemails, but uh, here's the ones that uh, don't want to kill Travis and uh, are more appropriate for Moto. Here we go. Steve, it's Toss from Oklahoma. I uh, had a quick question about bikes. Uh, um, I know that, um, you know, like on the Yamaha 250 and 450, that's um, supposed to be the same chassis. What causes whenever riders to go to the four? Whenever riders go to the 450, what causes the chassis to seem so much stiffer or heavier? If it's supposed to be the exact same chassis. Um, do they have to rivet the frame more, or is it just the weight and the power of the 450 engine over the 250 engine? I appreciate it. Love the show. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the motor. It's you, You're adding uh, almost a double cc's. You're adding tons more torque, horsepower. I've seen the slightest changes in aluminum brackets and things like that affect the bike's handling when it comes to that level, and everything's twitchier on a 250, on a 450F. That's, that's, that's the difference, so... Same frame, though. I understand exact same frame. So, um, Randy, in your application as a, as a tire guy, mm-hmm. you can vouch for that, a 450 tire and a 450F tire? Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. And, and uh, even now, you know, you look at the races, and most of the fast guys are using a 120, you know, 8019, whether it's 250F or 450F, if the, if the dirt's hard enough. And, and still, they, they, you would use a different casing construction one to the other because it's, again, yep. different uh, power input, uh, different t- demands on the tire. Yep. Okay. All right. Hey, Steve. It's Matt. I'm about 20 minutes into last night's pulp show, and Eddie Ray is just ridiculous. I know a while back I defended DV when you called him a 
Skip Bayless a photo, and I said, Eddie Ray's Skip Bayless. He's going full Skip Bayless. Eddie Ray's great sometimes, but you can't put him in a position like this to just do hot takes on everything. And he's so biased. Oh, it's the end of the world for Eli. Oh, it's the end of the world for Dean Wilson. Oh, what's going on with Trey? After one round, give the guys a break. One round. Look, you think uh, a couple years ago he would have been freaking out about RV not getting a great finish A1? But Cooper, Cooper will be fine. His boy Cooper, he's all biased towards him. Total skip Bayless. Love Tim Tebow. Hate LeBron James. Want to be different. Conspiracy theories. Bunch of bullshit. And I'm about to turn the show off. That might be the first time in the pulp, wow. ever in the pulp show that I'm tempted to turn the show off. Anyways, other than Eddie Ray. Wow. Great content. Jeez, Thank Eddie, you for you not going to get that pulpy from this yeah. guy. So Megan knocked off the podium with that guy's comments. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Jesus. If that guy didn't want to listen to the show, he should just start trying the app. <laughs> maybe. maybe. I was going to say, if he uses the app, it might just turn off for him. For him, yeah. 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 Maybe that guy and the closet jerk-off guy can get together. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Eddie last week? Mark's dog? I thought he was fine. He came in hot with a woman take. Yeah, the women in the sport take. Yeah, he definitely definitely has his views. Yeah, and his Pookie don't like that. No, and she don't like Moser reminding her every day about shutting it <laughs> on group text. Lock it up, right? Yeah. Lock it up. Yeah, so. no, I thought he was fine. Right? Okay. Math, it's Kirk from Pennsylvania. Hey, I was catching up on some shows. Uh, you know what? This one jackass calls in and tells you not to eat on the air. You guys are in there every week giving us five hours of content, and you're not allowed to have a snack on the air. Oh, that is ridiculous. Eat a cookie. Travis, eat a cookie. Death post, whoever it is, eat a goddamn cookie. Hell, if you tell me to on the air, I will. Manny, this guy's freaking out. I don't know what you got a problem with. So, here's my opinion. It's your show. If you want to eat a cookie, or in my case, you want to okay. eat a cookie snack, yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. Right. It's five Let's hours. We got, we, got, we got to hurry up. Yeah. Hey, man's got to eat. Yeah, absolutely. I will bake some goddamn cookies or get my wife to tell me what your favorite is, and I'll mail them to you. You can eat those on the air. That guy has nothing better to do than call a dirt bike radio show, internet radio show, and bitch about someone eating a cookie when he's using all of your sponsor deals, promo codes, everything like that, to get shit for his bike, he's complaining about 15 seconds of someone eating a cookie on the air. Sorry, catching up on shows, heard it. I, I, I had to pause and call in. That's ridiculous. Thanks for everything you do. You guys rock. Thanks a lot. Bye. You know what it is? It's like everyone's got something that, like, bugs just, them. Just rubs them the wrong way or something. I don't like touching cardboard. Yeah, I don't like the feeling of touching cardboard. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Nails on a chalkboard you for could, some people, right? Yeah. You couldn't take one. You couldn't take one away against kids sledding. Then in no, the snow I couldn't. If you didn't want to touch cardboard, this guy has something to do with food and eating, like smacking of the gun. You know what I mean? That's what his issue is, Randy. Yeah, everybody's got a pet peeve. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just personally, right? That's not one of mine, but right, whatever. Right, right. to each their own. Right, to eat, eat their own. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's Porch calling in. Um... Just an observation, um, guys are talking about Anderson's tweet about McGregor, quote-unquote, or how Roxon showed up and how he 
um, kind of poking the bear and whatnot. Honestly, I love that. I think it's badass. Start a little drama. Stir the pot. I think he gets people watching. If you look at UFC, all those guys do is just run their mouth and talk shit the whole time. Whether or not, both of them are talking shit leading up to this fight. And you know one of them is going to look like a fucking idiot at the end of this whole fight. So, but I think it draws people in, makes people want to watch the race. Get some more eyes on these races and whatnot. And I think that's a way to do it. So, just a thought. Figured I'd win my two cents. Awesome. Great show, guys. Love it. See you. I don't necessarily uh, agree. What? I was laughing about when they, when they came out for the 450 parade lap. We were sitting there in the press box, and you were like, I'm going to see how many guys, kind of cold, see how many guys have on uh, coat, have on yeah. jackets. So you were saying, well, Black, Baggett's got on a jacket, and Tomac's got on a jacket, and I told you that Roxon had on a sports coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily agree with this guy's take uh, because I think that if Anderson says there's a McGregor wannabe and Roxon sees that, then like things could get personal on the track and Anderson doesn't have rocks and speed and maybe whatever, but I see this guy's point and I get it. And I, I'm not, you know, set in my point. I just, as a competitor, I wouldn't want to sort of talk crap on the guy that's faster than me. That's all. But on, but again, Anderson owned it afterwards and said, McGregor guy yeah. waxed us, you know? So that, 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 that part's that's cool. I wouldn't want to poke the bear. Not, not Tyler bears, Tyler yeah. Bowers, but jab, jab, yeah, jab, jab. 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 If I was a competitor, that's all. But you know what? Yeah, UFC people, they all love that shit. They eat it up. The water bottle throwing press conferences, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. And people love it. So whatever. That's, you know. And someone like Roxon, I think, uh, if you jab at him like that, he's so mentally strong and has a sense of self. Yeah. That's just going to fuel that fire. It's yeah. It's not going yeah, to make him yeah. crumble mentally. Yeah. Do I want to really fuel that 94th fire? Not me. Mm-mm. Some 94 octane. I don't there. want anything to do with that. So, uh, all right, let's go to the next one. Mathis, Kyle from NorCal. Dude, Eddie Ray is losing fans one show at a time. Do not wow. give him a pulpy. I repeat, do not give him a pulpy. I repeat. Tell him to get off Freezy's nut sack. And if he thinks that he's going to beat Pike, he's smoking something that's not natural. Hope to hear this on the air. Out. Eddie Ray. Uh, just wondered if that was true. That would be cool. They learned that. And number two, Mr. Cargo Shorts, Style King. Hey, those blue wheels on the Yamaha took those bikes from, yeah, it's another factory-looking Yamaha, too. That's actually pretty cool-looking Yamaha. I don't know how they look sitting in the pits, but from the stands, when those guys would come by and those blue wheels were kind of sparkling in the, in the light, they looked pretty cool. Um, it was subtle at night. But it looked really cool, I thought. Anyway, great show tonight. Thanks, you guys, for a new year. No old topics. And this is The Outsider from Canyon Lake. I'm going to go work on my bike in the driveway. See ya. Bye. What do you make of the blue rims? I don't like them, but... Hey, it's... Uh, I think they look all right. I like I like black rims on the bike. To me, the coolest-looking ones are Suzuki, those yellow ones. I like yeah. those. Yeah. But blue's all right. All right. Do what um, you want. Yanni. I like the blue ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're from Finland, though. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> so he's not entitled no, to an opinion. Blue, blue is I our mean, color. No, okay. they don't, like, they just wear puffy parkas nine months of the year. What's that? A, par- a puffy parka? Yeah. That's a winter jacket. Oh, okay. Listen more. Do you like the blue rims? Yes. Okay. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Right. This conversation is over. Hey, guys. This is TC. 
Um, Mathis, I think you're high. Um, Chad Reed's wheels, I thought looked pretty sick, and I'm not a Yamaha guy at all whatsoever, but I thought those blue wheels looked pretty freaking cool. Um, anyway, uh, have a good one, guys. Talk to you next time. So are we now going to have Chick-fil-A gate, Nate gate, blue wheel gate? Is this what's going to happen every week, everybody? Hmm. Call in with W. WUSA, by the way, builds those wheels. Well, the one caller did say, the one guy that's working on his bike in Canyon Lake, did say, New Year, not the same old topics. So, yeah. so now we've turned the page. Yeah, on you rims. Guys, you're getting a uh, Chick-fil-A here in Henderson. Right. right. And blue rims it is. All right. Steve, this is Miles, Chesapeake, Virginia. This past weekend, I'm watching the Supercross at a bar with all my friends. And there's a bunch of people in there. And they show the track map, the stupid video game. And people are looking and laughing. And I'm looking around, and I'm, like, looking at the TV. And I'm like, oh, that's great. The general public sees our sport as a joke because a fucking video game is on showing the track. Please tell Fel that they need to cut that shit out. That is ridiculous. Um. Yeah, anyway. Ah, I don't know. I mean, well, here's my thoughts on it. Okay. Okay, that's a sponsored yeah. portion of it, right? Yep. So it's it's Kawasaki or yep. Monster or whatever. They sponsor that. So it yep. shows a green bike and they do a track map. I understand that. What I think they could do, though, to not cartoon the event would be to use helmet cameras, helmet camera footage from a Kawasaki or a Monster bike or yep. whatever. Uh, what, what, what ticks me off? is when they show you the track map after a couple of races. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you've seen you've seen a few heats or whatever, and they're going to show you the track map to show right. you where the track. We, we've seen the track already right. by then. So. Uh, Dungu, what do you think of that? The MXM, you know, ATV little dude. Yeah, I think it could be better. I mean, but that's just the game. It's it's the game isn't supposed to be super realistic. All right. You know, could so, you code it a little differently? No. OK, no shot. Mathis, listen to this week's show. Here, as you kind of say, can't add. Tommy Hahn is paying for a ride. What the fuck? Didn't he quit like three, four, fucking nine times ago because there was no money in the sport? Fuck Tommy Hahn. Fuck him. Fuck Tommy Hahn. Fuck well, Tommy Hahn. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how that made it through the censors. Uh, I, three, four, nine. I don't know. I don't know how it made it through. I apologize to Tommy. I, that shouldn't have been aired. My bad. Hey, Steve, it's uh, Craig Martin, and I was just wondering if you had a take on something. On this Monday show, you and uh, Kiefer and Eddie Ray were talking about the bikes and how cool the blue rims are not cool, depending on which side you're on. The blue rims were on the Yamahas, and I thought that that was going to segment right into the graphics on those Yamahas, and I was just curious. You know, it kind of looks like a monster bike with Yamaha forks on it, and uh, I personally thought it was terrible, and I can't believe Yamaha would let that happen, but it seems like Monster has such a big force and power over these manufacturers that, you know, Kawasaki does the same thing where, you know, some of the, the Team Green trucks and stuff, it has a bigger Monster logo than it has a Kawasaki logo. And, and I just wonder what your take is on where do you draw the line? If you're a, a Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, or Kawasaki, or KTM for that matter, where do you draw the line on sponsorship on how much visibility they get on your products. Um, you know, I, I would have to think that we're all in racing to 
as a marketing tool. And, you know, that Yamaha doesn't even look like a Yamaha anymore. It looks like a monster bike. Not too sure that's the way the industry should be going. But either way, um, you know, NASCAR is that way, I guess, and maybe that is the way to go. But I was just wondering your take on that. Anyway, over and out. Talk to you later. Uh, I like the blue and green uh, contrast. contrast. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The whole industry sucks at the teat of Monster, and it just goes by what they pay. Well, the guy want to know where you draw the line. I'll, yep. I'll tell you where you draw the line. You draw it on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> because the bottom line yeah. is, if you are paying that much money, whether it's you know Monster, you know, or or any Anybody. other yep. outside industry sponsor, uh, if you're supporting that team enough, then your your logo gets bigger, bigger, yeah. bigger. I Geico, mean, for example, different ones. I wonder how that works for like. I wonder if Monster and Yamaha are in talks, and they say we're going to give you one million dollars for your team, Keith, mm-hmm. and Keith goes okay. And then Monster says, okay, here's our agreement. Everybody agrees to it. The claw shall be eight by four on the bike, eight inches by four inches. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder how that works. Like, is that, does it, does it break it down that technically? I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would say so. It's, it's yeah, or, or size relative to, equivalent size to or size larger than. Like, for example, the Monster logo, yeah. if the Yamaha logo is there. So it could be equivalent to or surface okay. area. Yeah, yeah. You know, even yeah. though those logos right. are different shape, you can equate it to the and, total. And I wonder if Keith can go, no, that's too big. Mm-hmm. And Monster say, Okay, 750000 right. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, a lot of this stuff is, is very political, mm-hmm. very in-depth, and, and yeah. very detailed. But essentially, yeah. it's the same thing as right. if you say, all right, I'm going to spend this much money and buy a house. The more money you have, the larger house you can purchase. So the more money you it's brilliant. The more money you have, that's the bigger your here. logo can be. That's why he's sitting in that chair. And a pulpy could be coming your way. The Finnish guy wants to speak. Uh, what did you like about the Geico bike, bikes last week and in San Diego? What do I like? Yeah. I like the red seat. They went to a red seat this year. In the TV, they looked really bad. Black bikes. Yeah. Oh, the camo one. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were yeah. talking about the general look. No, no, no. no. I'm not, not a the, fan of any of that camo. I'm just not. Me either. I don't think any of it looks great. I don't know. That's just me. And, um, and yeah. sometimes it's tough to see what something, I would think, what it was yeah. like in person versus on, t- they, on TV. They you know what I like to do? Here's my idea for the next story to interrupt you. I kind of do. Okay. No, so, no worries. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the first person you've interrupted. Go ahead. Stop Sorry. interrupting. I think that was a dig at me. I'm not sure. Here's what I like to here's what I like to fail to do. I want team bikes via the riders country. We have riders from all over the place, Germany, Australia, Ecuador, uh, Canada, Martinez if you want to count him. Um, I don't Dean Scotland. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else. Nobody chime in. Everybody just look at me. The, the whatever Sweden, you guys do. Sweden, Sweden Freddie Norn. Auberson, Switzerland. Okay, we have all these guys. And Shane McElrath from North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to see their bikes done up like their countries for one race. Just one race. Oh, That'd be I really you, cool. I, I thought you just meant all the time. Yeah. No. No, but a one, one race country appreciation theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it would. What it, are you laughing at? Well, I think that it would. Fucking brilliant idea. Put this with the Nets. File, Travis, file this with Nets. Chick-fil-A sucks and everything else I've come up with. It's great. I think it'd be good to show the diversity of yeah. where the, it's, that it truly is an international competition. You know, above the starting line, they have all the different flags. So don't get me started on the Canadian flag. 
Well, what's the matter? It looks like garbage. It's garbage. I've been after Prater for well, three years to change well, it. Well, don't be mad. Prater didn't just come up with the design of it. <laughs> no, I Canadian know, but, flag. Right. No, but the way they do it. They, oh, the way they yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, I thought you meant this in general. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I'm mad at it. I thought you didn't like the Canadian flag. Yeah, I'm mad right. at the 1880 guys, 1880, <laughs> when they designed the flag. Prater's fault. <laughs> um, Chad looks so good in the green, gold, and blue of Australia, right? Mm-hmm. Blue? No. Green, gold, white, whatever, yeah. And then put that with the, with the green, gold Yamaha. Oh, it'd be way cool. Yeah. It's country Appreciation Night. Mm-hmm. And then the American guys can be in American stuff. Yeah. You know, like, it's I, fucking I, brilliant. No, no. I'm telling you I like it. It's brilliant. It's another incredible idea by me that will never get done. But mark it down, Marks. It's marked. Thank you. No, it's not. You didn't do anything. I have a folder over here. Yeah, I bet you do. You can't even see it. All right. Keep going. Just listening to the archive from last week. JT is awesome. I've always loved him. But I love him a little bit more right now. I just heard him call Eddie Ray out on Vince Freeze and his jackass cross-jumping. I kind of wish JT would have been a little more forceful and told him to shut his bitch-ass mouth unless he was there seeing it in person. Just based off watching Vince ride at the Supercrosses I've attended, I have zero doubt in my mind that he was cross-jumping. And one of these days, Weston probably will snap his femur. And I hope it doesn't happen because I don't want to see Weston out of the Sounds sport. like he hopes it doesn't happen. Yeah. Vince is yeah. an incredible rider, and he doesn't need to pull that bullshit to keep people behind him. I just hope his past doesn't catch up with him. And again, JT, you rock. It's like, it's like he's like, I hope that does not happen. And if, and if it does, I hope they do not feature it on the SX slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. And I hope I don't see yeah. the femur break from Pike's front wheel. Yeah. That'd be terrible. I don't want to see that. And I hope I don't win a lottery. <laughs> Mathis. I'm calling first to call you out. You're a hypocrite. Trying to get Weimer to disclose his earnings, but you won't disclose what you're paying him for the sticker. You can't you can't have it both ways, homie. Secondly, I own a small business and I would like to sponsor a new show segment where you eat a cookie and tell a story while eating the cookie. We can do that. <laughs> Have a nice night. We can absolutely do that. He's right about me being hip- hypocritical about not, you know, saying about what I'm paying those guys. I just said, I mentioned the bonus, though, the win bonus. Yeah, yeah, you told them that. It's 20 bucks. Yeah. And you can get 10 app downloads for that. Yes. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Who are you talking to? Yeah, I think he's ordering some it's, it's Lips on the phone. Lips? Lips is on the phone. Ah, Lips only liked Watson, but. Right. He, he actually wants to talk about Watson. Shocking. Oh, Lord. Do you want him to wait? No, I'll put him through. All right. This could be good. Lips! G'day, Steve. How you going? G'day, mate. What's up? <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a couple of um, points I'd like to bring up about your um, interview with Kenny on the inside rut that you did. Yes, please. Let me hear it. All right, cool. Well, you know how you were saying you don't listen back to any of your podcasts that you do? Yep. Okay, well, maybe the one you did with Kenny would be a good one to go back and listen to. A couple of reasons. When um, 
Kenny brought up about you and, uh, you know, the way that you're into all your hockey and all that sort of stuff. Yep. He claimed that you would never go on a forum uh, and post anything. Right. And he said, there's no way I'd go and ever get on Vital MX and post anything or say anything that you like. Um, it's Honestly, it sounded pretty hypocritical because I understand that you work in the industry, but you can't say that you don't speculate a lot of times on your own show, which is pretty much the same thing as what someone would do if they went on Vital MX and posted something of an opinion. So it was pretty sort of similar. I thought it was a little bit hypocritical. And the way that you spoke about um, all the people listening to your show, it's, I know I've thought you come across a little bit rude. Uh, I understand exactly where you're coming from in a, in a, in a certain way, but it didn't, I don't think it came out the way that um, you would have expected it, like the way that you meant it. It probably wouldn't be... A, Oh, no, it's probably be a good thing to go back and listen to. Because, uh, yeah, if I if I didn't listen for so many years, I'd probably be a, lot, a bit like, hmm, that's, that sounds pretty shit. So, yeah, I just thought maybe you should do that. Well, Lips, I meant it. Well, you know how I meant it. I meant it that the fans that are passionate enough to post on Vital their opinion about Eli Tomac's race and Cooper Webb's race, those guys are so passionate they pay the bills. That's what I said. They, they love it. And I love hockey, and I would never post on a – I've never gone on a Toronto Maple Leaf forum and talk about how I think Austin Matthews should play with Mitch Marner or whatever. I just I, – I care about hockey, and I follow it, but I'm not passionate enough to post it. So my point was these people, you guys, the listeners, love this sport so much that you go on these, you go on these message boards to post your opinion about Tomac or your theory – on why Tomac's struggling, and that's the people that, you know, that are so passionate fans. It's amazing. It's incredible. Now, with that, you have a lot of people on there that are not that smart and post theories and act like they know something that they don't. And that's all I ever said, I believe. Yeah, I, 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 to me it sounds a little bit stronger than that. Okay. Uh, I, I think the way you just put it then, 100% I agree. Like, I mean, personally, I wouldn't go putting on a forum my opinion of while while time fell back. But at the same time, when I'm sitting around drinking beers with my mates on a Thursday night, yeah, we're all talking about it. But none of us want to go on a forum and write about it to some people we don't even know. But a lot of so people do. But, me, no, but that's, but a lot of people do. And I, I'm not saying you know I'm not saying you have to or anything. I'm just saying it's amazing that people do that. It's really cool. It's awesome. I just went to a ride day yesterday and had really good bench race discussions with some guys about Reed and Webb and. I almost I was talking to some of those guys and going, wow, these guys are so into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's my job, it's my life. I, I this is what I have to follow as a sport. These guys have other jobs and they love dirt bike riding, but they're into it like I am, and they don't have a job mm-hmm. about it. You know, so. What I think is interesting though, if like I think about the last I don't know maybe three years, okay, <laughs> I've been listening to your show easily for three years. Yep. I've also watched a Supercross for easily three years because the coverage has gotten better. However, I found the coverage has gotten, in my opinion, they put so many ads on and so much shit, I lose interest in it. I'm better off taping it and fast-forwarding it. But when I listen to your show, the show's gotten that much better. I find I have more interest now in listening to your show and the way that you convey the information uh, and the what things you talk about. I take more from that than I do from sometimes watching the Supercross because of the way they go about it. Um, yeah, it's interesting how the things evolved and especially how your show's evolved and how that's changed. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's no. Cool. And the way, the way you're saying about Kenny and, um, when you, when he left, you, you didn't know how it would go. Um, I mean, 
you know me. I was massive, I'm a massive fan of Kenny. Love Kenny. But I would say that you've taken that show to a whole other level because it seemed like you almost sat back and let Kenny generate the people to bring on or his connections to bring on people or, oh, I, I know this guy, I can call him and it worked well for you. But it seems to me now that you've taken over that and generated a lot more of your own steam and it's made the show awesome, like really good. Well, thank you. Uh, I was that, trying to give, opinion. well, I was trying to give Kenny some ownership of the show to, to so he could care about it, and and not mm. just call me Hitler, which he did a few times for ways he thought I dictated everything. So I was trying to give him ownership of it, paying him more, trying to get him more involved, so maybe he wouldn't yell at me or not or not want to be here. You know what I mean? But that, that didn't really work. But I tried. No, I thought the two of you. I mean. Honestly, the two of you together when you had your show with Sylvia, I loved it. Like, it was fucking awesome. Like, just the way you, you both just had the right chemistry. He was just probably, like he said, a little bit in the wrong spot at the wrong time. But in saying that, you two are the polar opposites personalities that make that perfect crash for a really good show. When it's on, it's on. You know what I mean? Um, and, I, and I really enjoyed that. It was awesome. Well, thanks, man, I, and I'm sorry you got the wrong um, uh, wrong meaning from that podcast. Uh, um, that's not. No, well, I knew what you. I understood what you meant. I just had come across wrong, and I, I don't know. I thought it would be a good thing to call in and maybe just rebring that up, just to buff it out, because I wouldn't be surprised if some other people felt similar. And I thought it would be a good way right. to maybe push back on that. Yeah. Another thing before I quickly go, yep. um, I listened to your podcast that you guys did with Tony Blazier. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name. Nick McCabe. Uh, um, yeah, Nick, Nick McCabe. Yeah, man, that, that was awesome. Like, I was stoked that you recognise how much people are into vintage bikes and that generation, and especially for me, like the 90s generation, 90s motocross, like, I'm massive into that, and I love it, and I enjoy building that types of bikes and doing that, and uh, I thought it was really cool that you touched on that. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I would have liked to have seen you maybe touch on a few other sort of things, but right. um, as someone, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, I no, really we're going to do another one down the road. If you have some topics, send me an email, and maybe we can talk about that. Uh, you got a couple of sweet 89s, or you got an 89 that looks pretty sweet. That you built. So. Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing a 2000 Spitfire case as well. I, yeah, I, that's I like right. Your split, Spitfire bike is good. Damn, that's a good work on yeah, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Like, yeah, fluoros and bright colors and just partying. And it was just a, it was a time that will never repeat. Like, everything looks shit now. In my opinion, as soon as you put a big monster label on it, I'm just like, yeah, I'll stop looking. Right, like, oh, I'm right. Bike. Yeah, Ray's bike looks sick, and then they put that big monster logo on it, and I was like, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I like the OEM look that they had, but, I mean, hey, monster's paying the bills, so you got to yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, Lips, yeah. thanks, buddy. Thanks, and have a good day. See you, see you mate. Bye. All right, see you. Lips, calling from Australia. Watson's biggest fan. Yeah. He loved Watson. He does? He did. He loved Watson. That's good. Um, all right. So, you don't want to speak on the podcast. You don't want to speak on the today, please. Can you call me? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think crazy lady had a sex change. Yeah. That's what I really yeah. think that must yeah. be. Go back on that if you can a little bit. Have a nice night. So you don't want to speak on the podcast. You don't want to be shit today, please. Can you call me? Thank you. <laughs> honestly, anybody said, know what he's saying? Honestly, it sounded like uh, something, Steve, if you could call me, thank you. It really sounded like he said, Steve, really? call me, thank you. Oh, yeah. I didn't at hear that end. part. Yeah, oh, the first okay. part's complete gibberish. You thought so too, Yanni? Oh, okay. Yeah. Any way to scrub that and slow that down and play it? Code it? Yeah. No, don't. Yeah, uncode it. Uncode it? It's already coded. Scrape it? That'd be decode. 
Yeah, decode. Decode, yeah. Yeah, undecode it. Yeah, undecode yeah, un- 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 it. Re undecode yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then reverse it. Okay. All uh, right. Are we going on now? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Steve, how you doing, man? Uh, wanted to congratulate you on uh, some beautiful podcast there. Listen to that Chris Wheeler interview. That was pretty kick-ass. JoJo Keller, obviously. I've been catching up on some things there. As far as your last uh, the last show you had, uh, you know, Webb at Anaheim, man. Webb didn't look comfortable. I think it was that front end, bro, setup. I know you don't like to hear setup, but he couldn't turn that thing. You know, you could tell, you know. That's how I feel out there when my clickers are all out of adjustment. You know, we just couldn't turn that bike. Uncomfortable. The other thing, uh, as far as Roxon with showing up to the press conference in his suit and all of that looking like McGregor, I'm all for it, bro. Bring the drama. You know what I'm saying? He walked in there. He's got style. He's got pizzazz, razzmatazz. That's what people want. They want the gems and the jewels. They want the bling. They want the drama. That's what we need. He's bringing it. So we need to give him a medal for that. You know what I'm saying? Because people want that shit. They, they're going to look. They want to see it. They want to see what's going to happen next week. He walked in there, said he was going to bring that ruckus to that ass, and that's what he did. <laughs> Bought the ruckus, tore that ass off, walked out. That was beautiful. Tore that uh, Another ass thing up. I wanted to comment on was, uh, yeah, that great Western Bank show. I didn't even hear that shit, bro. I just heard it the other day there going through Louisiana. That was freaking great, bro. Denny Stevenson, man, it's just great. Bringing back memories, you know, with the stick, the one he interviewed behind Emig's house there with the Z50s, that was just great shit. I thought the same thing. I thought the guy was coked up or whatever. He's just so energetic. I love it. Brought back some good memories. The other thing, uh, uh, I got so many things, I'm trying to catch up with you. Uh, the Davalos, the interview with him, you know, on the podium and all that, uh, I think he's talking about you, bro. I could be wrong, but I think. <laughs> Gringo. He's like a regular Matlock. He, he, he is. He's Matlock. He's a favorite private investigator. He he's got it figured out. He gets to the bottom of it. He thinks he's talking about you, bro. <laughs> hey, his accent. I love that. Yeah, I, I, if, even if we don't have a Starcross 5 ride day down there, yeah. I, 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 no, I'll take vacation days, load my bike up. I want to go ride with that guy and have a couple beers with him just to hear his voice. I, I think love he's talking that. about you, bro. I'm talking about you, bro. <laughs> and I wonder I wonder if that was a Honda Ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's referring to you to hate it, you know? <laughs> And don't get me wrong, bro. I love everything you do with the show. This ain't no knock or nothing, but he's probably sensitive to it because that's his job. You know what I'm saying? So he's got a good thing going. Personally, I love it. I love watching the guy on that bike, on the, on the lights bike. You know, he's almost like a light specialist. Same thing like Lamson, man, on a 125 or Talon Bowling. You, you got an erection watching these guys rip up them light bikes. They were just good at it. Mike Brown. Sounds gay. You know, I, I, it's I, awesome to watch. So he's, he's probably... I never got an erection watching Talon Bowling, ever. <laughs> not ever. Even, not even a chub. No. No. no I'm like, hey, he's a good rider. No. Good rider, but... Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Probably threatened maybe a little bit because, you know, it may, you know... It's his job. This guy's messing with my job. He might be looking at it like that the same way you said one time that Carl Michael was trying to mess up your job, you know, talking behind the scenes or whatever. You know, he might be looking at it like that, if you know what I'm talking about. Another thing, uh, the Hello Kitty room. You got to give us a tour of the Hello Kitty room. I want to see what this room looks like. Uh, 
Pookie did a good job with that little that little video clip there. So you, you know, when you guys yeah, were in yeah. studio there, that was pretty cool. Maybe we could get a little view of the Hello Kitty room. I and, think, uh, see what's I going think on Gringo there. is thinking something else. <laughs> That's just me. It's in he, he's in Vegas. Got the Hello Kitty room. Yeah, oh, it is really That's... literally a, a the, the cartoon Hello Kitty, Gringo. Really you should share that with him though. I could. Pookie can yeah, Pookie, Pookie cool. can show her kitty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> going on there. All right. All right, bro. Have a beautiful uh, weekend, man. Can't wait for for the second round here. Peace. Gringo. Wait, should we get Gringo in studio? Should we get Gringo in studio? Hey. Will I, Michelin pay for him in studio? I, I don't know if Michelin would pay for it, but I've got some Sky Miles personally. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm t- I would love to have that guy in here. Right. In studio, bro. <laughs> Kicking it, bro. Tear up the ruckus up that ass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, Paul Max, T.Y., Connecticut. So I will post-race analysis in San Diego. It is Sunday morning now. So... Roxon is good in the first 10 laps. He goes as fast as he can. All right, we got to go. We got to hurry this thing up. Good job on that analysis. Uh, BTOsports.com, the premier source for motorcycle parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to their reputation for excellent customer service and great prices from motocross to mountain bikes, sport bikes, and UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because their passion reflects yours. Uh, call them. Tell me with Paul Max. Tell me with Yanni. Tell me with the X Racing FI guy. And uh, they'll give you a discount on anything they have. Biker Body, BTOsports.com. They probably sell Michelins. They do. Yep. Kill yep. it. Michelin Starcross Fives. Get it on there. Uh, these are questions submitted to at Pulp Mech Show on Twitter. The Doom Goon goes through them, picks the best ones. Give it to us. Do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. That's a good intro. I yeah, good job, Swiss Yeah, good job, yeah, that, one's, that one's solid. Uh, this one's from Patrick Edmonds. Is it too early to reevaluate how many riders will win a 450 main this year? Yes, but give me two weeks and I'll go back. I'll get you back. Maybe the Sealy multiple win things, I've got to try to walk it back a little bit on that. <laughs> Not sure how I can do that. Scrub all the uh, mentions of that, please, of every show. Scrub them and put them together for everyone to listen to. Again? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> uh, Kale Barr wants to know: Does anybody know why Regal isn't racing Arena Cross, or does he plan on racing Two Fifty East? No idea. Nobody I knows. Know. I think Regal's off the reservation. I don't know. Um, this was from Dan Weiss. Who's the bigger disappointment in the first two rounds, Webb or Tomac? We talked about that today on our Racer X podcast. Um, <clears throat> I said JT said Tomac. I said Webb, as usual. We argued. Uh, I don't. I don't remember why I said. What do you think, Randy? For me, I would think. I would think Webb. I would think so. I know they both are probably disappointed, but where they're, where the results are at the end of the race, you know, Webb's farther back. So I think he's more disappointed. Right. Don't you have to give Webb more slack though, with it being two races into his 450 Supercross career? Though, I mean, oh. Eli's. Not that this is my place or whatever, yeah. but no, no, it's no, fine. It's your place. You can talk. Okay, yeah, you can have yeah. an opinion. That's why we. Get, that's why you got a microphone, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I you see what talk you're more because I my voice is showing. Well, so. I just know sometimes, like, I'm the producer. I'm not supposed to. No, 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 no. Whatever. No, but. no, no. But you're a fan of the sport and you watch. Sure, so, yeah, so yeah. if you were a fan Don't of, bro, me. If you were a fan of each of them or whatever, which one would you be? You're more disappointed, or you think 
Tomac it should be more disappointed. I I I F personally you, would be more disappointed in Tomac just because I feel like you know it's not his first year. He doesn't mm-hmm. have that leeway where you can say okay, you know, give him give him a little bit of time. He this isn't yeah. he doesn't need time. You know, he should quiet be down podium. Yeah, without, for without, Tomac, without for, question. Yeah, for Tomac. Quiet down. For, for Tomac, it's <laughs> That's crunch. Steve dropping those, telling me to shut up. By the I don't way. know what you're talking about. That's yeah. Weimer. <laughs> Quiet Tom- down. Jake doesn't like you talking. Nah, I don't blame him. All right. I'm such an asshole. No. I say, hey, can you I talk? And you're like, yeah, you. go ahead. No, it's fine if you. I, I think you have a point to argue yeah. that um, mm-hmm. Tomac's got expectations. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pulpamex fan club wants to know what finish would Reed need to feel good about his night. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask the Finn. <laughs> yeah, I'd say win. Yanni. Win. Win. Yeah, he would be satisfied with that. That's it. I don't know. Would would he be satisfied with second? Reed. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. What would Pekka be satisfied with back in the day? Win. Yeah, of course. Right. He's used to it. <laughs> Steve, Alex wants to know if you have a rant ready for all the amateurs under the age of ten with parents running their social media. No, because I don't follow any of those idiots. I have no intention to follow those people. I don't care about those people. When they get good, I'll follow them in as as pros. Amateur motocross to me is insane right now. I just, I just can't believe the money spent i can't believe what's going on with those people and their parents and pulling the kids out of school and everything else and for what like uh two percent of them that's going to make a living at it you know i just uh i you you people got to calm down and the team's got to calm down so that's my rant for the day this was from christian cannon if anderson got a good start could he run the pace of dungey and roxon for 20 minutes i don't think this weekend he could have I don't know. It'd be tough to say. Uh, you would think he could run the pace of Dungey because he trains with him, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't. You don't. I don't think when they have training sessions, I wouldn't think that he's twenty, thirty, forty seconds back. I would hope not, right? No, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 right. I, I wouldn't think so. Didn't Weed say he went uh, like right before Anaheim, and those three were riding together? Uh, all he could think of was the free Chipotle that Dungey's dad bought him. I yeah. think everything else was a blur. I gave him some Cracker Jacks in the press box. Did you? He was happy. Yeah. Oh, he was happy. Yeah, he was happy. Seven dollars for Cracker Jacks. That's crazy. Did you tell him it was seven dollars? Yeah, I told him it was seven bucks. And what yeah. did he say? Uh, he goes, "Wow, they're free for me," and he just kept eating them. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I dropped one, and he said that was about fifty cents. <laughs> Sounds about Weege. the weed we know and love. Oh, uh, putting a price on everything. Yeah. Charlie Worthy wants to know what do you think of Filthy Phil's results so far? As expected, better or worse? As expected. Had some troubles, showing some speed. Got an eight this weekend, I think. I think it's what it was, yeah. You wrote all over the results. <laughs> because I made notes. He did get eighth, yes. Yeah, eighth. So. His best lap was two seconds hey, off, though. Hey, yep. raw data boy. What's up, bro? Nerd boy. Hi. What caught your eye from your stats that you pulled this weekend? Anything in particular? I know I put you on the spot right now. I should actually, you should try to bring something in every Monday that caught your eye. You know, but okay. Um, one of the one of the things for me was um, in the two fifties. It's fifteen minutes plus one, but there were one hundred and seventy passes, as opposed to in the four fifty class there were only one hundred and twenty, and that's twenty minutes. So there's that, there was that much more 
swapping of positions in the 250s. Um, mm. Another thing for me was Hill. He, his, his late race sprint, he was putting down some serious fast lap times. His last lap was almost a second faster than um, McElrath. McElrath wow. on the last lap. And McElrath was still almost a half a second faster than I think Plessinger was the third fastest on the last lap. It's alone. So um, that's just off the top of my head. But we'll right. get wow. more that's on, interesting. Yeah. More yeah. on the column Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, Motolytics. Motolytics is by, what I'm by Travis it. Marks. Yeah. Um, Nerd. There'll be a, a website to accompany it soon. What? Yeah. But you're putting it on Pulp. It is going to be on Pulp. Well, you just had a website. Well, there'll be a raw website, too. We can talk about this later. It's going to be raw. Raw. It's going to be lit, fam. <laughs> and I would say intelligent, not nerd. I'd say intelligent. Nah, nerd. Yeah, that's fine. Intelligent. That's fine. Thank he you. He is intelligent. I'm not saying he's not. He's still nerd. Fim Terry wants to know. He can be smart. Who looked mm-hmm. worse, Web this year or RC in 99? Oh, jeez, these people, man. Wow. <laughs> this panic button, two races in. Seems to be the top. No, nah, RC in 99 was fast, but couldn't keep it on two wheels. Webb was his fast. first 250. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if, if, Number if, nine. if Webb runs out across in the whoops and takes a fork to the side of the head, yeah. then, <laughs> then, then there's more similar. Yeah, because RC in 99 was fast and just, yeah. just sketch. Yeah. Webb, we haven't seen that yet. But you know Rarick listens to this show, and it's going to be nothing but bagging oh, on Webb all show. Well, it's, Rarick's never going to come back in here ever again. Yeah. Well, uh, Ty Dar wants to know. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> well, I'm just going to leave that one. Write that one off. I'm going to leave that one alone. Well. Um, Ty Dar wants to know, has there any has there been any talk in the AMA or FIM about rider safety, um, protective equipment, Stuff like that. Has there been any talk on, on no, advancement it's all, of any of this stuff? No, it's all legal stuff. I mean, they force guys to wear something. Then if the rider gets hurt, they can sue the organization and say, you forced me to wear this, and I still got hurt. But they force them to wear a helmet. Yeah, I know. They but force them to wear long sleeve shirts. I think that's obvious, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like neck braces or chest pros, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Those I are- haven't heard. And you know what? Nobody's Nobody's telling me anything. And I'm still working on the nationality day. Bye. <laughs> Bike mm-hmm. thing, so I'm busy. Yeah, flag day. Flag day. Flag day. Oh, the Finnish guy wants to talk again. Hold on. Uh, in GPs, they have to have the chest protectors on. Mm-hmm. Is uh, under, over, doesn't matter? I mean, it's just it some type doesn't, of. Doesn't matter. But it, can it be, is there like a foam roost protector, or it has to be plastic, uh, a right. hard protector? Great, uh, great, great that, stuff, Yanni. All right, we're, we're, move it on. <laughs> uh, Eric, Eric Parrott wants to know, does... TLD KTM get a fill-in ride for Oldenburg. I asked uh, Grumpy Cat, team manager today, and he said, nope, Oldenburg had surgery. They're going to wait and see. Because, you know, when they play their collarbone, it's not that long until you can come back. It's 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 pretty quick. So they're going to – no fill-in. All right, that's it. All right, btosports.com. Call them. Mention the show. Anything you need for your bike and body. Get a set of missions. Start. Can they Can they do that? Yeah, you guys don't have a map I don't think policy. so. The, I don't think so. I don't think they apply the discount on tires. Oh, they don't. I don't okay. think they do. Right, yeah, because well. I remember one of the when we first started the show, uh, someone called in with okay. some frustration on All that. Right. So. Well, I'll get a mission set of mission yeah. Cross fives and and hook up like you've never hooked up before. Uh, Yanni, have you seen any mission Cross fives in Finland? Uh, no. Okay, but they are there. I know. You just haven't, just seen, haven't them. seen them. Right, you're number one media guy in well. Finland, but apparently media doesn't, you know, go that far. 
No, no, we don't go that far. How's your business going? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. You told me one time you write a column and you, you, I'm your inspiration for it. Like you want to do that kind of stuff, like observations, like. Oh yeah, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. After. And, and guys won't talk to you now. Uh, a couple of those. Harry Coolis, no talking to you. Uh, no, no, no talking to me. Uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not working, you have to be more of a jerk, and then they'll stop talking to you. Not saying you're a jerk, Steve, but. But so I'm saying you're a jerk. I guess I am. I am also. So, so you're like, hey, I want to be like Mathis. I want to. I really like that stuff. <laughs> hey, look, riders won't talk to me. In Finland, in USA, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. So, but everything's good. Yeah, everything's good. What about Tempier Supercross this year? Am I in? Uh, if it's different it, weekend. It, no, it's same time as Leilok. Oh, it again. is again. Again, yeah. Why do they do that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could be in Lille also, but yeah, have to be. In Is uh, A Ray and Nuf coming back? I don't know. Okay, we have to get Nuf back because he couldn't race the second night. Right, and Alex Ray would have won, but he stalled it or crashed uh, or something. He crashed yeah. in the in the first night, but he won the second night. Right, right. Well, he was the fastest guy. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't give me a cut of his money he won, even though I set him all up with the deal. Oh, that's okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is eating the paper. Can you say that? Your dog is eating the paper. <laughs> Look at Marks. Marks has been waiting for that all night. Oh, I love it. That's Where's the stuff. drop? Don't I, we, what I happened? Have, I haven't uploaded the drop. Okay. I, I made it, but I just okay. haven't uploaded them yet. One time he was here. And yeah. He's like, the dog is eating. He's, the dog was eating paper. And, you had to tell us, so. All right, uh, so X Racing on Twitter, XI Racing on Twitter? Uh, yeah, but the Twitter isn't so much uh, activity in Finland. It's it's just mainly there because it has to be. Mm-hmm. Not more action. In, okay, so where can we see you? Uh, where can in, people find In xracing.fi. On website. Twitter, on Instagram? On, uh, on Instagram, yeah, yeah. Facebook, on yeah. web, web page. All right, cool. Good luck, uh. Are you going to try to sauna when you're here? No. How long are you here for? Just a week? Yeah, I'll leave on Sunday. Just a quick visit. You yeah. should have caught San Diego. You may, may as well make it a little bit, you know. Yeah, I should have done that, but it's okay now. I can so I go gonna, to A2. You're going to interview Troy Lee. You're going to go to Test Tracks. You're going to go to Anaheim, too. Yeah. I'm going to try to set you up with an interview with Pike. Yeah. That should be great. Yes. Pike loves non-Americans, that's for sure. <laughs> if anybody I can think of that would love foreigners, it'd be Weston Pike. So. Oh, he'd he's cool. Get, he'd get behind that Flag Day idea, wouldn't he? Yeah, fl- Weston, we know, yes. It would make it easier for him to know who to hit. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not an American. <laughs> Down. It's like the, uh, the Dukes of Hazard thing. Um, uh, all right, okay. So, yeah, uh, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the hat. And thanks. Good luck with everything. If you... Can't find a sauna? Let me know. I'll go on sauna app. Find yeah, I think I'll save it for the, when I get home. They love saunas. Yeah? They love him, Finland. He's got one in his house. He has a sauna in his basement that is like a half of his basement. It's huge. <laughs> no, it's not that big. It's big. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, based on, what, based on what you were saying earlier, I think the way you would describe it is how many men can you fit in it? <laughs> Uh, How many naked Finnish men could you fit in your sauna? About eight or ten. And I guarantee you he's done that. I guarantee you. They love saunas. They love it. I think they jump in the water, like freezing cold, Mm -hmm. you know, the ice water, and then they get out in the sauna. Yeah, or or in the snow. Yeah. 
Wow. Yanni took me to a tank museum, too, when I was in there. Went to a, a Finnish tank museum. Yeah. Finland used to make tanks for Russia. But what do you... What? what? No, no. Nothing. You're embarrassed about our no, bonding trip? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh. Finnish tank museum. Fin, the Finns used to make tanks for Russia and sell them to them, and then Russia yeah. was, was shooting at them with their own tanks at one point. Really? They were enemies, and then, then they became buddies? Uh, well... Yeah, <laughs> Yanni doesn't want to. Yanni's tired. It's a long. He doesn't want to get into long, Russia, long story, Russia, and story. finish. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Yeah, all right, yes. Gringo. All right. Now he's Yanni. He's just <laughs> <laughs> trying it's to get been, to sleep. It's, it's been a long day. Yeah. Hey, guy in the chat room says Michelin Pilot Supersport best performance tires on the planet. Well, thank you, sir. Like I said, uh, full full range of Michelin. His, name, here, his here name's Brock Glover. I don't know if that is that. <laughs> Does that name ring a bell? Have no long, have no idea how long it took him to find that chat room. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for listening for another week on the Pulp Max Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. It's fun. That was awesome. It's fun. Ride day. Thank you everybody for coming to Ride Day. Yeah, that was awesome. I don't. I'm just kidding about me not wanting to be there. Uh, Kiefer, Preston, Chicken. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You definitely wanted to be there, and I know you had a great time. You didn't want to be there that early, though. No. Well, yeah. we got to the room at like 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, so thanks to our guest. Uh, favorite guest tonight, uh, Randy. We had Cincerillo and Hughes and RV and Alex Ray and Top Jimmy and Antic Nap. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. JT. J- I would say uh, I like Cincerillo. That kid, he's, he's, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's uh, very articulate, has a great, great sense of humor. And uh, it brings a lot to the sport in, in many ways. Saying he was going to turn into dust if he <laughs> crashed like J-Mar. It's good stuff. Poof. Yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, so thank you for your time, Michelin Motorcycle. Starcross 5 out. Um, great to have you here. One of my longest friends in the sport for a long time. And I appreciate everything you guys do for us and for you coming in. That's, that's great. So good luck at the WPS uh, sales meeting, man. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to spending the week with them. And, and thanks again for... for allowing us to be a part of your show and to use this platform to reach some consumers with our product. Thank you. Right on. And Yanni, thank you, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks to, uh, I'll see you in Anaheim too. Yeah. Uh, thanks to SwizzCore. Thanks to Moser. Listen more. Thank you for hanging out there. Dusty Klatt liked one of Adam Cincerillo's photos and he sent it to me. So to show you. And uh, so he's very happy about that. Thanks to uh, Pookie. Thanks to you listeners. We'll be back next week with um, uh, Jason Wygant and Blake Wharton, I think. <laughs> Random text from Blake Wharton asking to come on. Wow. I don't even know Blake Wharton. Talk music. Bring his guitar. Yeah, talk some Halo. Doongoon, thank you for all your efforts over there. Thank you. We're working on the app. We're Mm -hmm. working on coding. Mm -hmm. We're decoding. Mm -hmm. Modolytics on Wednesday. Yep. On pulpmex.com. All right, everybody. Wheeze out. See you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.
Let's go.